Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Pingree. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, April 25th, 2016. Pulpamex Show number 252. Coming at you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Big presenting sponsors of ours, and we're happy and pumped that you're with us on this Monday night. We got the Foxborough Supercross to talk about. Kenny Roxon, the winner of that race, will be on the night, which is fantastic. Stephen Majors will be on. He uh, just won Arena Cross main event. He'll be on as well. And uh, that Arena Cross series is coming down to the wire. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Gavin Faith and uh, Chris Blose are battling it out. Jacob Hayes not too far back. Talk some Foxborough, like I said. Uh, Troy Lee of Troy Lee Designs is coming on. I'm very excited about this. I always want to do a podcast with Troy from everybody I talk to. He doesn't like doing this. He doesn't like media stuff. But somehow my co-host, and we'll get to that in a second, Got him on. So that's awesome. And uh, looking forward to having Troy Lee on board. And as, as usual, you can listen to this show on Stitcher the next day. You can listen to it live on TuneIn app. You can listen to it live on the Pulpamex app. Go to pulpamexshow.com for all the uh, sponsor deals from all of our guys. And our guys, speaking of our guys, btosports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech, Suspension, Vortex Racing, x Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, 2 Under, and Nitro Circus all on board with us tonight. The number 2 UNDR used the code PULPMX16 to save money at 2 Under, the best men's underwear out there. A lot of guys are running it, and uh, we appreciate it. Oh, by the way, I'm Steve Mathis. We have your, uh, pulp, we have your uh, BTOsports.com tweet at uh, Travis. We have the uh, NFAB question of the day and the nfab jgr check-in we have the race tech emails we have x goggles gear alloy cold call lots of stuff going on tonight so thanks for listening i appreciate it all right my next my co-host tonight he is in here all show we got him up here former factory rider winner of four 125 supercrosses narrowly missing out on a 125 west title on a supermoto title he is a racer x zone and a fire department somewhere in america david pingree the people's vice champion yeah, that's what you are. That's what you are. <laughs> yeah, I own, like it. own it, right? What have you been up to besides CrossFit? <clears throat> just working, bud. Yeah? Yeah, busy. Going good? Yeah. Um, yeah, works good. I want to talk to you about, you just did uh, uh, an e-bike ride with uh, Ke- Earl Chris Kiefer. Yeah. Talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about Project 88. I want to talk to you about this KTM road bike thing. Oh, yeah. You, d- you did, and when yeah. you drug your knee. I rode TMs the same day. You rode I rode, TMs? I rode three different Italian bikes. <laughs> You can go to, uh, we can talk about that if you'd like. <laughs> you go to Glen Helen, you ride an electric bike at a TM. Like, seriously. I know. It's right? a weird day. It's uh, very weird. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. But I know uh, it's hard to get you up here uh, always, so we had to bump Kiefer back yeah, one I, week. I know. He was kind of ball- I saw him at Glen Helen, and he yeah. was like, yeah, you bumped me, dick. I'm like, yeah. bro. Yeah. Sorry. He really likes coming in. He does. And uh, I said. Yeah, you like that? I said to him, like. You're fl- you're kind of flexible. Ping isn't so. Yeah, my schedule. I, there's only 
I was like, I was looking past this, and I'm like, no, 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 can't do that. So it's just tough to get. Yeah, it. Stoked to be here, though. Suck on it, Kiefer. Mm-hmm. So David Pingree's in studio. Uh, also in studio uh, with us uh, uh, all show, he's a big supporter. He's been in here a few times. A big supporter of Pulp MX show, as well as the Thursday Fly Race and Moto 60 show uh, that we do on, on Thursdays at noon um, from the folks uh, at, at NFAP. And uh, Thomas Victor, what's up, Thomas? I uh, in town, and um, I heard Ping was going to be here, and I've always been a Ping fan, so I thought I'd crash the Favorite co-host, Ping, is that what you're going to say in front of him? Uh, second behind Travis Preston. No. Wow. I came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Travis. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like Travis just from, came from my uh, era. Yeah. How's so, things at NFAP? Everything good? Everything's good. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, truck sales going well? Truck parts? Truck. We are, other Sensing? than, other than going <laughs> underwater and, you know, yeah. six people showing up on Tuesday. Uh, as everybody knows, you know, Houston kind of got yeah. rain, the 500-year storm, I guess, ran through there. So Damn. other than that, everything's yeah. been going good. Ridgeline stuff, moving out the door. Are you ready for all the both, 17? All, all both pairs. Are you ready for the 17? <laughs> uh, I have seen the 17, but... And so you're, you're ready for the onslaught of orders? Because are you doubling up for people when, they, when it gets when released? When you buy a 17, then we'll build parts for it. How about that? <laughs> All right, God, that's a deal. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. He's back after a one-week absence. Travis Marks. What's up, Travis? It's good to be back. Thanks for coming in. I missed my, I missed you, my chair here. You're a married man. I am a married man. You got man married now. last week. Yep, Saturday. Wow, how does that feel? Um, good. Did you say, I will or I do for your vows? I do. Okay, I think I said I will, and Pookie's still pissed about it 13 years later. You messed up, bro. I, I don't know, bro. The guy, our, Randy Lawrence got me the guy. Oh, he, no. He had his tongue pierced. And, and he married us. <laughs> he said, but Pookie wanted... Was it, was it Elvis with some glue on sideburns? <laughs> no, no. Really nice guy. Well, you but, remember him, so, I mean... Uh, so you're a married man. Wow. Yeah. You got a ring? I didn't even see. Yeah, dude. Are you getting used to that thing? Look at the bling. Yeah. That's nice, huh? That's pretty yeah, nice. It's, it's a little weird, but it's cool. Wow. And how'd the wedding night go? It was good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good times. All right. Good times. Not a lot of sleep. Oh, yeah? No. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Unlike my first time. Yeah, I was. I got plenty of sleep. I was out right away. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled over. Well, that's over. Nope. Um, uh, you know what else is uh, is uh, going over well is uh, Michelin's brand new tire, Michelin Starcross 5. Four versions, hard, medium, soft. Have you ridden with this thing? You know what? We got to get you. Randy sent me yeah, some. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're going on to one of our next upcoming project bikes. He sent me also some supermoto tires. That I'm okay, be no one either. cares about that. Yeah, no, they, so, they get a lot of tires. I'm trying to sell you. They've got a broad spectrum. Well, talking about broads, <laughs> ride this Motion Starcross 5. Okay, I will. And then give us, give us I got an update. A, yeah, I will. Uh, Calm down. MichelinMotorcycle.com offer excellent performance over a wider range of conditions and terrain. You used Michelin's when we were on KTM. Uh, I did. They were made of plastic. Okay, well, these are not. These are much better. The Michelin Starcross. They've improved. They have. Do you remember we had to, because everything was concrete starts back then, and we'd have to, we'd try to heat these things up. Yeah. And they would melt like a crayon and then still slip off the concrete. Michelin Starcross 5, pushing the boundaries of off-road performance <laughs> for the <laughs> of all levels. Come by the conditions are terrain. This was a long time ago. They've made a big improvement. Yeah, no, they have. Whatever you thought of Michelin's before, toss it out the window, bro. Yeah. And, and Michelin Starcross 5. We've, we've been getting terrific reviews from everybody on that. Um Troy Lee's on the show. He is. He hates doing media stuff. Uh-huh. I've been told by you and by Tyler Keefe and by uh, Bill Keefe, maybe by Casella, that I'll never be able to get him to do a podcast because he just will not talk. He doesn't like it. But but thanks for so thanks for getting him on. Yeah, the I I'm stoked he did it. 
Um, we haven't done it yet, but yeah, let's hope. Let's well, let's hope. hope. <laughs> he might get a couple drinks in tonight and just be like, forget it, not answer his phone. Um, he uh, brand new t- brand new helmet for him, so maybe that's the motivation. SE four. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm stoked. I've never really spoken to Troy Lee. Really? No, never. Like hi or what's up or like something yeah. like that, but never like, hey Troy. Like I don't think he even knows who I am or anything. You know? Oh yeah. Hey, from a guy in the uh, you know automotive industry, I'm a big fan of Troy. He's he's done a lot. You know, design work inside and outside oh, the industry. Yeah. Mazda, all that stuff in right. the past. You know, what I mean, I can definitely say that. But, does, uh, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Between Adidas and Mazda and PPG and Fender. The, sh- the shipping and, and Fender, Fender yeah. and the shipping company. And that's what you know about. What is he doing that you don't know about? Well, Troy, that's, that's Troy's got saying, so like, many contacts because. How does he meet all these dudes being a visor guy from in the That doesn't want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, we'll have to ask him. That's a great question for him. Really good though. Really interesting. Yeah, had a, had a terrific. Uh, it just shows how, he so. shows his talent. You know, I mean, he's got a talent right. beyond. You know, it, it's funny to me, and and you could ask him about this if you want later. But it it was there was a point where when I was managing the team, and we were considering not using Mitch to do motors and stuff because you know competing with the team. You know, everyone used to do, use pro circuit stuff. Yeah. It was just the best stuff you could get. Mm-hmm. They were ahead of the curve, and then some guys started figuring out how to do it. And everybody sort of went away from that because you don't want to be running your competition stuff or having them build your engines. And I could tell Mitch was frustrated because he's, you know, Mitch is hardworking. He's, yeah. he, he's very, very focused and no nonsense. You know what I mean? Yep. And Troy's just a goofball. You know what I mean? He's like, you put a beer in him and he's a 14 year old. Yeah, yeah. So I think it really frustrated Mitch that this, you know, and they grew up together. They've known each other yeah, since they were right, little kids. Right. And it frustrated him that Troy was starting to like have success, and here's this jackass over here clowning around, and his team's starting to win races. His team underneath the hospitality literally is a rave <laughs> yeah. going on with with yeah. well, ta- tacos. Taco it used kit. to be. Okay, it's kind of calmed yeah. down, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit. You're right, but uh, yeah. So I'm inter- I'm really right. excited to have um, uh, Troy Lee on tonight. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, the guys at Roost MX have been a big part of our show since last year. Uh, they're not your average graphics company. 17 years in the business. Sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. They have a 48-hour turnaround. Uh, you go to Pulp Nation section on their website. 20% off using the code Pulp Nation. 20% off the whole website if you use their code. They've been doing great. Cycle Trader Rock River uh, uses uh, uh, Roost MX for their graphics as long as a ton of amateurs and everything else. And they do a great job. So what we want to do is we have some new shirts from these guys. They're large and extra large blame pie shirts. Um, so what we're going to do is give uh, a shirt and a hat away from Roost MX. Blaine Pie shirt. It's a fantastic, con- uh, fantastic uh, idea by me, Blaine Pie. Yeah. And, um, and a shirt and a hat uh, from RoostMX.net. Uh, Travis, uh, caller four and five, win a shirt and a hat. So 702-586-7857, call in right now. And uh, Pingree, you are brought to us by RoostMX.net. So thank you. That's awesome. You're a marketing um, genius with those shirts. Thank you. And uh, we're also going to give away some NFAB shirts and hats later on the show. So that should be fun. And um, and the NFAB question of the day and the NFAB JGR check-in, good news, bad news, Thomas. Uh, uh, bad news is that I didn't get the uh, NFAB JGR check-in after the well, race. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, deduct that from your check then, I guess. Good news is you're the NFAB JGR check-in guy. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, then um, I'm a double deduct because then... Because <laughs> you got to work. <laughs> yeah. Going to make you work. Um, Foxborough Supercross, Kenny Roxon, Ping, he's, uh, he's been on a hell of a roll lately, and, uh, but he hasn't been able to win 
It's he's done everything but win. Um, finally, he did it, and he looked great, fantastic. It was you know he's really crediting his bike um, changes he's made, but finally got a win. Yeah, I mean he's been uh, like you said he's been good the last few rounds. Um, to me, the bigger story was was Dungey. I thought he should I sound a panic button for him? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, but no. I, I wonder if he's finally going. Okay, I'm gonna just chill out a little mm-hmm. bit or did he was he uncomfortable there like we haven't seen that him go backwards like no. that you know what my first thought was is that he <laughs> went back to when jayla was giving him hell and just decided to back uh-huh. it down a little bit and yeah remember when like, like in that one year when he was trying to win the 250 yeah title and and he just unraveled i mean obviously he's far from unraveling yeah but yeah, you could tell that, that far right? yeah, yeah. yeah it wouldn't go that far but but you just wonder if is that hints of that I don't or am know. I just totally I, I off just, my rocker? I think it was just a one-race thing. It was ruddy. It was really soft. If you were there, uh, practice was nothing like the night show. I don't know if I've ever seen this before in my life. Practice, first practice, no one could triple. No one could barely do the finish line jump. 250Fs couldn't either do both. Unseated guys looked like amateurs out there. It was slippery, rainy, sloppy. The next practice was three to four seconds faster. A little better, a little better. They, they canceled one practice altogether. So then three hours goes by, two and a half hours goes by. We come up for the night show. It's dusty. It's dusty. The sun, the dirt was still soft, but in spots it got dusty and the, 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 got some ruts developed, but very weird. So what it, I'm thinking. It looked weird on TV, even seeing those shiny spots coming out of yeah, the stars. There was such yeah. a hard oh, base. No, it was. And then ruts. And so one of my theories about Dunge is a little bit this. Like he, he's kind of a freak about bike setup. Like he changes a lot of things. With his bike, he he's been better than before because of the um, the new bike. He's happier with it, but maybe like from practice to the heat race, he's just like ah, like everything's different. I don't know. I'm just the theory I have, but I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. He's been he's been so solid mentally and, and yeah. just all around all year. It, it seems weird for me. I think maybe he's finally just going. All right, you know what? This track's sketchy. It could bite you. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to get caught up right. in this. I need to win the title tonight. He's gonna, yeah, he's going to clinch this weekend in New York. So, so yeah, uh, I, I don't know. But so it you're was saying the pressure didn't get to him, and I don't think so. Dude, no he, reason he's to. handled 40, 60 laps of pressure. Yeah, no problem. Um, and so another big story outside of Roxon is is Tomac. Now they made some big changes with Team Tomac and the bike. They almost broke everything back back down to stock and started again, testing wise at his house. Uh, the Cowie guys told me one second faster on his Supercross track than he was before with this new setting. But this was before the day started. They're like, just wait. Just wait. I think we found something. I think he's better. He's happier. God damn it. He was. Right. Second place. Rode to, and he rode to second place. And yeah. he, he rode strong. And, and, you know, it was his first podium outside of Daytona. Right? All year, I think. Hold on. Let me look. I think it is. Where's a stat master? What's he doing on the phone over there? Uh, you know what? He's supposed he's to be ordering sex toys for his new bride. <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to be. Oh, wait. No, second podium. Sorry. He got one in Glendale. He rode great in Glendale also. Um, so second podium of the year outside of Daytona, which, again, I don't know if that really counts. So um, I can yeah. hear you guys. No, you can't. Did you scrape those emails? No. Before we get too far into this, uh, pick a number between 1 and 93. 92. You're such a jerk. All right. Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's just, it's going to reward a guy who just listened to the show, but we're going to give away, a, we gave away a pair of these uh, Grant 
Grant Stone shoes. We had a guy on last week. It's a hook of JT. High-end men's shoes. I looked at oh, those. Geez. Did you look at them? I looked at them. They're good, right? Yeah. Um, no, so, they're, they're, yeah. So what this, are they? Is it like a, a It's like a Doc leather loafer? Uh, no. Is it a boat that's, shoe? It's, I don't know much about shoes. Tell them, Thomas. I know less than you. Well, maybe a little <laughs> bit more than you, but. I like flip You don't have a pair here? Yeah, but I, like I want a pair. Too. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted a pair. Or two. Well, we can get you some. Except they're four. Do they come bucks. with uh, yeah, they're, they're like a haircut? Yeah. They're like four hundred dollars. Yeah, and a pair of big yeah, dazzled and, jeans. And you get the jeans. No, and they, oh, hey, you get the haircut. Good looking shoes. Uh, um, so okay, and I'll tell you, I went and bought jeans. I saw that were I got the jeans now, so I just need to find the shoes because they had oh. a bunch of jeans in there with a yeah. little cuff rolled up we'll in the bottom. Some Burberry too. We we'll get you some Burberry. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to catch up. You need a pea coat and uh, <laughs> what else? Just really okay. So number ninety-two, the guy who just emailed like yesterday wins a pair of shoes from these uh, these guys, these Grandstone guys. Well, uh, what number are you on? Uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. I asked. You picked. I don't Should have said between one and we one had, and two hundred. I we said one hundred one. We had ninety-three entrants, I think. So, oh, all um, right. um, so yeah, that randomly picked by Ping, David Pingree. Um, You're welcome, number ninety-two. So Roxon's good. Dungey's good. Uh, Roxon's good. Tomac's good. Dungey's falling apart. That's what we're gonna. No. <laughs> Uh, Kenny Roxon's coming up in 13 minutes, by the way, uh, on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and, uh, and uh, Fly Racing. Let's get into the uh, NFAP question of the day, Trav. Can we do that, please? The NFAP question of the day. Waiting for a new text to get read, to get to me, but in, in the meantime, n-fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Jeep, truck, or SUV parts. Big part of the uh, n-fab and pro Yamaha team that uh, Randy Hawkins runs. How's that going? Is that good? Good. Yeah? Like, Randy's doing well, his guys? I don't, I only, I only follow, like, Strang and, and Caleb Russell, but uh, it's, they're good. Yeah, no, they, they're, uh, they're doing good. I mean, okay. I, I like the people over there. I don't follow. I probably follow a little bit less, a little bit do more you, than you. But do you feel like the GNCC crowd? Obviously, they all own trucks. Um, they all except own trucks. Here's, here, my deal is it's a factory Yamaha supported. Yep. So that's kind of where what the tie-in for me is mm-hmm. is is um, trying to be loyal to what yep. is going on, on the Gibbs side and, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously you know Eddie and Jessica are over there and yeah and uh, Randy's a super nice guy and and uh, does does a, a lot of good business stuff over there in that small town that they're in and. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of respect for for what they're trying to accomplish. If you so. uh, if you need some NFAB products, email the show. Use a contact form on Pulpamex, and uh, we'll get you a little bit of a discount over from Lance over there, uh, processing sales on the daily. For the, the one thing I wish what, I would, did huh? do though, I wish I interacted more with that team. I just, I mean, where, who has the time? Yeah, well, your guy puts a lot of money into the sport. I know. I'm saying that. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm a fan. So if you need something for your truck, support those. But everybody with a dirt bike has a pickup truck. You know, we've said yeah. that in here before, and, yeah. and I stand by that. And 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 yeah. and I hope they do when they have a choice and they want to buy something for their no. truck. What or I don't understand is okay. I, we'll get to don't the bring the ridge line into it, please. No. Okay. We can won't. we have one conversation without the damn ridge line? Yes. We okay. Can. Thank you. We got to get to the question of the day. I want to ask Ping, uh, and I want we're coming up with rocks and but. We'll get into this more later, but you sold your company. Yes. Why aren't you just on a beach somewhere? Because it's not a goal line. It's not a goal line. Yeah, in other words, I think people do believe that if you sold something, like you buy a pickup truck, you sell it, it moves on to the next you yeah. know, owner. Well, yeah. it doesn't, when you build up a company um, to a certain level, then, <clears throat> then there's people out there that have big money that, that want to, you know, have that money grow. So yeah, they acquire just, they acquire companies and and that's yeah, basically what just, happened here. Just be like later, bro. 
Well, these, the it's, it's uh, the larger company is called Truck Hero. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm still trying to figure out how I plug that in to what okay. we're doing. Yeah. Um, Truck but, Hero. But Truck Hero is is uh, they have a lot of tonneau cover companies. Okay. But it's a it's a large company owned by you know venture capitalists. Mm-hmm. And um, you know they do 660 million dollars in the tonneau cover space. So they acquired Infab, and now instead of being the owner. With all the risk and yeah. everything hanging out in the wind, there right. now now I get to take all the chips off the table and yeah, but and uh, eliminate the risk. And if someone comes in and buys Pulp MX Show, I'm out of here later, bitches. You know what I mean? What to do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. What are you, you gonna, gonna be do? Bored out of your mind. I don't know. Look, so, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say, I, as you know, if you I can have keep a Travis, deal. that's great. And if you can't keep Travis, can him too, and I'm out of here. I have nice cars, nice, nice trucks, right. house on the beach, yeah. uh, you know, so it's not about the money. The money, if you're, if, you know, my advice to people is always mm-hmm. be the best at what you, you know, can be best at what you Want. choose to be. Yeah. yeah. And then the money will come. So okay. it, as long as you work hard and dedicate yourself and, and, and are willing to take, make the sacrifices, then... Then uh, it is America, and, and you, can, I got an you idea. can do great things. Take all your money, not all your money. Take a lot of, take a small chunk of your money because you got a lot of it. Let's start a race team. You're the owner. Okay, Alan Brown. Okay. We're okay. not. We're not. I'll we're, run it. We're, I'll we're, run it. I'll finally be able to put all these <laughs> philosophies that I talk about every Monday night, and I, I have a lot of ideas, Thomas. <laughs> Some of them are great, and I'll run the race team for you. Yeah. I said it to Alan. Is that your is that your end goal? Yeah. Would you like to be a race team manager? I would like to be a race team manager because it would be great for this show. Hey, you look at like you come look in at, every Monday and just start blasting. You won't everybody. have time for this show. You look at you'll Genova, be so busy you won't have time for this show. You look at at Kriniak and all these these guys. I mean, they've spent millions and millions of dollars um, doing race teams and stuff. The way I look at it, I, you know, I want to sponsor racing to promote you right. know my brand, but I don't want to go racing. I think there's a difference. I want to keep it, you know, at a certain level, and and uh, you know, there's right. obviously okay. lots of people that you, want to you, go out there. Ra- you, the find, you talk to any one of those guys that that does that? They right. get, they jump in head first. They're they're fully invested. Yeah, and it's fun. They love the racing side of it, and then they get so sucked up in the the relationship the, and the babysitting, and it it becomes no fun. And then yeah, they're like, wait a yeah. minute. So I'm I'm spending all this money, <laughs> yeah. spending all this time, and I don't even enjoy it anymore. I'm out. Yeah, He's because out. yeah, because yeah. you're. So doing, I think the way you're doing it's great. Yeah, uh, thank you, Ping. Okay. Um. So that's it. Okay. For me. So you're no, well, you're not. We're not going racing anytime soon. Okay. There, Mathis right. with Mathis being at because the helm I, of that. I could. Yeah. That's, I, that sounds, that sounds sorry, like Steve, a formula for disaster. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was close to doing it until you, until you just said that. Um, all right. Here's the NFAB question of the day. Um, with Roxon doing so well lately, Ping. Tomac, with everything I just told you about Tomac, and you, you love Eli Tomac. Oh, yeah, I do. Your biggest Eli Tomac I'm, I'm fan. Pretty big fan. Yeah, yeah, you are. And, of course, Dungy being Dungy. Who's your favorite for the 450 Outdoors? Who, I mean. That's, that's really tough. I, I know. That's why I, we ask those questions on this show. I, w- I have to go with Dungy just because the numbers, I think, are on his side. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't think it's going to be nearly yeah, yeah, as okay. easy as it's been. That's what I was going to ask you. Is it going to be another sort of route? No, I think it's going to be come down. I I believe that it'll just come down to consistency this summer, which is great for fans. Yeah, because I think Eli's going to win a lot. I think Roxon's going to win, and I think Dungey's going to win his share. And I think I think there's a, some other guys that could even sneak up and win motos. I Justin could turn it around like he's done in the past, and all of a sudden yeah. flip a switch and yeah. he's fast again. We're yeah. hoping for that. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Yeah. Uh, Phil? Trey, Phil. Well, he'll get some hole shots anyway. Yeah, Phil. Phil, um, you love Phil. I do. 
I do. If Phil, you, Phil is hard not to love for sure. If you, you know, know I mean, if you Phil, know Phil, it's he's, it's he's one of a kind. I talked to Phil on the way up here. He's he's a uh, he's he's a character for sure. Um. So okay, yeah. It's what the thing is is these other guys, Dungey, Roxon, uh, Roxon, Tomac, Anderson, Barsha, Trey. I think those are the guys that I'm thinking of. Mm, Stu. Okay, never mind. Look, I mean, <laughs> never mind. Um, okay, bag it. Maybe Mike. Okay, these Maybe other not. guys like like you can't have bad motos. You can't you can't get a start outside the top five. You like because that guy Robo Dungey never does right. No, like no. you just that's can't. the thing. It's going to come down to consistency. I think those guys there's there's guys that'll be able to contend with him. He's mm-hmm. been sort of on another level until these last couple rounds. I think those guys are going to be able to compete outdoors, but you just can't make mistakes because he won't. He won't. No, he won't. But do you think we'll start like we did last summer? That'd be great. I'm okay with that. You're okay if, if yeah, Tomac's just killing Because them? I feel like Dunch would catch up or something would happen, you know? I do like how the KTM guys, though, last summer, Dun- uh, Tomac crashed in fifth moto, I think, right? Yeah. I think it was fifth yeah, moto. Fifth moto. Dungy, Carlos, and I like those guys. They're great, but a lot of times they're like, yeah, we just were searching for the bike setup, you know, and we were just searching and we came into it and you were getting your ass kicked for four straight motos and you won the top and who knows, you might have won anyways. And I know they're not going to say, well, Eli got hurt, but they could spare us. Well, you never do. You got to make it right. You could spare us on the, uh, I I tell you, and maybe it's when you're out of the when you're not racing and you're standing on the sidelines looking at it like us, it's so easy to see that clearly. And I think those guys are trying to convince themselves as much as anything. But um, even the guy who's about to come on the show here, like I'll hear him say, yeah, you know, it's good. I, if he doesn't win, it's like, yeah, the bike wasn't quite right. I, you know, he, he always has to make a comment. Mm-hmm. It was the bike. Yeah. We didn't quite yeah. have a rider. It's like, man, <sighs> I don't know. I never heard Ricky say that. You'd rarely hear him go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our setup. No. We just weren't there with setup. It's like, he would tell you, you know what? Those guys kicked my ass tonight, and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go to work all you're week. You're absolutely right. I'm I just wish guys would own it, even if it was a bike. But I think when you're Carmichael, don't put it on the team. Just yeah, own it. That's yeah. your responsibility at that in, point. In, it's 2016, and setup has been the word of the day for ah, four years now, five years. It's incredible. It's stupid, though. It's overplayed. I'm with you 100. percent Ricky and Ricky never did that. You're absolutely right about that. But he also won, you know, 97% of the time. So I guess once in a while, it's okay to be like, I didn't have it. Tim Ferry beat me. I, it's just become a trend. It's like, oh, it it's is. like it saying, is. yeah, no, answering a question that way. Or it's right. the same stupid stuff that gets passed down. Go back to the 80s. They didn't ever blame bike setup. 90s right. guys didn't do that. It was never, it just, they didn't do it. That's been the NFAB question of the day. David Pingree thinks it is not going to come as easy for Ryan Dungey as it has in the past. Great radio. And uh and yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see a fight. We're gonna see a bit of a dog fight. And I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope I am too. I can't take it's kinda lining up that way. I can't with take Roxon on fire right now, at least this week. Well, I can't take a hundred degree days standing in the middle of the field tweeting about <laughs> Ryan Dungey with thirty second lead. Much more. Do so. you think it translates though from the end of Supercross and whoever has the momentum carries it carries it forward or I don't think so. In my experience so? and Ping maybe knows better than I do, it's a new season and Everyone kind of has new hopes, new feistiness, new aggression. Yeah, the, the hard part is, like, Dungy's got to stay just super focused on Supercross. I, I don't think he's putting a whole lot of testing time in yeah. outdoors. He's letting yeah. Morris do what he can do, and he's focused on this title. That's that's what's at hand, yeah. right? So so what do you think Morris I think is that bringing puts to him, the table? 
I think he's, he runs through a lot of their stuff. Yeah, that's uh, what I heard. I mean, I heard Dungey say something about yeah, that once. Dungey you think he's credit? I even yeah. recommended we have him on the show. Is he's he still rides really good. I saw him out of Paul. I, I I t- I'm, like, I'm on flights with him all the time, every week. Yeah. I'm on flights with him. He flies United, too. And we talk quite a bit. And, yeah, he told me he's – I said, well, don't get hurt. And he's like, I'm pushing. Like, because he's trying to push the bike to Dunge. He's not Dunge speed, but he's trying to push the bike as if Dunge, you know, yeah, he, to get as close as he can. And he's like, I'm pushing it. <laughs> it, was, it was windy this day. And there's this big double out at Paula. And he was doing it in the wind every lap. Were you on a TM, a Beta, or a I was on bike Mike, or? Mike Brown's Factory 125 <laughs> okay, that day. Okay, all right, okay. So, yeah. um, all and right. I was not jumping that jump. Before we come to Kenny Roxon, let's get to Darkside. Darkside, what's up, man? Hey, man, I got two quick questions, if okay. you have time. Yep. Um, I'd like to know where the tweet that you do just about every week, I pooped him, what the backstory on that is. Okay. You, know, you say that uh, right I before just, the gate drop. I just like to think that like, I'm excited. Like I'm excited, okay. to, you know, okay, to uh, okay. to get racing, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if there was some like story to it. Mm, no, not really. No. Okay, my other thing is, um, I, I tweeted you a couple times. You know, I asked you use your logo, go racing for this series in Texas. I'm running, broke my collarbone. Okay, I still think I can win this championship. I would like to know. Hey, second's okay it. too, I, bud. What's that? <laughs> Runner-up's okay too. <laughs> One more time. I can't hear you. I said being runner-up's not bad. It's still okay. Well, you're yeah, a good I'm, human being. I'm, I'm going to win this thing. I have four races <laughs> left. I'm third in points. And the next race is four days before I technically get released. I'm going. Okay. I think I can win this. I would like, if I can win this thing, how about a, uh autographed Mathis jersey? Um, Is there such a thing? Yeah, like, why do you want that? Man, because I love your show, man. I, you know, honestly, I mean, I your appreciate show it, but I don't is, I, I'm really impressed with what you do. I've turned a bunch of my friends on the last couple of weeks oh, to what buddy. your show is. Thank you. I'm um, at a Diamond Dawn's Vintage Race out here in Texas the other day. A bunch of guys were talking about it. They didn't realize how informational, that's not the right word, but your show is. Like, that there's actually technical stuff from Kiefer and Ping and... Man, a lot of we just I love your show, dude. I've become Thank a you. big fan in the last couple of months, so I think well, that'd be a cool thing to how, have and how, hang it next to my Tizzy jersey. How about this? If you win the title, send me the points, mm-hmm. send me all your information, I'll send you something. I don't know what, but something. What about a okay. Bassadown? What if I send you a Bassadown? <laughs> <laughs> um, my girlfriend's got two cats. I think that's enough. Okay. You know what you need? You need like you need to get some little toy microphones that are filled with like M&Ms and you, you can know sign you those and send them out. <laughs> Boom. You there can it is. send them the uh, Dement jersey. He's from Texas. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, dude, J- Josh is a man. He's a badass. He still rips with one leg. No, that's the move. That's the move. Yeah, the move. Yeah, is that? Oh, did you, who did, is that not what he said? No, he's, it's it's a jersey I gave to Mathis. It's not hanging in his wall of fame over here. <laughs> he said demand. Yeah, demand. Oh, demand. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, okay. buddy, listen. Take it easy. You got a broken collarbone. Yes. Good luck in your in your search for the title. If you if you win. <laughs> Send me all your info. We'll send you something. Just don't cr- crash and break your collarbone again. Yeah, just make sure you go no, to I'm work on Monday. No, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Okay. All right, man. Okay, thanks, Th- Thank you. Good luck, Appreciate dude. It. Thank you. Yeah. That's our fans, everybody. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. Hotcamsinc.com. Check out Hot Cams 2016 code. We'll save you 30%. Uh, a lot of privateers are using cams, uh, using Hot Cams to help uh, get you more power, move the power around, anything you need on these modern four strokes. Hot Cams can do it for you. High performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams, use the code. And uh, they're pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night here on the Pulp Mech Show. He's the winner of Foxborough, Kenny Roxon. What's up, Kenny? 
Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for doing this. Solid. No problem, man. I mean, no, I, you know, 930 interrupted <laughs> my movie. Oh, stop it. Um, hey, uh. How much? I heard you talk a bunch about um, you're you're happy with your bike. You switched to spring forks a while ago. You got some stock clamps on there, uh, things like wait, that. Wait, 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 what? no, no, no. What? Hold on. I'm not. I'm not on spring forks. I don't. Why do people keep asking me that? Uh, you're on spring forks, aren't you? On spring forks? No, no I'm you? not on spring forks. Never been. Never been with JYB. Oh, okay. All right. My bad. Um, mm. How much? How much is your bike setup helping you lately? Because you've been on fire for a while now. How much is the changes yeah. you've made help you? Um, I mean, a lot, I just, I feel like I finally, I finally feels like a dirt bike, you know what I mean? Like, my, I think our, um, I don't, I, the way we went kind of, you know, we kind of got lost a little bit mm-hmm. and I finally now have the balance figure out. Like I can actually ride into a turn or into a rut now without having to bike stand me up or, or tuck in the front end, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was really just, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it small changes, but sometimes small changes make a big difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I just finally found uh, found the balance of the bike, and I mean that's happened before Santa Clara, and ever ever since, you know, I've been the old me. I would say, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. How's the outdoor testing going? Is it, is it working out? Is he, are you doing some? <laughs> um, I was. I've been testing for three days when I was in California, and uh, you know, obviously when I'm in Florida here, we. I don't have a you know a guy from the, or my mechanic besides my practice mechanic here. So we usually I give them some comments and they'll send a shock out or whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. far, we are in a in a much better spot than we were last year. So I think uh, you know I mean I'm I'm pretty stoked right now. Obviously we can we can always get a bit better, right. but I'm in a much better spot than last year. And and that is you know I want to I want to see that you know the the steps forward. Hey Ken, do you feel like you uh, when you went over to this team? Did you kind of underestimate how much work there was to get a setting that you liked? Or no? Has it kind of been what you expected? Wait, wait for outdoors? No, just uh, Supercross and outdoors, just in general, going from, you know, your old team to the Suzuki team. Like, did you think it would come easier finding the setting that made you comfortable? Um, y- yes. You know, uh, I, because I, I've had, the reason I changed was uh, I went with Suzuki because, you know, I've had, really good success previously in my career with them and um obviously it was a different team so i I definitely thought we would get things figured out a lot quicker but honestly this year has been another huge learning year for me and now i finally know what to change on a bike to make it feel good like i i would say i can pretty much now set my bike up the way i think it's you know it's going to be good before previously i was always kind of um I got stuff from the team, and I told them, hey, this is good, this is good, this is not good, whatever. Um, I feel like I finally now can kind of tell them, hey, I want to try this, or hey, I want to try that, and it has to be like this. And, you know, that I feel like that I've just learned that literally within the last few months. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm still young, but on the other hand, um, I wish I would have I known all that stuff earlier. But like I said, I mean, I'm turning 22 actually on Friday now, so I still got a ways ahead of me, so... I'm pretty stoked with how this year overall went, and it was a, another huge learning year. It, it's important to be able to talk the language with the guys setting up your suspension and chassis and engine because otherwise you're just telling them that's no good or yeah that's good, but you're not giving them any direction to go. You know what I mean? So yeah, when you can start a, saying a, more details, then they can help you get to where you want to go quicker. Exactly, and honestly, it can like the way I thought before or the way I did it before. It can really work out, you know, if the team hits the right spot, you mm-hmm. know. 
it's you know you can say this this worked great and this is it and then it worked out but sometimes it doesn't work out you know mm-hmm. so I mean I finally I finally can tell them and and that's another you just have to learn you know you can't mm-hmm. you know it just takes time a little bit and and I look at it like learning by doing you know what I mean and I've started asking a lot more questions and. And obviously, I'm really tight with Oscar, with my mechanic, and, and he's so smart about things, and he explains to me. We have a really, really tight relationship, and mm-hmm. ever since he's been on, I've learned a lot, and, and, and just, uh, I can picture things in my mind now, you know? Yeah, I, would, I was going to say, I, I, Oscar's probably been a big help, right? I mean, he is a suspension guy at heart. I, I, absolutely, and honestly, uh, I mean, for sure, he's been a suspension guy, so now, when I come in at the race, I actually haven't been doing any changes. Mm-hmm. I totally left my bike because once it's good, it's good in my right. no matter if it's muddy or not. Um, but he, you know, he just he just know. I tell him the comments, and he knows what to do. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, but I think I think it's just been more chassis for me than actual suspension because the setting I pretty much write the same same setting that I've ridden all year. Right. But it was a lot of other chassis things that that made a made a big difference. The track was uh, was uh, gnarly this weekend. I was telling Ping. Uh, before we got you on, it, it got deep ruts, it got slick, it got rough. Uh, you know, obviously being super super muddy or not super muddy, super soft from the rain and everything else. Um, did you have any close calls out there? Um, no, not really. No. I think the biggest the biggest problem was that, and I think for everybody, once we hit the heat race, because you know it went from in the morning being super muddy to actually pretty good in the mm-hmm. second practice, but then it dried out a lot more uh, for the heat race. So it was more actually that one lap um, where Dungey closed back in on me. I made a mistake like two lanes in a row. Mm-hmm. And other than that, so I thought you know obviously got rough, but when you're when you're getting confident and especially comfortable with your bike, it's just I mean I, for me the the more difficult the track is the better. And you know I mean you can see that just that the gaps and everything are spread out a lot more again. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's... And actually, the biggest the, the biggest thing was really that. You could see on the start straight, it got really hard underneath. I mean, I already, when I walked the track walk, obviously it was soupy up top, but I knew that there was a hard base. So, and as soon as they scraped everything off, I mean, it mm-hmm. was the whole first at the start turn, I felt like I was going, I mean, I could have <laughs> ran faster, literally. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like guys were trying everything. Like guys were coming in high in that berm and trying to cut down on the inside, on the right-hand side, and that wasn't working. And then other guys would try to just drift out and bounce off a little bit of a berm, but... They were just lighting it up their back tires. It was right, and yeah. I, I think, and I, I think it was kind of a track you couldn't really push, push on it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like for example, uh, us in Santa Clara, the track was so good and so tacky in my eyes, where you can really, really, really push and mm-hmm. just open the throttle early without thinking a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that makes it uh, that sometimes makes it harder too um, um, physically. But I, I'm, I mean, I think a lot of people struggle more with the ruts being deep, and obviously the whoops got really rough and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, I uh, think I like, I mean, I liked it there. You know, the stadium was super rad. As soon as I walked on there, I was like, man, yeah. I think this is gonna be my new favorite spot. Yeah, you were, you had to, you had to do press day, so I guess you were stayed there, right? And um, um, you did all the. No, I didn't. Do, I didn't oh. do press day. Oh, I um, thought just, you did. Okay. and tickled it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say yeah because there was like a whole around the whole stadium was like a real shopping mall there. Everything's yeah. like it's pretty cool. I know that was the cool part, man. I went to Friday. Um, that's why everything was super relaxed. Like we went to dinner right there. Went into the movies. It didn't even. <laughs> it felt like kind of we were on vacation. What makes that makes the racing really fun because kind of takes you away a little bit from all the from all the really serious stuff, you know. 
Right. Did you get a chance to go do anything in Boston? Um, I didn't honestly because I landed in the afternoon on Friday, and I just went to the I went to the bus. I was working out for for a little bit there, and, and just got ready for the night. You know, I had a nice uh, mellow dinner and stuff. I didn't really yeah get to you know snoop around Boston. I, I wish, but did uh, did you get any? Uh flack or any um, blowback from you calling out JG on the stadium or, or in some interviews about lapping? Did you get any... Uh, any... No, not really. Okay. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Kenny was not oh, actually, shy. I got, I, got, I got one tweet from a guy that said, tag somebody else in it. And, and did he tag you maybe too? I'm not 100% sure, but he was asking if, if I was right with um, not, you know, that the lappers are not supposed to keep their line. They're supposed to go out of the fast lane. It actually states that in the rule book that you're in the fast lane. It means get out of the fast lane and then hold your line. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, they were they were but terrible this weekend. It. Yeah, really? they were bad for yeah. for you, for Dunch, for, I mean, for a lot of guys. Yeah, it was. Yeah, for everybody. And I mean, Alessi used to be really good about it, honestly. But I was a lap <laughs> behind him, and then I mean, with Grant, that was just a whole other story. I was yelling behind him, literally every single corner. <laughs> There's no way he didn't hear me. And then I was fully committed in the woods, and all of a sudden he starts rolling like single, single, single. I'm like, what the heck? Um, you got to be careful calling people out, man. Their wives will come after you now yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, yeah, Instagram. Know, right? Yeah, the chicks are the worst ones. Jeez. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Lessie, Alessi's head is usually on a swivel that actually hurts him racing wise, but he's really cognizant of what's going on. But him and Freeze were just disasters for the leaders on the weekend. Both and guys. They were both of them together. <laughs> I know. I know. It was crazy, right? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, these, these things happen. Uh, they go from week to week. Was that your best race of the year? You got four wins this year. Um, was that your best race, do you think? Or or is there another one that stands out? Um, I think it was. Um, I do. I I think it was great. Really? I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's a um, hard. I I really I really don't know. I okay. think I've had a few good races riding wise. This year, obviously, previously, um, I didn't, I didn't win, but I think uh, just in general, the last four weekends, I feel like I've been riding really good, and there's nothing for my part to really complain about. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I guess it's a better question to ask outsider people, you know, right, in right. the industry, if that was the best race or not. I can't really t- say it about myself, you know. Hey, how, how does it go? I saw that you're riding down at Blake's Ranch um, today, and I don't, I don't know if you've been there again, but do you guys like all? you know, connect on the phone and say, Hey, let's all right here. Or does he invite you down? How does that work? Yeah. I mean, actually the last week we wrote, uh, we wrote the supercross tracks together at the nest. And, um, uh, then obviously for, I saw him this week, I actually was on the same flight as him. And we were saying that, you know, I mean, obviously it'd be better, especially for outdoors. You want to ride with a few people just to get the track rough and everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, we text each other and just make a plan. I'm actually, I'm going back there tomorrow. Um, and then I think also for next year, you know, obviously, I mean, we have known each other for a while now. We're just going to switch back and forth. I mean, I think he's going to have two supercross tracks. You know, we have two supercross tracks at the Nest. Mm-hmm. There will be four supercross tracks at the Nest, and his and his farm is literally ten minutes apart. So I mean, it works out great. Yeah, it's All funny, right. like you being, you know, one of the top guys in the sport. Generally speaking, the top guys don't leave their compounds. They don't go anywhere else. Like you went to yeah, Tim, you went to Red Dogs. You go to the Nest. You go to Baggett's. I mean, you don't have a place, but you're not scared to ride with whoever, wherever you think it's going to benefit you. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that's more of an Eldon Baker thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really exclusively there, but it's so tiring because you just hit the same things over and over. I mean, I am I'm the kind. Of, I mean, I've been riding with Chad a bunch actually, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they always. I mean, 
the good thing is about the you know Eldon's guys is that they they have three fast riders that are always riding together. So it is a good thing you know keeping yourself on your toes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, geez. So the more the more tracks you can ride, the better. And I know that I'm a better racer anyway. Anyways, yeah. Like there could be a guy when I'm practicing that could be the same speed or whatever. But right. I don't worry at all. And that's how it has been at the races too. You know, I do qualifying. I don't even care if I'm fifth or first. Whatever it is, yeah, you yeah. Know, I don't, yeah. I don't really care because I'm a racer. You know, as soon as the gate drops, I, I always shake, uh, shake a little bit of extra out of my sleeve. You know, yeah. Some dudes during the practice week, like if they were close, if someone was close to them, they'd just like freak out. You know, ah, like who cares? Like it's Saturday night. Yeah, race, that's not right? me at all. Um, let's get a couple phone calls. We'll, uh, we'll keep, we'll, won't keep you too much longer. Kenny, Kevin is on the line. Kevin, welcome to uh, the Pulp Mech Show. Kenny Roxon brought to you by HotCamsInc.com. What's your question for uh, Roxon, Kevin? Hey, uh, yes, Ken, I just had a question. Actually, it was regarding, uh, you know, B-riders and people that are not on, they're basically on privateer teams. Do they get to take their fully worked spikes home and practice on the local tracks? And then when they do go to the Supercross races, do they have a problem with the bikes being too stiff? You know, I know suspension, you get a lot of stiction. Do you mean like Kenny himself? Kenny's bike is the same practice or, or race. Yeah, because I know years ago, I see guys, you know, that were pro circuit riders at all the local tracks, and it seemed like they took their bikes to the tracks in the in their pickup trucks in their vans. Yeah. So do they actually have a works bike that they can take home? Yeah, they do. All yeah, the, all these they guys usually. Do. They usually, I mean, it depends, honestly, from team to team. In my eyes, if, if you're in one of the top teams, um, in my eyes, it's a must that you have the exact same bike that you race on at home, obviously. But I know that there's a lot of teams, and especially 250 teams, I think, that don't have, like, the full motor package or whatever. Um, and then, obviously, in California, it's a little bit, um, you know, sometimes not the whole team goes out to the track. Like, I've been plenty of times before with KTM where, it was just me and Kelly. They usually take a sprinter van out or whatever. But sometimes when we all go like separate ways, like one guy goes to that track and the other guy to the other, and then we just take it out to the uh, to the track ourselves. But usually the bikes go back to the workshop. The mechanic takes it back, whatever, and press it at the workshop and everything, you know. And obviously with races, it's a little. That's where it gets a little tricky because it usually the bike, especially when you have a new bike going to the races, it does feel a little bit foreign sometimes. Yeah. Um, if you wanna you wanna have pretty updated new stuff you know obviously when things get too worn down because sometimes your suspension starts settling a little bit and then it gets a lot softer and you go stiffer and then you go to the race and you're like wait and yeah. it feels a lot stiffer you know what i mean um, and it, then the bike doesn't act the same you remember larry ward kenny oh you told did you tell me about that he used to take clams and handle oh, and everything? yeah yeah larry ward would bring his old practice bike stuff to the race because it was worn in and it was beat down and that's what he liked the no, new- it is. I oh, mean, yeah. it truly is. Yeah. It's, you know, the bike, um, usually when it has a few hours on, it starts flexing a lot more. And, right. And it's for a lot of people that the practice bike um, feels a little bit better sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for the question. Okay, thanks. Thank Take you. Care, Steve. Uh, Carly, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. What's your, what's your question for Kenny Roxon? Okay, so I am a big fan, and I would just like to say um, happy early birthday. And what is your, the best part about being – a part of the RCH team. Oh, first off, thank you. Um, the best part about being with RCH team, um, I think, you know, obviously we had our struggles last year, but now we're 
we're all bonding really great. And the cool part is that you know we're all a bunch of bunch of young people and and having fun. You know, we all we all speak the speak the same language, and you know, we just. I mean, I would say that our team we have some pretty young people around. You know what I mean? Different yeah. to some other teams. I mean, you can see Roger. You know, he's getting older, but um, yeah, it's just cool being around people that that are young, and you know, we're all trying our hardest to be at the very top. That's right. awesome. There you go, Carly. Thanks for calling. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Kenny, before we let you go, um, what do you think of the GPs this year? Geyser and Fabra. Uh, well, we knew Romaine Fabra was the real deal, but this Geyser kid, same deal, man. These guys they're are crushing it, huh? Dude, they're putting it to these uh, the vets right now. Like, just. I know. It's crazy. I mean, you know, coming up from a 250 guy, you never really know what to expect, but mm-hmm. man, hats off to the guy. He's been he's been doing really good. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of cool. Like it's cool that they're kind of close, and that it's not always just a one man show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think Caroli will get back up there, or is he just like, is it just time where the torch is passed? Do you like Antonio normally starts slow? You know what I mean? But he kicks it into gear. But I don't know about this year, man. He does. I mean, I really hope because he's a good friend of mine. I actually haven't talked to him now for for quite a bit. But mm-hmm. he's quite a few points down. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just. I don't, I don't really know what to say about it. I think, it, to me, it seems like ever since he switched to the four fifty two, it's kind of been um, on yeah. the edge. I think he was just a three fifty guy, man. I mean, he wrote great point. on that thing, and yeah. he made the switch. And it seems like ever since, not really sure. He might just love the bike, and it just doesn't go his way right now. But to me, like ever since he switched, it kind of has been on the on the edge a little bit, you know. Yeah, and uh, congrats to Hurlings. He's doing great. We're all really happy for him. We're all super pumped for Hurlings. <laughs> really, really happy. Yeah, really happy. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it, Kenny. Congrats on Foxboro. You rode amazing. Um, you kept the kept the clinching away for one week, anyways. And I'm now I'm looking forward. Now that you're happier. And with the bike and everything else, we were talking before you get on the air. I'm looking forward to outdoors now. It, it, it should be a battle, so it should be great. Me too. I was surprised, like, the, you know, lately that I've had so much fun riding my bike and everything. Finally, things are working, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You kind of get lost in the thing of, like, damn, am I crazy or, or what <laughs> is going on? Like, right. things just don't go your way and practicing isn't as fun because it does. And now, like, as soon as you get something where you're happy with and I'm like, I just have a smile on my face all day. <laughs> Yeah, no, it should be great. I hope it translates to the outdoors and, and we can see some great battles. Cause I, got a feel, I got a feeling E.T. will be in there and you'll be in there and Ryan and Anderson and maybe the 51. And, uh, yeah, it should be great, man. So gr- thanks for coming on and uh, go back to your movie. Uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you watching? Oh. Uh, I was actually kidding. I wasn't oh. watching. We, oh. we have some friends over at the house. We were just talking out there. Tell, tell Courtney. But, hey, tell remember, Cor- Steve, oh. my birthday's on Friday, so I hope you give me some I'll, chocolate or something. Yes, I'll deliver something to you uh, on Friday Friday afternoon or Saturday morning. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, see later, guys. All right. Later. Kenny Roxon, everybody. Brought to you by Hot Cams. Hotcamsinc.com. Ping is probably steaming mad right now. Why? A lot of setup talk in that, in that phone call. A lot uh, of setup talk. Look, Kenny's a great dude. I, I, I just think it's funny that, you know, I'm sure there's something to it. I'm sure no, he's gotten a comfort, no. a feeling that he's been looking for. But yeah, no, there how is. do your starts go from being shit to now top three overnight? He's been top all these races. He's had good starts. They weren't good. Yeah, they weren't good. How does that change? He's been terrible in the starts all year. How about, how about Chad? Setup. Yeah. Chassis setup doesn't make your starts better. How about Chad? Bad starts, bad starts. Puts a hydraulic clutch on. Pulls a couple of starts. Says, you know, we found the secret. We're good. And he 
couldn't have been any worse <laughs> on his starts the last two races. Like, it's, I could have started better than this, Chad. This game is so mental. And so, like, that's that's what what it is. Like, if they got to tell themselves that. No, I know. To believe no. that it's not me, it's the bike. I'm, I'm awesome. Okay, but like, it's I'll, just annoying. I wrote it last year about Barsha. And, like, I, we're all... Like, I'm going to just stop writing my columns and stop analyzing the races. Barsha literally sucks balls for four, five, six motos. It rains at Bud's Creek. And he wins the moto, fully wins it. Great job. Dungy fell down. And it is like a light switch. The guy can't be beaten after that. So you can't give me this setup shit. Barsha won the moto in the mud. He was having fun. He was screaming and yelling. And then after that moto, he straight up beat Ron Dungy a whole bunch. And, and I'm just like, fuck, I give up. Like, I give up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's you guys. It's you. I know. Your delicate little butterflies. It's a delicate ecosystem here going on inside the skull space. <laughs> because honestly, like... These brain boxes are very sensitive. Dude, as a former mechanic, like, I'm just like... Sometimes I'm out testing with these guys. I remember, and I'm just like, it doesn't fucking matter. Cause, but, but, but if you stop, if you stop and you say that to the guys... Then they're 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 pulling <laughs> yeah. the pin so fast. All you're trying like, to do, you're searching for just something for them to believe, dude. You know what I mean? Like you're literally doing nothing. In the words of the great <laughs> Brett Michaels, give me something to believe in. Oh, I thought it was uh, ride hard or whatever. Ah, whatever. I thought you were going to say ride hard or no way. So, how closely do you think Ken uh, follows the GPS? I think pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Do you, do you yeah. think he wishes he was? Over there, money no. not being an issue? No, I don't think so. Do you think he's a transplant here like DV yep. and like yep. Chad and I like ab- some of these other guys? I like, absolutely think like so. Like he's, he's here forever now. He's never going back. I don't think so. Except maybe yeah. holidays. Yeah, yeah, visits or whatever. Yeah. No, I think he, he's an American dude. You know, he All likes right. it here and everything else. So um, They've been pretty exciting racing over there, though, huh? It's been good. Oh. Yeah, it's been good, man. Like I said, yeah. Mexico was great. I don't think I... I, don't, I yeah. know, it was horrible. Did you see that track? <laughs> that track was horrible. Honestly, look, at, let's take a bunch of your money. Okay, you're not going to do the race team. Okay, I got it. Fine. Yeah, I'm not let's building take, tracks either. Let's take a bunch of your money and get a GP for like a somebody's backyard. We could do it. If you pay that dude enough, he will come to your oh, backyard. Oh, sure, yeah. He'll be like, yeah, briefcase of money? We'll go there. Somebody we'll had to up. pay in Mexico. The cool thing about Mexico was it did make Mexico look less dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> There was one. Oh, no, that uh, track looked terrifying. It did. Well, well the track. I'm just talking about the lead-in and all that. They're like, you know, going through the little town. It seemed like a seemed like a quaint little village that they were in. Uh, no heads planted on sticks no. in that village. <laughs> Stay away, dirt bikers. Um, thanks to Kenny Roxon for coming on. Uh, he wanted to keep it short. He said, "I'll come on, but can we keep it short?" He had chatting so to do out that. in the yard. So, um, I did that, and I appreciate him coming on. Yeah, it was good. Um, and uh, so David Pingree, Thomas Victor from NFAB. Let's welcome in our own fly racing hero. Somewhere in uh, New Hampshire, live free or die, Jason Thomas. What's happening? Travis just had your hotel. It's just something's going on with your hotel. Travis was just trying to get hold of you for 15 minutes. You were in room five. There's one phone line. <laughs> like, what's going on? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, there was it was just an extension you had to dial. Travis? Yeah, he was right on the phone. He was. No Travis was out last so, week, so are you off your game? I was told room five, and when I called, it said, enter the three-digit room number, so I tried <laughs> five. I tried zero, zero, 005, and I was about to try 105, and then JT texted me and said, do 105. So oh, dude. I got it. <laughs> All right, we got it. Uh, Fly Racing Zone, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Uh, you did not have 
uh, glow in the dark gear this weekend, JT, for the day race. And uh, I think that was a good decision uh, on Fly Racing's part. I haven't seen proof that that glow in the dark gear exists yet. <laughs> we don't know if it works. We don't know. I've seen gear that was like an off yellow. <laughs> That's all I can really vouch for. Very competitive business, the gear business, ping, as you know. Listen, I, I don't know a lot of people that ride their dirt bikes in the pitch black, so <laughs> I can't see a huge market for it myself. That's just me. It must be I'm not nice. trying to poo-poo it. No, it must be nice to have just fuck you fox money where you're like, ah, glow in the dark gear. <laughs> How much does that cost? Write a check. Is so, that Pete? Nah, is that one of his a, decisions? I mean, they're... they're <laughs> They're in business to sell things. They're not doing it just to you money. That's for sure. Not not these days. I don't think that's their situation at all. Um, you're uh, you're up doing rep training, rep travels out in New Hampshire for fly racing. Uh, not rep training, just well, seeing yeah, dealers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Typical. Yeah. Um, do you know we're having Stephen Mages on later tonight? Right? He's a Renocross guy. He just won in fly racing gear. I did not. But that's yeah, cool. we are. He wears a fox boot with the fly gear. JT, he is breaking yours okay. your and Kiefer's cardinal rule. Do I need to well, sell him on some sectors? Uh, that guy's going you know, I'm down. I'm not his dad. So. <laughs> okay. Um, are you grouchy tonight? Do you want to not come on the show? No, I'm okay. good. I feel All like right, you're, you you're coming hard at me. Well, bagging on my hotel. <laughs> well, it just sounds like you're not quite at the Hyatt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you, you know. There's a, a well, busy. I'm in the middle gotta, of New Hampshire. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, I mean, actually, the place is super nice. It's just kind of like more like uh, bed and breakfasty than you know the Marriott. I picture it like Groundhog Day. Are you Bill Murray? It's kind of like Day? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of is like that. Okay, let's talk 250 Supercross from Foxborough. Oh, by the way, Thomas from NFAB's in too. By the way, um, yeah, I owe, I owe uh, JT a very thank you too for some cool fly, fly gear that oh, he, yeah 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 oh, sw- on you and you helmet have, oh, no worries. and yeah. you have x-brand goggles too so you can't be stopped. i do have x-brands yeah, yeah. champions wear x-brands like yourself yeah um so thanks jt 250s uh no, mookie no mookie this title i don't know who wants this title jt this 250 title um mookie i thought was gonna go away with this thing uh halfway through the race and he just went backwards jmart Moving forward, looking great. Couldn't make the move on Marty. Plessinger was one point out going in and just kind of rode around a little bit. It's a frustrating class if you were uh, one of the team managers for these guys. Yeah, it uh, you know, it wasn't as bad as maybe we're making it seem for for Mookie. You know, he still got third. He still extended his points lead. So all in all, he's sitting in a better spot than he was, you know, a week ago. Yeah, you added points exactly right. Um, yeah, so it wasn't. It obviously, could have been better, and, and I agree. I thought he was going. I thought he was well on his way to a win. Uh, but when you sit back and look at the big picture, there's one less race on the schedule, and he has a bigger lead than he had. So mm-hmm. that's got to be considered a success on some level. What do you think, Ping? You like Mookie to take this thing home? I picked Plessinger at the beginning of the year, and then it looked like he wasn't going to get it done, and then he comes back. I still, I don't know why, but I, I pulling for him. Well. He, yeah, that's fine. You're pulling for him, but what do you think? You think you can? I mean, <sighs> man, I don't know. I, I'm still gonna go for Plessinger. I, I think he can get it done. Okay. He just needs to get some starts, and I don't know. For some reason, Mookie's just making some mistakes, and I feel like he's right on the cusp of a crash that's gonna cost him. Okay. Just a feeling I get. Right. I don't know. Because at you... one point I thought, oh, he's riding great, and then he starts making all these yeah. mistakes. Now, what do we know about Cooper Webb's wrist? Coming into Vegas. Do you know anything? Nothing. JT? 
I don't know anything other than what you said. <laughs> I think he's hurt it. He's been riding. Yeah, I think he's got a hurt wrist, though. Now he's 11 <laughs> points up to combine East-West final. So he should be fine. Lots of dudes that get in the way and, and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But Ping, what, what coast coming to Vegas do you think will dominate? Or will there be a coast that dominates the East-West shootout that gets, you know. Well, the East Coast is toast, so I don't put much stock in that. <laughs> Um, well, it depends on how bad Cooper's wrist is. I mean, okay. I, I think he wins that race if he's healthy okay. all day long. Yeah, I agree. Is Nelson um, coming back anytime soon? Outdoors. Okay. Yeah, he's not going to mess with Supergrass. Right. Um, so which coast do you think does better overall? If there's, if there's 10, 10, top 10, which coast? Which coast? You got six Sav- guys Savachi, in. Savachi, Craig, uh, Cooper, um, I think it's pretty close, to be honest with you, because I think that, okay. I think both of them could put five guys in. Yeah. Um, I think that God, I'd have to say Craig, Savachi, and and Cooper. I'd I'd put them in the top five. So I think if you're looking at the top five, it'd be more West guys. Do you think Craig, Savachi, and Cooper are faster than Mookie, Jamar, Plessinger? <sighs> yes. Ah. Thank you. Savachi. Thank you. For sure. Does the fact that they've been doing outdoors change the thing a little bit? or The West guys, you mean, practicing yeah. outdoors? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's kind of weird the way it's bounced back and forth. A little. It you know, normally weird, yeah. it, it goes east, and then it comes back and finishes yeah. through Vegas. Yeah. So. yeah. Do you like the east-west thing, Ping? I do. Yeah. Where it's combined? Yeah. 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 I would hate it as a racer, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just like so much stuff that could go on, and you feel like something's getting in the way of your championship that yeah. has nothing to do with it. But from a stand, from the stands, it's going to be, it's going to add yeah. so much more to that. Event. Yeah. The, if, if Mookie or, or Webb loses his title, JT, those team managers are going to lose it. They're going to lose their minds. And I'm okay with that. Like whatever, <laughs> like pipe down, but they're going to be some upset people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is a, it's an entertainment business. And I think Feld has made a good call on this. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to make the race much better in an event where we have really struggled to find anything worth watching. Yeah, which is you know the, the yeah. finale. Yeah, uh, this is really going to up the ante as far as that goes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be great. I can't wait. I'm, I'm glad Feld did this. And I, I these guys, these assholes, ping when you rode, okay, and even when there was no truck on the line. Carmichael cried like a baby because he couldn't beat Wyndham. That's how much it meant to him. And there was nothing on the line back then, right? There was no points. Just a shootout. It was just a shootout. Right. Then there was a truck at stake. Shorty won a couple, I think. And and now these guys, in the last two, three, four years, have you seen the lack of intensity from these dudes? It's pathetic. <sighs> Well, yeah, they just don't make them like they used to. Memphis, so. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> RC cried. It meant that much to the dude. And now yeah. these guys go out there and they literally just cruise around. Or in J-Lot's case, pulls off and heads to the palms. He did He did throw a couple nice whips, though, before he headed out. <laughs> he did, yeah. A couple bong rips at the truck. and then. Well, uh, if the, if the 450's all done and, and wrapped up, then... It's a good reason to go to Vegas when usually there's I, not a reason to go. I just, it's a shame that these guys don't care like they used to. And I don't know if it was a manufacturer's not paying. Maybe because remember we had East West mains for the heat races. Those were the mains. Then we had a shootout. 
And I heard some manufacturers weren't paying the shootout. They were only paying the mains. And there were some riders being like, well, if you're not paying, I'm not riding. Yeah, I want to say there was always ten grand up for the shootout. There was always money. Yeah, I don't know if these guys care about that. How many years have been since they've oh, back, done the... Back in the 90s, you did. <laughs> yeah, 10 grand? Yeah. A lot of money. Right. Suzuki used to pay a double bonus. Did they? I, uh, I can't remember you know, what the bonuses were, but Web, I, I know there was money at least in that thing. Web's, Web's yeah, up well, 16. And I don't know I don't that, know when it changed or whatever. I know Millsaps, uh, he won it one year, and it was uh, I just double. It was 35 grand was his bonus, and then he got double oh. bonus. For that race, we got to like seventy grand. I just, I just know, you know, the the big thing is, in this sport, is you're only as good as your last race, right? And if if you can go out and win that one, this is the way I always looked at it: is man, if I could go out with a win here, how good does that look for next year? You know, yeah. Regardless of how my summer goes, they're going to look back and go, well, yeah. So I always try to, you know, right. do my best. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, let's get to this guy, Adam. You're on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly. What's up, bro? Uh, nothing much, Steve. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Uh, so I just want to talk about the uh, – we all know how much you love when uh, writers' wives tweet out things. Oh, know? it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. And so so I saw that Nicole Weimer tweeted out something about Barsha headbutting Jake. What? Did, yeah. you, did you hear anything about this? I did. I did. Uh, I didn't see it, but it was the talk of the pits. Uh, you're not going to believe this, Adam, but the RCH guys were – Blown away, pissed off, uh, uh, wanting FIM penalties and everything else on this. Wygant talked to Barsha, and he said, yeah, I got in his face, like, nose to helmet to helmet to yell at him. But I never headbutted him, per se. It's not like Andre the Giant wrestling headbutt move. So, yeah. so you know, it's somewhere between. Uh, he, pr- a, he probably took a little peck at him with the visor. Like, well, whatever. Cares? Yeah, like yeah, it was somewhere cares? between a, a, death, a death move, like wrestling, or nothing at all. Somewhere in between there. <laughs> I didn't see it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, the only I thing know. we know for sure is somewhere there was a kitchen with someone not making a sandwich in it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a damn shame. Wow. <laughs> uh, you're gonna get some hate for that. Uh, yeah, Steve, you should have said that. Going on with those guys. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Travis, you shouldn't have said that. That was rude. That's classic. <laughs> really sorry. Uh, JT, you didn't see it, right? You didn't hear. You heard about it, but nothing to. I heard about it, but no, I was I was yeah. in the press box with you. Yeah, so it was you know, like like Adam, like I said, it's somewhere between yeah the most dirtiest move ever or just nothing. I mean, it's not surprising that she's trying to blow this up out of nothing. And uh, I don't know. It's wise, man. I, I just feel like, I, like, like writers wise, like you could literally, like one of the other writers could poke the other writer and then dude, they would go fucking nuts on I, Twitter and be like, I oh, like shit, he assaulted my, my husband. I like Nicole Weimer. Uh, I, I like her. All these chicks. Maybe sleep on it before you hit send. I mean, yeah. really, yeah. seriously. Pookie one time wanted to attack somebody that was blowing me up on Twitter, and I'm like, no, don't I do that. I was Pookie doing that though. I mean, I can fight my own Twitter yeah, it's, battles. That is, like, it's, it's just not a, it's just not a wise place, you know. It's like it's just not their place. Yeah, right, inappropriate. Yeah. All right, thanks, Adam. Thank you. All right, have a good show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, like if your boss, if you're at a job and your boss comes in and yells yeah. at you for doing something wrong, does your wife come in and? <laughs> That's not cool. You don't talk to my husband like that. I mean, no, dude. I'm with. This you. is their job. Let I'm them do you. their job, and 
They'll sort out the issues. The managers will uh, handle the problems. I, I, I have seen. What if boss is your boss? Boss, well, <laughs> I don't know what you do then. I've you seen... pull off. You're too slow. As a guy who's been on a lot of teams, and Ping, you have too, and JT, I've seen some horrendous things by girlfriends and wives. Like, things said, you know, where I really want to take that 32-millimeter wrench. It's in my bottom of my drawer. I use for the head stay. <laughs> and just whack them over the head. I don't I think there's laws against that. What? I think there's laws against that. Yeah, I never, that. I never did. Yeah. I never did. It's not murder. You just hurt him. 32 millimeters is not going to kill him. I'm just saying, you hit like. somebody with a 32 to the face? Yeah. You do not you, kill him. You might kill them. Eh. No, no. No way. Depends on how much backswing you got. Club someone with a 32 wrench. I mean, that's. Isn't that in the game Clue? That's you probably, know, like, a, that's probably uh, a brain bleed, Steve. At the best, oh, best case the scenario, in your medic much. terms, they're going to drool and ride a small bus. I'm, okay, well, you know what? I'm just saying. I, uh, I don't like it. I wish, yeah. If I was a rider and my wife said something, I'd be like, yeah, no, don't say nothing. Just mix the drinks. <laughs> you just get the dirt off that helmet. Oh. No, I, look, I don't want to be an asshole, but Ping, you've seen it. I'm sure. Yeah. JT, you've seen it. Uh, maybe a couple times. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always, uh, intrigued by the wives who get so involved, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems out of place. Like I said, it's not. Quiet down. It's their husband's office. You know, they yeah, just can't no, see it. That I, way. I'm with you. All right. Um, let's get into the X Brown goggle tear offs. Let's do that. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Gog is a choice of Thomas Fichter, Kyle Chisholm, Brock Tickle, Matt Bichelia, and more. Use the code PulpMX16 when you order. Go to xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. It's that simple, people. It's that simple. The best goggle out there. Four-layer foam. Kids' goggles. Fantastic company, fantastic product. Uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser for uh, I, I'm not familiar with him at all, but he's he's a fan of the show, I guess. For uh, JT and Ping, Ping, how's your phone? Everything good over there? It's real good. Okay, good. Just checking. You want an update? Uh, nope. Okay. Um, you have 30 seconds to answer these questions, and uh, and let's do it. All right, Ping, we'll start with you. All right, go. Out of all the things Troy Lee is involved with, what is the most profitable? It depends on the time. I would say. It bounces back between moto gear and mountain bike gear, <coughs> depending how on the markets. Seasonal? Uh, just depending on which market's kind of going, you know? How much money did he make off those visors? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Enough to continue to grow the company. I, like, I don't know. A lot. That probably cost him a dollar. They were 24, I think. I bought four of them, <sighs> five of them myself over the years. Bright green? What'd you get? Yeah, bright green. Yeah. 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 So with the like the pink and blue and white yeah, sticker. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They were I had one. if you did not have a trolley visor, you were garbage. You were garbage. You didn't even show up the track. So what sold more, the visors or the little oh, thing the in the back? <laughs> yeah, the fins. <laughs> oh my god, those fins. The fins with the light. I bought one the, of those. Fins are cool for a while. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were in. <laughs> did you have a fin, JT? I did. <laughs> did it have the light in it? Did the light blink? Was that Farachi years? I'm uh, trying to think of what I, helmet had how you had a fit on. Yeah, I had a I had a uh, well, I wore a wore TLD and you know when I was on Husky, so we had definitely had fins then. Yeah. And then I feel like every custom you know helmet that somebody would paint for me, they would always put something on there from Troy. 
fan or advisor or something. If we ask him tonight about how much money he made off the visors, what do you guys? I don't even think he's gonna know. What do you say, millions? I said, I don't know, man. They're pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next question. JT, if Mookie and Bowers both raced outdoors, who would finish higher in the series? (laughs) This is directly from our argument this morning. I would say Mookie. Uh, Mookie's gotten a third place in a moto in the 450 class, so just on that alone, I would say Mookie. 11.3. Good job, JT. Steve, if you could pick any celebrity to attend a Supercross race with, who would you pick? Hagar. Is that like 0.7 seconds? 1.2. That was a record. Yeah, Hagar, man. Why would he be into it? If Gronk's into it, why not Hagar? (laughs) Dude, I I stopped at a gas station by my house to get some water before I left, and there's this huge cardboard cutout of Gronk with two monster girls. (laughs) I'm like, dude, how many... I didn't realize he was so hugged up with Monster. He's got his own blend, the Gronk blend. So he's just. Uh, you guys ever see him this weekend? I never saw him personally, uh, uh, but he was. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I did opening ceremonies. He was down there. He came out of his Gronk bus. Yeah. And he was on Supercross Live and everything. So, yeah. Gronk, bro. He's. He's. Uh, lives an interesting life, I'll bet. Oh, I bet. I bet. All right, next, next question. Ping. Which title loss was more depressing, the Supercross title or the Supermoto title? Supercross. Oh, yeah, that's a dumb yeah. question. You lost what? That's dumb. 100 and, 150 grand? Uh, it's hard to tell. <laughs> Income, you know, compounded <laughs> over years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my mind, I was going to defend a title one year, have another contract, you know, ride the yeah. 250 the next year. Yeah. Instead, I just didn't. <laughs> 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 I didn't either of those things. Right. All right. All right, JT, if the conditions at Boston didn't suit Dungey, what conditions do? I think tracks where he can put in perfect laps. Uh, tracks like Santa Clara, tracks like um, Anaheim, typically uh, Arlington, <laughs> tracks where he can find his race line and just do that 20 times every single time exactly the same as lap times are within one or two tenths. So that's his, his strength. 23 seconds. Solid. Uh, Steve, if Davila's moved up to the 450 class next year, where do you predict he would finish in Supercross? Uh, between 10 and 20. Good, by the way, good for Marty for winning. You proud of him? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Tied me. Nobody cheered harder for him than you. He tied me. Four wins. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Four wins. Oh, damn. Pingu's going to get shuffled down. You're tied with the great Tim Ferry, I think. I'm done rooting for Marty. He can't get five. <laughs> I'd be pissed off. What's, what's the win percentage? That's the question. Uh, Just start going well, I don't, he's no, got he's, about as many years as I do. No, no you have uh, 57 races. He's at 78 or something. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Your, so your win percentage right. is better. Just go with okay, that. Kid. Yep. Kid. All right, Ping. Uh, assuming you think the Troy Lee helmet is the best, what do you think is the second safest helmet? <laughs> assuming. Uh, I would say... If I had to pick a second one based on what I've seen, the Bell 9. With Flex, Flex technology? Yeah. All right, next question. JT, Reed likes to bust your balls. What's something you're better at than Reed and like to throw in his face? Oh, that's a good question. Spelling. Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> but do you throw in his face? Um, no, because he's honestly pretty humble. Like Anything that has to do with... Uh, 
not like intellectual side or book smart or any of that, he kind of defers. Like he knows better. So I don't throw it in his face. No, he has way too many things to come back at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, who is your pick for the Canadian uh, motocross title? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Probably Millsaps will be riding, and you have Alessi, and you have Freeze, and you have Fasciati, and you have Metcalf, and you have Gurky, and Medallia. Millsaps going north? I think so. It looks like it. Really? Yeah. Probably getting a ton of money to go. I don't really? know. Yeah. Um, <sighs> honestly, I'm going to go Metcalf. There's sand races, which Gurky rules at, but generally speaking, Metcalf was faster overall last year, but he had two bike DNFs that cost him. So I'll go Medi. Did you see Medi? Do we know Kirky's health? How's, how's his health? He was fine. He was looking for a Supercross ride a little while ago. Oh, so Did he good. hurt himself he again? Or? I, oh, okay. I, don't, yeah. I haven't heard about anything. <clears throat> the no, thing, he's good to go. The thing about, um, did you see Metcalf riding a Husky in Australia? Yeah, Saw I did that. see that. Yep. Right. So We're in fly. Oh, was he? Okay, yep. so like. What's he going to ride in Canada? Is he still on? He's no, in the Yamaha team. The Yamaha team with Kirky. Does he have time to do the whole series in in? Australia before he comes to go to Canada? I don't Canada? know, but wouldn't you have a contract that says you can't ride a Husky? I guess not. Obviously not. I thought it was weird. I'm like, oh, okay. He was riding a Cowie for a while, then he got on a Husky, and then... What's Suzuki? he riding in Canada? Yamaha. Yamaha. Yeah. Right, is that it? Yep, that was it. X-Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. X-Brand, if you don't wear X-Brand, you can't win. Choice of goggle for Brock Tickle, 14th this past weekend, just coming back off injury. Matt Bichelia. Rough night for him, but not not due to his goggles, anybody. Everybody. Uh, Kyle, what's going on? Welcome to the Pulp Mix Show. What's happening? <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Good We're good. What's up, Kyle? Oh, so here's where it's at. I'm just like, you get Kenny Rockson on, the money, the title, the stats, all the stuff. Come on, guy. Pull a dirty and just take Dungey out. We, we like both of them, but still. It's way past that, homie. No, He'd no, have to take him out every lap. Out just like dirty, dirty, just like he gets the hate and everything else. But it'd be, they would definitely shake things up in a huge, huge way. I, I, Are they buddies? I don't know if they're buddies, but you can't take them out. They have to work together every week in, week out. Yeah, plus you don't want to win like that. They would just disqualify him. Yeah, and yeah. good at taking people out. I, don't, I mean, if you I'll, start taking people out, they'll just disqualify you. It's not going to do you any good. Yeah, like I get it, Kyle. That <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting choked up. That um, you'd like to see that, but it's just not going to happen. These guys have a little bit of etiquette too, where it's like you beat me fair and square. I'm not just going to break your tip fib. You know, yeah, I, actually, I can totally see that. That I've thought about that one too. It's just like you have your own self respect, and you know, right. Kenny Young, and you can come in and prove something. The other thing I was thinking of, this is a, a different question, but I hope it's better. I was speaking with my wife and you know, Probably you not. guys have a lot of discussion about changing supercross format. And before she married me, she had no clue about supercross or uh -huh. motorcycle racing or anything. And so from a, a non pen perspective, the thing that she actually said that she likes with all the broadcast and everything would be, you know, the supercross science of supercross learning backstories on people because, I mean, realistically, we know the backstories of Chad, James, and and Dungey, and, you know, all the main guys. But it almost makes it racing a little more interesting for the people who are ignorant to the sport to have the backstories on everybody through the broadcast. 
I was thinking that could be a way that would actually change it up to bring more fans. You know, for you know, for those of us who are true fans, we know backstories of most of everybody on the field. What do you got, Ping? Uh, yeah, backstories would be good. Backstories are good. Yeah, I mean. There's a certain segment, though, uh, Kyle. Okay, so your wife likes that, and I get it, and, and you would like to see that, and I get it. If you started doing that, there would be a bunch of people saying, I want to see more racing. Screw these guys' backstories. So there's a, there's a balance there that the broadcast needs to find. Um, I think our shows that we do, whether it's this thing or the Racer X show, the DMXS guys, we like to talk to a lot of people in the sport and bring out a backstory and bring out people to cheer for, like the, like the Seven Deuce Deuce or, or you know, anybody these, any of these other dudes that we have on. Uh, filthy Phil. I think Filthy Phil, we've created a Filthy Phil superhero out of him. Um, so just yeah, tell you. You've your, created yeah. a legacy. Out of, you've made a career for it. I mean, he's yeah. awesome. You know, the, awesome the dig dugs. You guys definitely have helped all those guys out tremendously. Yeah. So just, just media coverage. So listen to the show, and then you'll be I mean, good on backstory. Isn't that chasing a dream? Isn't that the backstory? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right, and that's one thing because here's where the reason I found it out is because we started watching East Coast, and she's like, oh, I don't really want to watch this. I'm not invested in these guys, and I'm just like, oh, I kind of have an epiphany with it. Where I'm just like, okay, this. There's a reason. It's because of having that connection with football players and stuff. People, I guess they have a connection. I don't know. It's like it's not like that any of them grew up in their, their okay. home city that they were yeah. for. All right. Well, uh, I mean, I agree with what he's saying. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't have a connection with the the writer, then who are you going to root for? If you're making yeah. sandwiches, yeah. I see that. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Thanks for the yeah, call. You guys have a good night. All thanks. right. Thank you, uh, Dave. You got a question for David Pingree? What's going on? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, Ping, being that you're a mature, older person now, what do you think the biggest mistake you made during your racing career? Like, you know, was it a team, bike, or something else? Um, you know, I think for me, uh, my folks, yeah, I, I lived with my dad when I moved out here, and I moved out on my own, and um, I was 19 at the time. And I, I tried, I had like a, my mechanic around me, but it, it was hard for me at the time. And it was a different world back then because there wasn't trainers. There wasn't man friends. There wasn't all the stuff you have now. But if I could have gotten hooked up like Ricky did with Johnny O'Mara and just really kind of help him um, see how, what, what the level of commitment and um, effort you had to put in to be successful, I wish I would have had something like that for me because I was trying to figure it out on my own basically and watching what other guys were doing and trying to kind of copy that. It was just, it was a different time, but I feel like if I could have had some better direction around me, uh, I could have avoided a lot of problems that I had and just stay healthy. What, Those would be the two things. What about you, JT? What's your biggest mistake in your racing career? Uh, you know, I had, I had pretty good guidance. Um, Red Dog was, pretty awesome damn. with me with that. You're damn right he was. Uh, I think just um, the the one I come back to is I had a ton, like, and, and we've talked about this before, is I had a ton of momentum in the 2000 season. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that Husky deal really <laughs> kind of put me behind the eight, the eight ball for a long time. You sold out um, for the cash, bro. Just, <laughs> well, and it wasn't even so much that. I, you know, I thought that the program would be good and, and you know, Lammy had signed on and 
um, I just had I had a lot of opportunities that the end of 2000. I took that one, and then I kind of had zero after that Husky deal. So uh, it that probably set me back until like the end of 02. So almost you know a full year I lost um, just because of that. You know the the 01 season was kind of a write off on Husky, and then 02 was even tough because I had no help. So two full mm-hmm. seasons were kind of down the drain because of one decision. All right, Dave. Thanks for calling. But as but as professional racers, you guys, I'm sure, don't look at that side more than you do all the good that came out of this. Well, yeah, you can't you can't regret. I <laughs> no, mean, it is what it is. I mean, from the outside looking in, and hey, you guys are everybody's hero, right? What what did Ferrachi call Lampson? What was his name again? JT. Uh, Lance. Oh, Lance. Yeah. <laughs> Lance. Just yeah. for no he reason. Say Lampson. No, he just couldn't say Lampson. No, I couldn't say Lampson. Just said Lance. Lance. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. <laughs> Stephen Mages coming no, I, To answer your question, Thomas, I, I don't regret it at all. It's just one of those things where you look back and if you could, you know, kind of say, like, if, if I would have done that, this, this would have gone smoother or easier. You know, I, I mean, it all kind of got you to where you are today. But, yeah. you know, there's always good and bad decisions. There's, there's lots to be thankful in everybody's yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Depends, I guess, on how you are in life. There's some people that just dwell over the negative stuff, you know? And if you do, it gets you nowhere. You yeah. can nitpick over what you've done and try to say, oh, if I could have done this a little bit better that, but Look, it, you, that's not going to do any good. You, I, you two jerkies have made hundreds of thousands of dollars racing dirt bikes. You traveled the world, um, you know, and, like, you didn't have a real job for a long time. Yeah. Oh, you don't hear me complaining. Yeah, I was yeah just, no, I'm just saying, like, yeah, like, it, it was cool, you know? So um, let's get to this phone call. Nash, what's up? Gentlemen, will you not talk about Factory Phil? No, I won't. You okay, right. Talk about Factory. Okay. Listen, oh, I got a serious yeah. question. I, you know, Dave asked a lot of good questions. I says, Ping, assuming that one day you found yourself at a party with human fecal matter in a box, you're probably saying to yourself, "I need a Johnny O or someone guiding my life." Basically, that's what I heard you just say. Yeah, I, I didn't need to be at that party. <laughs> you know, there should have been somebody going, "Hey, dude, you should be at home sleeping." Listen, you need to be training right now. You need to yeah. be grinding. All right, my <laughs> first question though is uh, bike setup because we know that you know you guys have had very interesting discussion. And Dave, you got a lot of experience working with a lot of people. Who was the best guy you ever had come through your program when you were with Troy Lee or any other team that you either rode with or you were managing? that really knew how to do setup, and is there a bike that you really were able to set up well, or is there a bike that you struggled with? It's kind of like a three-parter. Um, the two best guys I ever saw were uh, uh, well, Ben Townley, who, who I directly worked with, mm-hmm. and he was very, very particular uh, to the point where it drove you nuts. But once you got him happy, he was, he was good. Uh, and Ivan Tedesco, he never rode for me, but... Um, probably one of the best testers of that whole generation he's he's just really really good at feeling small changes being able to give direction on which way to go um i mean he still has a job at rch testing so i mean there you go mm-hmm. even to this day yeah yeah um that's powerful is, is there a bike that you really struggled with over the years yeah you know um so my my best bike was my 2000 uh suzuki 125 I mean, that mm-hmm. thing fit me like a glove. I, I mean, I just couldn't. I was so comfortable. I knew what it would do all the time. I loved that bike. And mm-hmm. uh, I went to KTM the next couple of years. 
And in 2003, I went back to Suzuki. It's kind of why I asked Roxon the question I did, you know, like if he thought it would be that difficult to get comfortable in that Suzuki game, because I was kind of chasing like, well, maybe if I go back to, it was Motor World Suzuki, mm -hmm. but it was still Bill's pipes doing the engines, which is who did them in 2000. I thought, man, I get back on that Suzuki. I can, you know, I'll be happy again. But they had completely changed it in 01 around, built it around Pastrana. So it was just a totally different bike in 2003. Mm. And, even though all the parts and pieces were there, it was RG3 suspension and Bill and Jeff were doing the motors and pipes. It was really good on the dyno. I just, it was like a completely different motorcycle and I never got comfortable on it. And then, and I remember seeing you at high point, no lie. I remember, you know, you're walking around and I saw you eating a tremendous amount of chicken in between a moto. And I said, <laughs> that doesn't seem like a guy that's really motivated Really was it like fried chicken covered in gravy? No, it's like, like chicken a, on the bone. The <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a huge thing of grilled. You're just chicken. walking around with a huge turkey leg. Yeah. Well, what do you want like, me to like eat? Like a caveman, right? Like, like a huge at a carnival. Right. <laughs> Steve, no, Steve, no lie, honest. And Dave, I'm not being funny. I remember walking through, and as a nobody, I'm like, "Holy cow, man! That dude's like eating three huge pieces of chicken." <laughs> and you're like. Hey, listen, pal. These biceps aren't going to build themselves. All right. Listen, Nash. Red Dog. <clears throat> Red Dog's rookie year, struggling to make the top twenty. Okay, <laughs> having struggles right all the lens. He's he's not going well. Millville, mm. Minnesota. He finishes outside the top twenty. He's super pissed. He gets a piece of pepperoni pizza and a Mountain Dew <laughs> from the, from the vendor in between yeah. motos and gets a eleventh or something in the next moto. I'm eating grilled chicken, though, dude. What, no, what do you no. want me to eat? I'm saying, like, Red Dog had pe pepperoni yeah. pizza and a Mountain Dew, and he killed it. So turn, turn, Turnkey secrets. Turnkey yeah. secrets. For right. Protein, bud. All you right, got to get your protein in. Nash, hey, thanks, bro. Hey, tell Phil I said hi. Tell Phil no. I said hi. <laughs> God, we almost got him. I will, Nash. I'll, um, I'll hug your boyfriend. JT, the uh, BTO Sports VIP program for New York, you got a few spots left? Yeah, I do. I do. I have a few for New York. I think a lot of people have went to bought the Gillette one instead of New York this year. So mm -hmm. um, I have a couple for Vegas left too. So uh, definitely hit how me up you, on that how all do the you, ways you can. How do you even have Vegas open? Vegas is a killer race. Yeah, I think that, well, Vegas is definitely only a few left. Um, right. But, you know, I don't, I don't want people to miss out if, if they're interested. So no, um, about to wrap this thing up for Supercross. I'm excited about no. that. <laughs> excited about that. No banquet again this year, right? Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I know it's expensive, but it's a bummer. That, that banquet's fun. Yeah, I don't know why. You know what? They're probably just not making enough money. You know what I mean? Like, well, I've heard I've heard three hundred grand was the price tag for it. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is, but I've heard it enough times that I feel like it is. They're just squeaking by those guys. So, well, yeah, three hundred grand still three hundred grand. I know. Um, I don't know how we're not going to celebrate everything that's going on this year. Would you rather put pick up a petition? Would you rather put that money into the purse or throw you a party? <clears throat> put it in the purse. I absolutely. I would, I'm willing to wear a purse if you'll give me three hundred grand. <laughs> me too. Um, what's new with Fly, JT? Anything you want to talk about and promote with Fly right now? What's coming out? Anything, anything like what's going on? I, I probably should have cleared uh, this. Well, right now, you know, like vented stuff kind of came out for everyone recently, yeah. and then um, yeah, we do have some new stuff coming. Just uh, like random products that mm -hmm. are in a weird spot as far as the calendar. Uh, but for most everyone brand wise, it's, we're about to approach closeout season, which is a big deal. Uh, so oh, okay. that's, that's been 
that's been most of my attention is is organizing that for all the for all the dealers and online retailers alike. Fantastic, good to hear, yeah. and, the, and I'm sure the well uh, sounds boring, but it's, the, uh, it's a big deal. 2017 stuff will be coming out, Hangtown, <laughs> right? No, uh-huh. and we are we're pretty hardcore about trying to wait and wait and wait uh, to give dealers time to sell through. Mm-hmm. That's that's our reasoning. Um, yeah, it's but, better yeah, than getting I mean, it back, right? You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard, though, because if you get one or two brands that are like, screw it, we're launching, then you're kind of like, well, we have to go, too, because they're going to take up all the shelf space. And then it's just like it's one of those things where if one person shoots, then everybody shoots, and then you have a war, you know, so it's um, tough. Yeah, and WPS, you got to be excited for this coming up for the outdoors, the second year of being the, uh, the, the title sponsor or the presenting sponsor or whatever you guys are. Yeah, that's that's a huge deal. That's yeah. um Something we were obviously crazy excited about last year, and and you know I think we learned a lot as far as how we wanted to execute that, and I, I feel much better about it this you know this time this year than I did last year. Mm-hmm. You know last year we felt like we were in a good spot, but there were so yeah, many unknowns. Yeah, you didn't really know. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and just going into Hangtown, you're like, well, I, I hope this goes okay because we're going to look like idiots if it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, we know what to expect now, and I think it's going to be, you know, much much smoother at Hangtown for all of us. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be more fun, too. Right. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, good luck in New Hampshire and your room number five that you're in. Well, you know, it's a pretty exclusive hotel I'm at. You know, they only have a, <laughs> like less than a dozen rooms here. So. Oh, did you have to, like, reserve then for months? Well, uh, yeah, sometime around 2011, I made my reservation. <laughs> it's like Pebble Beach. It's like yeah. getting a tea time at Pebble yeah, Beach. Exactly. All right, we got to go. We got mages on the line. Thanks, buddy. All right, see you. All right, see you. Jason Thomas, everybody. Brought to you by flyracing.com. Uh, Vortex Racing, same st- sprocket that uh, Chad Reed uses. The uh, the uh, folks at Vortex Racing are doing a fantastic job. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for a killer discount. Uh, VortexRacing.com. Besides their uh, vast array of sprockets, they got the V3 MX bar, 29% stronger than the competition. And uh, this thing is killer. Babbitt's Kawasaki guys uh, use Vortex Performance, and they're on the verge of clinching Arena Cross titles. Speaking of Arena Cross, trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from a rare aerospace grade, billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. And Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. He uh, won a main event this past weekend in um, Napa, Nampa, Idaho. Nampa? Nampa. You been there? Yeah. Where is it? It's just west of Boise. It's rad. Oh, okay. Nampa, Eagle, Meridian, like all those suburbs are really cool. Oh, so it's basically Boise. Basically, yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> all right. Steven Mages, what's up, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right. Now, I've seen you in uh, in plenty of results and interviews, and you're always Steven Mages, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm Steven Mathis, but I don't like Steven, so I, I'm <laughs> yeah. Steve. I think it comes that time when, you know, you get a little bit older and just goes to Steve, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you just need to drop the end, bro. Just be Steve. Yeah. I th- I did, I thought. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, like it's not David Pingree. It's Dave. Well, it could be worse. It could be Stevie. Well, yeah. it could be. Yeah, could be. I assure you, it's Thomas here, and it could be Tom. Yeah. I hate it when people call me Tom. You or do? Tommy's. Oh, yeah. I hate, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the guys at, at yeah. JGR. And when you were calling me Tommy, yeah. that was even, yeah. 
<laughs> Thomas likes to keep it professional. Yeah, yeah. So Stephen is the professional name. Oh. When when you grow up, then you can be Stephen. Okay. So then you can All be right. Steve. Fantastic! I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, Steve! Congratulations on the uh, Arena Cross main event win. You went six one uh, for I think third overall. Um, you, you're not a full time racer anymore though for that series. You, you did it for a long time, but um, why the step back? Um, well, kind of it was a step forward. I went and did Supercross. That's what the thing was. Okay. And uh, so I went and tried Supercross. I never, I've always been asked to do Supercross just by like friends and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I really, there was no support in doing it. So I never just kind of shrugged it off and just kept doing arena cross for the past four years, probably. And uh, so finally I got some help through Atlas Racing and uh, tried it out. And it was awesome this year. I got a, out of the five rounds I did, I made three of the mains, mm-hmm. like uh, A2, uh, San Diego, and uh, one of the, I can't think of the other one, but uh, it was good. It was really mm-hmm. good. And then I went into Arena Cross and got two top fives and uh, had a had a bad main and won, and then I won this one. So Yeah, it's, so it was really a question of support, just going to Supercross. Just you had some support to do it. Like, it's obviously, it's a dream of everybody to do Supercross, but... Um, yeah. Got to, you got to have the team, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a big reason why I did it. You know, growing mm-hmm. up, it was always the dream to get in Supercross. And uh, and uh, it was really, really fun. And I just think, uh, I mean, even with the support or whatnot, I think I have some unfinished business in Arena Cross. And mm-hmm. I really want to be a, a top three rider there for next season and just uh, finish this season strong, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the Arena Cross series itself, the the two main events and, and the uh, briefcase thing. How do you like all that stuff? Of course, the chase also that that uh, that's been going on. How, how do you like those changes? I like it a lot. I mean, it's uh, Arena Cross is a strategy. It really is because there's just so many different things that go on, like like the briefcase and whatnot. And actually, this year they did away with the briefcase. Oh, they did after okay. the restart. Yeah. Okay. Oh, after the the chase or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right. when they restarted them, they they did away with that. Okay. Um, do you, do you like that though? Do you like all that kind of stuff? Two main events. The two main events is cool. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like one one main <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it makes it even more interesting, just because I mean, man, with two main events, the front runner, like the first moto, could mess up in the next hole shot and it, it dices it all up and gives everybody a different chance you know mm-hmm. how was your main event uh that you won this weekend you went 6-1 how was the one that you won it looks like you, i read the the press release it just seems like you got the start and took off dude yeah just uh got the whole shot and didn't look back and i think that's like that's the uh that's the tactic right there if anybody's racing ring across you know <laughs> yeah. and uh i mean uh blows was right there on my heels for a little while and uh, uh gavin faith and then i pulled away a little bit and i made a mistake in the whoops almost threw it away and then just i just put my head down for the last few laps and uh got away um did i see you were on a cowie for a little bit or something where did i see a photo of you on a cowie yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I rode for uh, Custom Power Sports in the beginning of Arena Cross. That's what got me into Arena Cross this year. Oh, okay. And yeah, and then they, then after the first three rounds, I did. Uh, they weren't going west because some of the rider they were just doing a, a rider mm-hmm. dropped out and a lights rider was on the east. Okay. So I rode my Supercross bike in the west, and it was it was tough getting it dialed in for Arena Cross, but. This weekend, I fixed a few things with my clutch, and my recluse clutch is working great now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're on a KTM, 
And uh, that's more yeah. that's more like what I remember you always riding. You've been a KTM guy, I think, for a while. Or, mm-hmm. you know. In Arena Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arena Cross, yeah. Um, and then, uh, do you, hey, so when you're showing up at Arena Cross and you're winning, I heard earlier this year, like, you know, the, the RC amateur thing, right? You're the, uh, the road to super mm-hmm. road to supercross. I heard some of the regular guys were pretty pissed at like Sexton and the other dudes for showing up and just kind of, uh, you know, getting in the middle of their races. Um, did you get any flack or because you're, a, you're a arena cross vet, they're all okay with this. Um, yeah, I really haven't had any problem with it. I right. mean, since the points have changed and whatnot, um, yeah, I, didn't, I haven't had it. Right. No. Yeah, I heard some dudes were pretty pissed with those kids that come in and, and they're like, <laughs> beat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, Messing with the points. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, uh, what's your what's your clothing company? How's that going? Let's talk about that a little bit. Tell people where they can get where they can uh, uh, get that. Yeah, man. Um, I started uh, Slackware about two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been going great. Um, just, you know, promoting it out there with all some good riders and whatnot with, like, uh, Blake Green and a few other riders, and uh, it's just been going really good. Um, right now, we're just looking into getting distributing and whatnot, and mm-hmm. getting into retailing, and um, and really, it's, it's just been going really good. And I've moved out here to Southern California. We're trying to get into more of like uh, skateboarding and surfing and right. broadening, you know. Yeah, yeah, because you're from back east, right? You're not a SoCal guy. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's going great on the east. And uh, Ohio, definitely, that's where I'm from. A lot of good rappers out there and uh, mm-hmm. holding the brand down. <laughs> and, uh, nice. And a lot of people always wonder, you know, like, what, why the name's Slacka, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of people are always like, why do I want to be a Slacka, you know? And I'm so, <laughs> so I have to say, it's, uh, the whole point behind it is, like, you know, growing up, I'm sure you guys know, like, growing up in school, like, like teachers and whatnot or whatever, they'll be like, Oh, you skateboard or you dirt bike, you're just a bunch of slackers, you know, you don't you don't you don't do anything. You know what I mean? But really we put a lot of hard work like behind the sports we do. We're far off slackers, you know what I mean? So I like it. Okay, yeah. I, I dig it. Yeah. Um the uh the, the super cost you did, you did indie, right? Yeah, that man. That Dude, how gnarly was that? Great. How gnarly was that race? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I actually rode a 250 in the 450 class, so you know with those ruts, it really didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like enough. enough I mean, remember that rule ping that came through a few years ago where you can ride 250s and 450s? Yeah. We saw a bunch yeah. of dudes do it the first couple years, and then I don't feel like mm-hmm. anybody does it anymore. I don't know. I, yeah. I, obviously, it's a huge disadvantage, but still, you just don't see any guys doing it. Yeah, I think it's just gotten tough to make mains. There was a period of time there where you could just show up, and if you were jumping the jumps, you could qualify because there wasn't enough guys in that 450 class. Now yeah. it's like you got to be you got to yeah. be on it to make the main. So yeah, I think it just kept a lot of people from trying. Yeah, with the cleaner track, I think I would have done a lot better. But they put me in the the 450 C group, and I never got a clean track. In right. So. Yeah, that, some people don't realize that either. Like, there's a B and a C. Uh, there's a C to guys, of course, and then there's a B and a C. And the the B group is still pretty solid dudes, more borderline main event guys. But the, the other group mm-hmm. is just dudes that kind of dust their bikes out and come out. And there's yellows yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And they put me in the C. And then I was in 30th in the 450 on my 250. Mm-hmm. And then the B guys on the last flop, they got a clean track. And that's where I got bumped out. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did your arena cross win? Uh, did it, did you get you some people talking to you about what your future, your future plans are and stuff? 
Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, and I think, uh, like I said, I know I want to I want to come back to Arena Cross next season and uh, do some damage, you know. So it's the plan. Um, yeah. So okay. So you're looking to go back to Arena Cross? Yeah, for sure. The uh, I was looking at the uh, the purse money for Arena Cross, and well, first mm-hmm. of all, it needs to be bumped up. But if you're in the top three, you can make some coin. Like bat, like yeah. the Babbitts guys are doing all right, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's and every time anybody ever comes into it, they're always, you know, thinking it's not going to be too bad. And they after the weekend goes by, they're like, dude, yeah, this is some intense stuff, you know. <laughs> like I said, it's all strategy and that stuff. Yeah, it's a different deal, no doubt. Did you go to Salinas? No, I didn't. That that was Indy that weekend. Oh, okay. Did you see Salinas? Yeah, thing? I watched that show. Out, outdoors, muddy. <laughs> Yeah, I was a mess. You know what? Though that might be a bit of a future going to these kind of like fair places, fairgrounds. You know, big track, bigger track, and I mean, it was a longer lap time, I think, than than, than yeah. Santa Clara. Yeah, it was a legit track. Yeah, you just got to go places where it isn't gonna rain. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, hey, I hear through the grapevine, Steve, that uh, you, you're a pretty good guitar player. A pretty good what? Guitar player. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Are you like in a band? I haven't, pl- I haven't played in a while though. Oh, Are you like yeah. in a? So you're not in a band or nothing? No, we could start one though. That'd Dude, cool. I I want to learn how to play. My wife bought me an acoustic one, and I got a a, mm-hmm. a, a video on how to play it. I even took one lesson from a guy <laughs> named from a guy named Wally um, here in town. Uh, I took one lesson, and he was really nice. Here's what he said though. So he has me do like the the. The basic stuff. Wally, yeah. Wally goes, look, I can tell you're a natural. <laughs> you could be a really good guitar player. I, I can right help you. Right before he handed you the bill. I didn't. There was no charge for the first lesson. But then, you know, <laughs> then you had to pay him for after that. But I, I, I was just like, Wally, spare me. Wally's like, a salesman. Wally, spare me. Okay? Like, don't give me that. I got stubby fingers. I'm not a natural. <laughs> but I'll still pay you, Wally. Like, I don't have a problem coming in. I just, I'm so busy, but... Wally said I was a natural. So that's it. I think I think you should play. I would love to learn. Seriously, I would love to learn how to play. I did too. I spent probably about three days. Okay. Uh, about three a decade days. ago, trying <laughs> yeah. to learn, yeah. and then I quit. I'm like, nope, I'm not getting good enough, fast enough. I'm Dude, over it. It's so hard, Steve, to do the fingers. Man, it hurts and it's hard. Yeah, you get some calluses on your fingers. You know who actually does that now is Wharton. You know that. Oh, well, he Play teaches or, or he just does it? He just plays. I know he plays in a band, but does he teach? No, he, oh. yeah, he plays in a, a band. Yeah. I was looking at his Instagram the other day. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, uh, we saw him, we're walking out of Dallas Supercross last year, and there's a band set up in front of the stadium, and we're like, oh, yeah, and we look, and we're like, oh, it looks like Blake Wharton. Yeah, it's Blake Wharton. <laughs> he, like, was on a stage playing guitar, you know? Um, uh, oh, that's awesome. Um, do you have a guitar hero? Somebody that like you 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 like and you listen to and you can play. Not the game. Um, yeah, I like uh, Jack Johnson. Oh, that kind of stuff, huh? Yeah, like more like the yeah, right? You know, like the, yeah, John Mayer, J- Jack Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so you can't and, do. Uh, I actually played a few shows growing up in high school, and then uh, really, I didn't really. I mean, I like playing that stuff, but playing in front of a bunch of people. I like, you know, it's not that fun. You know, it's just boring stuff. <laughs> Dude, I, I wish, I mean, obviously I've been married. I'm happily married. But if I could turn back time, like Cher, 
I would learn how to play guitar and I would just slay slay chicks like at bonfire parties and stuff back in the day. <laughs> Whip out that guitar and it's over, bro. It's over. You're saying Jack just Johnson. Panties did, did dropping. Well. Panties dropping everywhere. You guys know, yeah. Yeah, I, no. Yeah. Trust me, believe. I would love to. I need to get learn how to play it. Um, it, it'd be it'd be cool. I'd like to do it. Wally said I was a natural. <laughs> Wally might be just looking to pat his wallet a little. It's just my guess. I don't see how these stubby fingers could be a natural at it. How are you a natural? Uh, like, how, what, what is he judging that off? Of? Dude, he has got a natural place for the guitar yeah. to say. Yeah. He had me do like a thing, and he's just like, oh, yeah. I'm just like, really? Like, I didn't buy it, bro. I didn't buy it. Trust me. That's pretty funny. Anyways, uh, Steve Majors in with us here on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. VortexRacing.com. Uh, besides sprockets and bars, they've got oil filters. They've got tie-downs. They've got um, brake pads and all sorts of stuff. So check them out and uh, email Jake at VortexRacing.com for a killer deal from our folks at Vortex. Uh, Race Tech Suspension, uh, Stephen, is a big uh, supporter of our show. They're stoked and the fact that you used, not only did you win with race tech suspension, which uh, guys like Alessi and Freeze and Blos has used before in the past, and a ton of privateers, but you actually ran the 4CS forks, which nobody likes, and you ran them, you got race tech developing them, and working well enough for you to win a, a, a Arena Cross main event. Man, yeah, starting out in the season, um, we were having some trouble with it, you know, and then I gave it back to them, and... Uh, uh, Rob at Race Tech, and uh, they really spent some time and really figured it out. And I uh, got my suspension back a few weeks before Supercross, and uh, dude, stuff is awesome. Like, I always struggled in the whoops, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and Arena Cross, I really think that was my downfall was the whoops, and dude, now I just get right across them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, really, really helped my results, I could say that. Yeah, and Ping, like, you know, like, Kiefer bitches and moans about those four CS forks. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but folks at Racetech figured it out. Yeah, yeah. we were going to go to A Kit. I mean, that was the original plan. Right. And then time was crunching down, and we just got the four CS forks done, and man, it works. So, Pulp MX sixteen saves you at Racetech. Just get look, people. If you if you're not if you're like, oh, I'm not going to win Arena Cross main events. So what do I need? Why do I need Stephen Major stuff? That's fine. Get your oil changed. Get the springs put in for your weight and or speed. Just get some suspension service from the folks at Racetech, like Mages. NLS yeah, I always have people freeze. come up to me and ask, like, why do I need suspension? You know, well, I'm, I always say, like, you can only go so fast and you can control it. You know, you got to yeah. be able to control it. So. It's amazing that guys just leave their stock oil in. They never get the oil changed. It just blows me away. They don't even worry about spring rate. <laughs> like, they're just like, ah, whatever. Like, you're like, but, bro, you're like 50 pounds past the target weight of that motorcycle. Like, at least get some springs, you know? Right, it, yeah. it, it shocks me. It just shocks me, Mages. So, um, hey, you are a fly racing rider, and you oh, yeah. you run Fox Boots, and we had this big discussion. Your name? <laughs> I remember that on Twitter. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, were you? Yeah, you were on Twitter with us, and that's right. <laughs> because I was saying, like, to me, you can do that. You're fine if you like yeah. Fox Boots. You know, you can wear any kind of gear with that. And Kiefer and JT are like, oh no, you have to match. Like you can, yeah. you have to. If you wear a gear that doesn't make boots, you have to wear Garnet, A Star, CD. Well, and A Star is right. the one company that you can kind of get away with because they don't really push that gear in America, right. right? But to me, I'm saying you guys are are being elitist <laughs> assholes. If you want to wear Fox boots with fly gear, I'm down with that. I think that's fine. Mages just yeah. won a main event doing that, so suck it, everybody. 
Like, yeah, uh, the story behind it was, so I, I got hooked up with Fly, and uh, I was running Fox Boots to begin with, you know, and originally I was, I was like, you know, what am I going to do about boots, you know? Because Fly makes the sectors, but I was already wearing Fox. So I went into the race with the Fox boots, and next thing I know, Fox got a hold of me about, you know, because they were like, what are you doing, you know? So they they hooked me up with some boots, you know, and they've been supporting me too. So it's it's cool. I like the Fox, and I love the Fly gear, so it works out. Yeah, look, the sector boots are great. They're, they work well. Yeah. Um, people love them. But the Fox makes good boots, too, and you're fine. Like, you're not an asshole or a loser <laughs> for doing what you're doing, like Kiefer and JT think. Yeah. So I just want you to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you should get some sector boots for Fly. Flyracing.com. Best gear. Oh, I plan on, I plan on trying them out, for Be- sure. Best gear out there. Uh, Fly gear. Yeah. Best out there, bro. So what are your plans? Vegas, <laughs> Vegas finals, obviously? Dude. Big weekend for Vegas. We got uh, Arena Cross on uh, Friday, Supercross on Saturday, and then I'm running the Pro Sport Class on Sunday at the Amateur Arena Cross in the Pro Sport Class. Jesus, you can do that? You can ride Pro Sport even though you're, like, super fast? <laughs> yeah, it, it, they basically treat it as, like, a local. You know, like okay. when you race when you go to a local. You, yeah, know, yeah. you have to run Pro Sport. You know, Isn't so. that Eddie Race class, Thomas? I think he's over 40. Oh, he's over 40. Is there okay. a cash purse for that? Why, you think about bringing dust off the old boots? No, absolutely not. I'm just curious. <laughs> Ping is co- You're racing Ping? No. He wants to, yeah, no, no, he wants no, no, to no. do Arena Cross Pro Sport. No. It's local. God, Denny Stevenson was in here. Uh, did you ever do Arena Cross back in the day? I just did a handful. I did like three or four of them. <laughs> yeah, Denny. Denny loves to tell the story about how all the locals beat up on all the Supercross heroes when they showed up. He can't get enough of those stories. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got, mean, I got my taste. No, it's true, but he he loves it. Those guys. Um, well, hey, Majus, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you got a triple header coming up in Vegas. You need all the uh, sleep and uh, uh, rest you can get. That's pretty gnarly. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, hey, what kind of helmet do you wear? Bell. <laughs> so he's got it all mixed up. Yes. You need to find a. You need to get some gloves from you know like I don't know another glove company. Yeah. Yeah, get, get some no, dip. that would be. No, I have one contract with the gloves. So oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You need to get a jersey contract from one company. Yeah. A pant contract <laughs> yes. from another. Yes, that's what I've been saying, Ping. Well, that, well you think yeah. that'll ever happen in the no. future? No. Okay. It will never happen. Okay. That's a stupid idea. Well, I, I told Travis that. He kept bringing it up over and over. So <laughs> I'm still convinced it's going to uh, happen. All right, Majus, congrats on the win. Um, thanks for coming on tonight. Appreciate it. Slackerware, S L A K. S L A C K A where dot com? Did I spell it right? No C. Slack at S L A K A W A R dot com. Okay, perfect. Uh, fantastic. Check us out on uh, Instagram too at Slackaware. Okay, awesome. Thanks for coming on. Congrats on the win. Um, and yeah, look forward to talking to you, seeing you in Vegas. Yeah, it was good talking to you guys for sure. Cool. Thanks, man. Yep. Talk soon, man. All right. Bye. See ya. Uh, Vortex Racing bringing you Stephen Mages on the show. Um, should I miss that he's running? He's running all three nights. Is that what he was saying? Yeah, he's going to do Friday Arena Cross Finals, Saturday Supercross, and Sunday Arena Cross. I thought Cross he was going to just go watch Supercross, but he's actually no. yeah. Oh well, yeah. Um, Mage he's is, taking all his different gear companies. He's going to go compete. <laughs> Mage is, uh, rides a KTM, so he should get parts from KTMPartsExpress.com. Pulpamex 16 is the code. 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. Power parts, powerware accessories, the number one online source. For genuine KTM parts and accessories, the parts folks from KTMPartsExpress.com. 
David Pingree, Thomas Victor in studio. We're going to take our first commercial break here of the show. Troy Lee is coming up from Troy Lee Designs. I'm excited. I got a feeling I'm going to blow it, though. What are you going to do? Well, I want to talk about those visors. Don't be an asshole. Talk about them. He'll tell you about he made the first one in his mom's oven. <laughs> Stunk up the whole house. Yeah, I want to hear that. I want to hear that shaped story. It, burned his fingers. God damn it. I want to hear that. Uh, and I can't wait to. And he came. Well, the first one, then there was the Arrow 2. Yeah. The Arrow 2 was bitching. It was. Okay. Very excited. Troy Lee's coming on the show. We're going to come back with Troy Lee, uh, Cold Call Kiefer, I think, about electric bikes, and uh, much more coming on. Stick around, why don't you? Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. 
privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Racetech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. 
We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with eight pinch bolts instead of four and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the 123 easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams plus they now stock hints and clutch components peg armor arc levers and fasco products too Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. 
Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 W-E-E-L. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. 
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercar Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motoconcepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys.
Hip Hop Mech Show presented by BTO Sports. Fly Racing. R.I.P. Prince Ping. Yep. <laughs> Captain Paisley. I, I tried to get you to play. Uh, Listen, damn it. My segment is my song. Next commercial break, we play some of your song, but. I don't want Prince. What? I don't. I don't want Prince for my segment. He just passed away. We should. No, I know. It's just a bummer. Sorry. <laughs> I he had great music. I, I liked it. I think about chicken riding that big Harley off the edge of a cliff every time this song plays. <laughs> By the and, way, uh, congratulations to the St. Louis Blues knocking off their arch rival, the Blackhawks, who they've lost to 14 times in the last uh, 16 years in the playoffs. They finally slayed the Dragon and beat uh, the Chicago Blackhawks in Game Seven. Yep. And all four or five people who give a rip right. are, I'm sure, her happy. Thanks, Ping. How's yeah. Paul Pocky podcast doing, Ping? You like them? You've, you've been enjoying them? Not even considered downloading one of them ever. <laughs> I like you, <laughs> but I don't care about hockey. Um, so, Thomas from NFAP, Thomas yes, Victor is in, in here. You think we should try to call Coy? You really do, huh? We okay. can try. It's 11-17 where he is. He was at the track with his kid. Here just a couple of hours ago. Okay, so. let's, let's try that. Let's call uh, COO. Go Cardi. This could be the, this isn't the gear alloy cold call, but it could be the gear alloy cold call. But let's try and call Koi. This might be the end of our friendship. Yeah, yeah. Well, things have been going not so good for the race team, but the NASCAR The team NASCAR been, thing is just off the hook. They've been kicking ass, yeah. right? Yeah. I probably should have warned them. I asked you to warm them. Warn them. Warm them. You did? Warm them up. Warm them up. Warn them. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Troy Lee coming up from Troy Lee Designs. And uh, thanks to uh, Stephen Mages and Kenny Roxon for coming on. David Pingree in studio. The great David Pingree. It's a no-go. He's snoozing. North Carolina time. I don't know when the, those people sleep. They yeah, they got so much stuff going Your on. Your call has been forwarded. There you he go. Told me, uh, he told me one time his uh, phone doesn't work at his house. He had to go out to his driveway or something. He's ever told you that? Nope. Because a few times he's been on the show, he's had to be I think the... he's just using it as an excuse. He's been like, you. I'm at the end of my... <laughs> he's like, he answers the phone just fine for me. He's in bed. The few times he's been on the show, he's been at the end of his driveway, and he's been like, you're lucky I'm at the end of my driveway or whatever. So anyways, um, the NFAB JGR check-in we do every week. We talk to a, a folk, uh, a we person struck out. at the JGR Yamaha each and every week about sort of what they're doing their job. Maybe it's the show that night. Maybe we talk to a rider. Um, different things. But this week, because Thomas is in, in studio. And what do you think about that segment? Well, I like it, but they've been so grouchy over there and, you know, about their, their races. That They're not grouchy. I thought Dean Baker's a couple weeks ago was great. You know who I thought was good? Mm. Evans. David Evans was great. That was Absolutely. Great. Yeah, he yeah, did it a good fantastic. job. He, he did a great job at explaining sponsorship and things like that. So um, we can switch it up or we can keep it going. No, I whatever. like it. Yeah. I think um, it's good. Hey, I think the fans want to see some behind more behind the scenes. I agree. Uh, but let's talk a little bit of your involvement with the team. Um now you're you make uh, t- you make steps for Toyota. Toyota is a big part of the JGR NASCAR program and race team program. Right, and you're all tied into that a little bit. You wanted to help those guys out. Um, well, I'm and, trying to help myself. Yes, of course, promote NFAB. But that's how you sort of got into that end of things with JGR, right? Well, like, because JGR has, you know, they do a lot of activation. Yep. Through through the Toyota at the Supercrosses, so. Um, me trying to get more relationships, mm-hmm. so I can hopefully sell them more programs because total programs are are big than i thought it would help and i think it has and i think by focusing our marketing dollar on the moto community it's it's uh 
it's it's done well and because i think it bleeds outside of the moto community yeah. people yeah and off-road racing and all i think ever there's a lot of moto fans out there that that uh um it's it just seems to have been a good place for me to spend right. the money but the jgr guys it's these days i i'm you know it's a good family over there they obviously keep the same people mm-hmm. and um i like them i mean i like koi koi i consider a good friend of mine and Jeremy and all the guys over there are great people, and the riders are um, support the brand, and mm-hmm. so it's good. Um, the the MX Designations effort that Barsha uh, was on the team, and you were a title sponsor of that team, and you ran, Barsha basically ran the NFAB JGR Yamaha that weekend, and uh, second place, he rode great. Um, what did you think of that? What did you think of that experience of doing that? I talked to you there at the event, and you were, I mean, that was the first time kind of you'd been at that race and seen Well, it, in it Europe, basically so. came down to this. Um, I know Koi and myself, I guess, don't like to go to foreign countries. Yeah. So yeah, Koi doesn't like going to Canada. Yeah. That's I said, hey, if you go, I'll go. So we went. They rented us a little shitbox car, some little <clears> diesel. <throat> so we drove around, lost half the time, you know, France or whatever. <laughs> and it was a good time. We had a, we had, we had had fun. But uh, being there at the Donations, I'll tell you, it's for me, seeing Barsha, the bike, Hundred thousand people, you know what I mean, and the yeah. brand running around out there, and and they they uh, laid it down, you know, the best that they could. It was mm-hmm. it was a proud moment for me. Um, it's got to be cool to see your company's logo on this. American it was very bike. cool, you yeah. know. What I mean, it's it's something that um, I'll reflect back on for you know probably the rest of my life. Just yeah. just because it was a proud moment for me, um, but it was just a cool event, and and the atmosphere was different than any, anything I've ever seen in any kind of racing mm-hmm. venue. So those guys. That they, race was the fans were crazy. They I mean, do it they do it differently over there, man. They, you can't even explain explain how. And the, the best part about it was is there were so many people packed in such a small area. You can't do that in the U.S. Everybody be beating each other up. You <laughs> well, know what I mean? Ping, you know the European Supercrosses. You've done eight million of those things, like chainsaws and. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy the way they get into it over there. As you know, I've never been. It's on my bucket list. I've never been to a Nations race, even in America. No. Oh, wow. It's coming to Glen Helen next year, so it's not far from your house. I'm going to make that one. Um, <laughs> that was pretty easy. Do you yeah. think it's uh, – you went to Bud's Creek, obviously, back I've been to all of them. I've been to so, like nine in a row or something. Is it a lot different here yes, in Europe? Yes, yes, yes. Not absolutely. comparable. No, no, no. American fans are great. Well, okay, yeah. if you've been to them before, how, how off the chain was France compared to the other ones? Because I just the don't same. see – The same. They're all the same. They're all the same. Yeah. Like, so if you go to Italy it's, this yeah, year, it'll yeah, be the it, same. Yeah, and Erne was like that, and Madeleine Basin, and Donning, they're all the same. I just, I just can't believe that yeah. every – I mean – Germany. Yeah. I'll show you videos from Germany. I think uh, we're doing something wrong over here if, if – it's just no. I think it's just, just the culture. Po- yeah, culture of motorsports yeah. is is so much bigger in Europe, and and also too you have you know the size of uh, uh, of Texas uh, in here. There's 14 countries in Europe that fit into Texas, and so you have that that rivalry of the different countries coming together for their countries. You know, and there are literally people trying to get your USA. I mean, trying to trade you sexual favors for your USA garb. Yeah, over yeah, there. No, it's a big deal. Great time if you want to get a blowjob. I got blown by the pork cans. And well, I, I, came, I came home with all my USA garb. So, Koi, <laughs> yeah. however, was not so lucky. Yeah. They're um, selling them at the tent. I was I'm about a, to suck a dick. I'm a little That's worried right. about. I'm a little worried about Koi because okay, so 
due to his brother JD uh, uh, not being a, not being able to be the general manager at at JGR Racing anymore, NASCAR yeah. team, yeah. Coy has now taken over that role. And by the way, Coy's magic touch, the NASCAR team is killing it this year. I don't follow the NASCAR series that closely, but they're killing it. So Coy hasn't been at the dirt bike races for a long time. His Yamaha contract is up. Um, he's probably not going to get as much money from anybody else that he got from Yamaha this year. Simple fact. Everyone else has a team. Yamaha didn't have a team, so they probably wrote him a pretty good check to be the guy. He might switch manufacturers. He might not. My point is, he's over here at NASCAR side. Do you think, I don't think next year, but down the road, does he just not able to do the motocross thing and maybe fold it up because of this new role of his? I don't think so. I no? mean... It would kind of make sense, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm uh, not trying to like start anything. No, just, yeah. I, I, uh-huh. I, you know, I don't have any cardinal knowledge of anything. No, you know, but um, I mean, he's building a new semi. Okay. So I mean, that's pretty good spend yeah. that it's going to take. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I've asked the question, not to quite directly, but but uh, well, everybody you, seems yeah. to think yeah. So I, I hope so. I you know. I have no indication that he wants to do anything other than continue to move forward. Yeah. I, I'm sure that Yamaha makes sense if, if Yamaha, they can come together with some agreement for next year. You know what I mean? Just yeah. has all the. It, I mean, God, they've got so much R&D invested <clears throat> in Yamaha already. You can't. If Yamaha makes them any kind of competitive offer, I can't see how they would want to leave and start with another brand. Barsha has got to be on another brand. You know, I just. You would have to think that that's a lot more expensive. Oh, yeah. Than, you know, just from yeah. from the parts side. They have to have yeah. lots of. RCH's deal is up also. <clears throat> um, now, I've heard from pretty good sources that that's looking good for them to stay Suzuki uh, going forward. I've heard the opposite. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I know Husky was snooping around a little bit. Husky wants to have another team, apparently. They what? just want to. They just want to take. KTM just wants to take over. Just you know, before Hewitt got Husky, I was asking Coy, "Why don't you, you know, get yeah, yeah. one of those brands?" Right. But he didn't seem too too hip to it, you know. But who knows what the future? Yeah, will be. no, absolutely. They want uh, obviously world domination, so <coughs> they almost got well it. on their way. <laughs> they yeah. almost got well, it. It just seems like that would be a good yeah business oh. move. Um, oh, Troy Lee's calling right now, so we hopefully we're still still a go. Um. And uh, and Baxter was going to ask Ping. He just wrote some KTM street bikes too. So um, yeah, should be interesting to see uh, what he thinks of that. So um, yeah, so the see, the whole the whole thing about the uh, uh, the sponsorship of the of the off road team of the uh, JGR team. Uh, Alan Brown, of course, you and Alan Brown, you were a title sponsor of his team with Phil Blose a few years ago. Yeah, um, that was a good time. This motocross thing for you has really worked out pretty well. I think it's the key to the growth. Mm-hmm. Of infab and yeah. and um, and I think it does bleed over into other areas and it's it's been very good for us like like we did we had did do some uh, the company that bought infab did a lot of market research yep. you know they do do their due diligence to find out how much the brand's worth and how much you know all the financial things are worth mm-hmm. and and uh, the brand because of the involvement in yeah. in motorsports. Um, for some, some people think that we're actually, you know, um, doing the JGR car side too. And we're not, yeah. but just, just the perception, I guess, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, right. and it's good to have that perception for me because perception is, is sometimes sells parts. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to see that you're in it. Hopefully the, the Pulp MX show is a huge part of the NFAB. Well, the Pulp MX show is, I think what tells people that we're on the moto side. Right. And I, I think it does tie things together. I hope so. Ping. I don't come here because 
you're good looking. He, he's expensive. <laughs> he's expensive to bring up all the yeah. time. He doesn't come up often. He's a fireman, so it's really tough to get him up here. No, it's it's. Yeah, I, I'm pumped to be part of it. I'm no Travis Thank Preston. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> um, uh, Fuck you. <laughs> so that has, that has been the uh, the NFAB JGR check-in, uh, n-fab.com. I'm probably building news in Texas, USA, Jeep, truck, or SUV parts. I've got a set of steps on my truck. Never been happier. You have a set? I do. You have a set? On my Tundra. I yeah. love them. You love them. Yep. Um, Thanks, Ping. So please check that out. Um, before we get to Troy Leaves coming up right away, the big news last week was Stu, James Stewart out for Supercross, coming back at Hangtown. If you listen to anything I do, I've been saying that for two months. But they finally decided to do it. Thoughts on that, Ping? I think that's, yeah, I mean, should've, that should have been happening a long time ago. I, I mean, literally, he, after he tried one comeback, it should have been, after Daytona, it was like, mm-hmm. all right, this dude needs to sit down for a while. What do you do if it goes off the rails there? Outdoors? Uh, well, I don't think it's going to go any better. It's got to go better. He's, I don't know. Because I don't think it could go any worse than it has, so it has to go better. What do you think, Ping? <laughs> I, I, it's just—it's a total crapshoot. I, I don't think it goes well. How, how many questions do you get every uh, every ask Ping about Stu? I, I get, get a lot. A, I get a lot of tweets and stuff. It's and, just yeah. you can't really answer anything right now. He does he if figure you're going it out? off of just the average of what's happened lately? It's yeah. not going to go good this summer. Not going to go well. Well, he's just—he's never been known to just check up and take fifths and sixes and and you know ride it on home. So, I mean, if he does that, great. He'll end up doing pretty well. He won't be near the title, but he'll end up doing pretty well. But that doesn't, that's not what Stu does. But is that reality for him? I don't know if he knows that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he, he knows that, that he can do that or something. So. I, I think if he wants to continue to get a paycheck, he's got to figure that out, right? Well, when do you come to a point where you're Stu and you're just like you said, I can't win. Or I can win if all the stars and the moon align. I'm, but I'm here. I got a big, huge fan base. I'm making good money. I'm just going to ride this thing out. I think you should go to Canada, do the Nationals up there. <laughs> yeah? I think that's a smart move. Yeah, get a good move? Yeah. Yeah, Suzuki doesn't really have a presence up there, so maybe that'll help. <laughs> um, do you like Metcalf for that title? That I, the uh, yeah, that, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I'm actually curious to see if Davey, you know, like... He Which Davey and, shows up? Yeah. yeah. Does yeah. he think he's the King Dingling? And he actually, because, you know, he's this, this definitely is, got it when he. This is why riders don't like me. You know, Barsha doesn't like me. Anderson blocked me. This is why guys don't like me. Because we were at dinner with Davey a couple weeks ago. And he, I said, you're going to Canada? He's like, yeah, you know, if things work out, I'm going to go. I'm like, dude, it ain't easy. <laughs> I'm like, seriously. Like, he's like looking at me like, I'm like, look, the tracks don't get rough. Everybody knows the tracks. Those guys have all been racing them. And you're going to be in for, a, you know. You're going to be in for a real fight. Be ready. And like, he's kind of looking at me. I'm just like, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I just know that series. I know those guys. If I was, you know, the typical Moto Media, I would just be like, yeah, dude, you're going to kill those Canucks. Instead, I'm like, bro, like, it's not easy. Yeah. So um, that's why I guess why I have these issues. So he didn't like drives. you after that? No, he was fine. He probably yeah, insulted me. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just telling him, like, bro, like these guys know the tracks inside. Did out. his wife fire you up on social media? 
she would just like to light me on fire. <laughs> I know that for a fact. So, uh, anyways, let's get to our next guest. I don't want to keep him waiting too long. If you have a question, the great Troy Lee of Troy Lee Design, 702-586-7857. Uh, call in. Uh, we've never had him on the show before. We might never have him again. But uh, for now, let's welcome him. Troy Lee, what's up? How are you? Ah, good. Just kicking back at home. Thanks for coming on. You're the very elusive to get uh, podcasts or interviews with, Troy, so I appreciate this. Yeah, I like hiding out. <laughs> uh, hey, look, Tyler Keefe's doing a great job for your program. There's no doubt about it. Oh, amazing. Uh, but what about Pingree? I mean, let's, like, <laughs> what about Pingree and his well, I, time? I wouldn't be there without Pingree, man. He makes every project fun, so that's why we keep hanging out together. Well, it's always, it's been fun. You know, uh, Steve and I have been talking about, he's a big fan of your visor. That's the first thing he said. I can't wait to ask Troy about his visor. No, yeah. I want to. <laughs> Oh, well, no, first of all, the first thing I want to ask Troy about was we had Peyton on last week. Oh. And the subject came up of getting arrested. Um, <laughs> and I said, have you ever been arrested, Pey- uh, Peyton? And he was like, well, yeah, <laughs> I have. Me and the and, story involved you, Troy. Me and Troy Lee as you know. stole some yeah. sod from Marie Callender's. And once we got caught, we said sorry, and we tried to put it back, and they, they weren't having it. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Uh, we learned a good lesson then, man. It was a crazy, definitely a crazy night. We just turned 21, had a few drinks, more than we should have, and uh, Mitch turned into a wheelbarrow and loaded him aside, and uh, we just bought houses, so we thought we'd have a new lawn in each one of our houses, but it didn't work out that oh, well. Oh, so funny. <laughs> he said that you guys were like, oh, sorry, like when you got caught. Like, we'll just put it back. And, yeah. and you, got a, you got a two-year ban from Marie Callender's, he said. Yeah, the coolest thing was we got to meet the owners of Marie Callender's, you know, and got them to get us off because we had, it was like, uh, you know, it was like stealing a car back then because it was like, they said the grass was like $500, so we might as well stole the car, so. Yeah, he said it was grand larceny or something. Yeah, grand theft, they nailed us for, so. I'm like, dude, I'm 18, 21 years old, man. I can't have grand theft, and and Mitch, too, you know, he was trying to start a business, so. Yeah. It was a a great lesson as you look back on it. Ah, oh, Troy. Uh, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll talk about your new helmet uh, in a little bit here, the SE4 that you're launching. Um, but first of all, the the visors. Uh, the first visor. Yeah. When? What gave you the inspiration to do it? And Ping said you made it in the oven uh, at yeah. your mom's house. But what? Like, obviously you're you're known as a style king. So I guess you were looking at helmets and being like, "That's ugly. I could do better than that." Is that kind of what happened? Yeah, just, um, I mean, quite a few of the guys wanted them a little different. Wardy wanted a little different than O'Mara, and, you know, Magoo wanted a big flat visor stuck up on his head, and most of them were just snap-on at that time. And so I started working on one that was adjustable and um, making them a little bit wider and narrower for different riders. And then I went, you know, once I got into it, it was, I'm like, man, maybe I can sell these things because, you know, painting helmets all day long, it doesn't pay the bills. So. Mm-hmm. It was nice to have a product, you know. Mitch was happy or cool enough to make my first T-shirts for me, which I never thought would have done either. So yeah, it was you know, and racing for Mitch was really cool. It was a good program. Yeah, and then the Arrow Two, you just yep. like, dude. I mean, I I honestly try probably about ten of those things. Oh, really cool. Yeah, dude. I used to hand sand those things, vacuum form my mom's oven. Matter of fact, it kicked she uh, my stepdad kicked me out of the house because the house smelled like plastic too much, and uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't. Uh, Bought a house if I didn't get kicked out of the house. So, you know, a lot of things were for the right reasons, for sure. Do you ever, like, maybe look at, like, a Porsche 944 and go, yeah, there's the Arrow 2 right there. <laughs> that Porsche right there is the Arrow 2. Definitely love to have a Porsche someday. That hasn't happened yet, but someday soon. That pool there, that's a Fins. I just yep. bought that pool from the Fins on the back yeah, what, of the helmet. What about the Fins? That's another thing we were talking about. Where, where did you come up with that thing? 
I mean, that you, you created really, a trend for just, the... Everything's pretty simple in my life, man. I was just sitting there drawing a work order for Scott Russell, and I was trying to make the helmet a little faster, so I put a fin on the back of it, and he loved it. And I'm like, well, I can make you one. You know, Mike David <laughs> got a fabricator in the back. Let's build one for Daytona. And then he went in one Daytona, and the phones were ringing, so I decided to make a couple more. <laughs> really? That's how it happened? Like, people just yeah. saw, and they just like, I want that? Yeah, it just made the helmet look a little racier, you know? Yeah. Have you ever, did you ever tell a rider over the years, like, look, everybody wanted a trolley helmet. Like, there's no doubt. It was the only thing to have. Did you ever tell a rider, like, eh, nah, I'm real busy. Like, I don't think, like, I can do your helmet. Like, either you didn't like the dude or, or whatever. Did you ever? Not really. I mean, you know, there's definitely people that I appreciated more than others. But, I mean, I, I, I wanted to be a pro racer. So, right. I mean, every time I got to talk to a pro racer that made it, it was like, you know, a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's what keep, keeps pushing me to have my own race team and just try to give back to the sport that gave to me. And, you know, I still I'm going riding tomorrow and I can't, you know, looking forward to it. Just packing up the van with my son is is amazing, man. We're going to Paula to test our new SE4 tomorrow. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, with all the magazines and it's like, gosh, I feel like a, it's like Christmas tomorrow, you know, for me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah, that's cool. It's It's been a it's been a crazy ride for you from one one product to another. And, and of course, everybody remembers all the helmets you did for Jeremy and everything else. But the earlier before Jeremy, like the chicken helmets, the Bradshaw helmets, all this stuff that you're known for. I wish those days were still here in a way, don't you? Like the, everybody had like a unique deal. They had their thing going. Most of the time, ninety percent of the time, was painted by you or designed by you. Anyways, I miss those days. Yeah, I do too. But we keep trying to do it. We keep when there's cool opportunities that come up. You know, we're painting a rocket that's going to jump the Snake River Canyon. You know that Evil Can Evil did. That's going to happen September 10th. Okay. Um, we still jump into these. You know, we're designing an IndyCar for Oriole Servia today. So I mean, things keep coming across the plate where I keep to keep doing really cool stuff, you know, mm-hmm. rally car for Jeff Ward, you know, I mean, so I try to keep my hands on all this fun stuff that's happening, you know, because it keeps me alive and and uh, running to the races and watching these guys, you know, and they're all my, you know, Wardy's rode for me for so many years, yeah. and I'm stoked to see him at 55 getting a rally ride from Jimmy Vassar, you know, and, you know, same thing with Ping, if Ping, something comes up with Ping, man, I want to be part of it, even if it's just joining the fire department, that's cool, you know. <laughs> well, hey, one of my favorite helmets you've ever done was that fire department helmet, it's uh, like a, yeah, a, yeah. a tribute to the 9-11, yeah, yeah. and it's he just, man, to sit there and watch him sketch it out, because he just has a piece of paper with a helmet, like a helmet okay, outline yeah, on it, yeah. And he'll sit there and just start going, and we talk about, well, what do you want to put on there? Like something like this or that? I'll show him some images. And he just starts going, and it looks like kind of a mess at first. You're like, <laughs> oh, man, what are you doing here? I'm not sure what's happening. And then he puts a little color in, and, like, before you know, it's just yeah. it's just cool to watch him work. And uh, I, like I would tell anybody that's in the area is is go buy TLD. Like, you know, we talk about those 90s helmets. Yeah. Not only does he have them up yeah. throughout that whole studio, you can cruise in the back, and he's cut. He's uh, painting all the NASCAR guys' helmets, and so he still does a lot of that unique custom yeah. stuff. It's just not in motocross so much anymore, you yeah. know. Like Cole gets a couple, but I mean, if you want to see the cool stuff, you look at the mountain bikes that he paints, the helmets yeah. for NASCAR, for IndyCar. He still does a lot of cool stuff, just not all in moto now. Right, Troy. I know you've been asked this eight million times, but what's a couple helmets that you just love that you've done? Just a few that stand out over over time. Uh, I mean, definitely I Jer- Jeremy's given me a really – I've done more helmets for Jeremy than ever, man. I, we we kind of hung up in his garage over Easter a couple of years ago, man, mm-hmm. and it was uh, – started out pulling them out of the bags. But 
I mean, the, the Chi-Chi balls on Jeremy's helmet, the $100 <laughs> bills. I mean, every time I did something for Jeremy, I'm like, okay, what can I do that'll top the last one, you know? Right, so right. He gave me a lot of free reigns to go for it. But, I, I mean, there's so many different ones. I mean, gosh. I mean, some of the oldest helmets I did for Magoo were really cool. It depends on, yeah. you know, I mean... Usually the last, you know, I just am drawing one for Danica right now for Fourth of July race. You know, I'm like, this, I mean, this is what I'm working on today, so I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to work on something tomorrow. I love chicken stuff. Always, yeah, chicken, chicken always. Cool. I guess he always let us just kind of go wild. Right. He didn't really probably care. Yeah. Just yeah. like whatever. Yeah. He still comes in, and we still draw him up for chicken, man. <laughs> love to see him out there, still riding at the track and everything else. It's hey, awesome. He, he rides more now, Troy, than he did when he was a factory rider. He rides yeah, all the time, right? <laughs> it's crazy. I know I've got – I was a mechanic for uh, Tim Ferry for a while, and perhaps you've heard, but um, I've got four of his helmets up here. And by far, the, he, he had different painters. For, all four are different painters. Yeah. And by far, the coolest one is the one you have. Like oh, like the one you did crap. for him where you're just like, yeah, that's a Troy Lee helmet. The other ones, eh, you know? There was nobody even <laughs> close, man. Right. Um, are you? Do you still get good business doing – Ride people's helmets like obviously that business has probably dropped a ton but are you still people still sending in helmets for custom jobs yeah we do we only do 15 custom helmets a week we kind of brought it up a little bit more and then okay. we just went you know what 15 i can keep doing this so i can pace myself with this you know so okay. i still try to draw most of them and then a lot of repeat customers and everything but mm -hmm. we just do more custom helmets for nascar and indycar and yeah. you know special things, you know, I mean, right. I just got done doing a new one for Jeremy, which I was super stoked, you know, and working with Bell too, you know, my guys are kind of going, what are we doing helmets for Bell? I go, Jeremy <laughs> McGrath, man, we have to do this. Yeah, yeah. Drop <laughs> everything. Be business if it wasn't for him. Right. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's got, it's a different world now with everybody having custom jobs stock and, and your visors style has been copied by everybody, even, you know what I mean? The very first ones. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's just a different world now for custom helmets where it, I, and I miss it a little bit. I do. Yeah, no, it's still, but we still get the, you know, we still get to paint 15 of them, like I said, yeah, a week, so yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. We do them for Ken Block and for, you know, mm -hmm. also different sports, and it's you know, it's you, so know cool. really, you know who really screwed you was RJ. He came up with the factory blue and red bell. The Mad Dog helmet. Mad Dog helmet. Yeah. That was like, you, you <laughs> bought the helmet just looking like that from Bell, Yeah. and everybody was like, oh my God, like you can buy a helmet that's like painted. That was like the first time. Yeah, no, they're doing such a good job. I hate to say it, but they're doing an amazing job in China, man. We get our, a lot of our helmets, most of our helmets done in Xiamen, China, and the detail over there is mm -hmm. incredible, you know. Um, a little bit about your team now. Uh, obviously, a bummer with Jesse Nelson going down. He was a title favorite on the on the West Coast. I think yep. McElrath came into, this, into the East a little injured, but he's catching fire a little bit and, yep. and looking good, and Fry's been okay. And um, overall, your team's, you know, it's been – it's been solid for your team. Yeah, a lot of injuries, but you know, you guys are making the best of what you can do. Uh, what do you think of the season so far? Well, definitely, it's motocross is a tough sport, man, and we've had a lot of our guys hurt. You know, Shane got hurt right before Anaheim broke mm -hmm. his wrist, and then Jesse, you know, broke some vertebrae in his back, and Cole Seeley even, you know, got hurt a couple yeah. weeks ago, broke, you know, something in his back too, one of the wings in his back, so he was out for a couple weeks. Good to see him back this weekend, and then. Um, Justin Hill tweaked himself too, man. So it's just, yeah. you know, it's it's a tough sport. We have sometimes you have a really bad year, and I'm hoping for big things on the outdoor because I think everybody will be healthy for the outdoor. So that's you know, mm -hmm. with with since you got the KTM support a couple years ago and your program stepped up, there's no doubt about it. Um, you yourself, like, and it's funny because I talked to Kenny Watson about this about Hart's team. Watson brought up like, hey, I don't know if Hart's having as much fun anymore. 
corporate Suzuki, big time rider with Kenny Rocks, and lots of stuff going on. You yourself, Troy, your team started off as like, hey, let's have some fun, go racing, do the West Coast, you know, do 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 some nationals at at some point. Things stepped up a little little bit for you. Are you still having fun? Oh yeah. I mean, I think the more fun we have, the faster we go. So I can't, I, I'm not going to get rid of that. Yeah. I do this for a reason. That's to make sure I'm smiling. I want to win, but I mean, I think it's, right. you know, when you're winning, you're smiling. Yeah, like whenever I've asked Ping or Tyler Keith for that matter, but I'm pretty good buddies with Ping, whenever, when he was managing or whatever, I'm just like, well, what does Troy say? And Ping's always like, man, he just wants everybody to have fun. Like, just have well, a good time, have a good vibe. Everybody enjoy themselves. We're not curing cancer here. <laughs> Yeah, I believe in playing hard and working hard, you know, together yeah. it's a good, a good. I think it's good. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, he, he, Troy always just said, look, if we're not going to, if we're not going to enjoy this, there's no point in doing it. So let's, let's bust our butt during the weeks, make sure we're ready to go, but then let's enjoy this, you know, it's fun. That's why we all got into it and, um, yeah. I, I bust Tyler's balls all the time because he's real serious. Dude, he's real serious. He is. He's <laughs> I'm like, you got to smile, buddy. You got to enjoy it. I said to him this weekend, hey, can we do an interview after the race about your riders? And he was just like, no. I'm like, I'm like why? He goes, McElrath should have won. He waited behind Mookie too long. And I'm like, bro, he got the podium. Or fourth, fourth. Like, let's just do an interview. No. I'm like, okay, all right. All right, Keith. He's too serious. He's very, yeah, very. Yeah, he's a little tough, but it makes it. I get to have a little more fun because I know he's in there. So Yeah, no, me, no. Uh, have a little more fun. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not like Ping trying to tell his riders to force a word in on the podium interviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the new helmet, the SE4, is something you're really proud of. It's uh, Is it out now? No, it's not out. Okay. A couple more weeks. Come, uh, all yeah. the editors are riding tomorrow. We're going to ride Apollo tomorrow. So yeah. um, let everybody riding it. And um, right. I think it's a couple more weeks here. I mean, our, our guys are in it. They've yeah. been in it for yeah. the last... Um, probably almost uh, 11 months, I think, now. Right. Um, but um, yeah, we've been trying to disguise it and keep it kind of hidden a little bit. But super excited about all the new technology in it and just, uh, you know, pushing the envelope to make it safer out there. You know, motocross is a dangerous sport. Yeah, yeah, I see. I saw the media intros of that and everything else. I followed that a little bit. And a lot of it was people were saying, like, your son is getting faster and faster. And, and one of the reasons you wanted to, uh, you know, work on helmets a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm super close with our team, too, and just, you know, I mean, most of my friends are a bunch of racers, man, and if there's any way I can keep, you know, there's nothing that's getting any slower out there, man. The Indy cars are going faster, NASCARs, motorcycles are jumping higher, mountain bikes are going downhill faster, and it's like, we got to do our job just, just to stay on the, you know, stay mm-hmm. in the bubble of what's happening out there, man, and it's just, it's changing monthly, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, so this new helmet, you're thinking it's a game changer, you're pumped on it. Yeah, it's got three different densities in it. Um, luckily, EPS is really light, and uh, we're using some EPP in the thing, too, which has some memory in it. But, you know, the helmets are going to get bigger, and that's, uh, you know, you just we got to try to keep these guys safer and safer. We're trying to use some of the same technology into some of the chest protectors we're working on mm-hmm. and some of the knee guards and everything else. Uh, we just got to keep, you know, getting safety gear so it's more comfortable to wear because these guys uh, need to wear more of it all the time, you know. Yeah, you know, something that, uh, and, and I kind of helped through that media launch of all this stuff, so I got kind of fed all this information and looked through all the testing results, and they, you know, Troy and these guys spent a lot of money buying helmets from every every brand and took them to a third party and had them tested, you know, and, and uh, that wasn't before they researched every type of material, um, it, you know, what, what could they find for military-grade stuff, to you name it, to absorb energy better and, and like Troy said the best thing they came up with was EPS it's still the best material 
for absorbing energy. And fortunately, like he said, it's very light. Mm -hmm. So by adding more, it, it created a really light helmet, um, like shockingly light when you feel it, you're kind of, it's, it's crazy, mm -hmm. but it's way safer. And the testing results that came back were, were pretty gnarly. Yeah. You know, the yeah, helmets that pretty, you, pretty, pretty stoked. helmets that you would consider to be the safety standard were not doing that well overall. And, and this helmet just smoked everything. Does this have MIPS in it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It has MIPS in it too. Yeah. I think, I think we're, I mean, nobody knows for sure. Maybe there'll be some arguments out there, but I think we, quote unquote, all think the MIPS thing is it does work. 100%. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All the testing we've done, we tried to get around it. We tried to develop some other stuff. We spent three and a half years working on it and mm -hmm. came back to it and said, you know what? We can't beat these guys. Let's join them. Right, right. So, um, yeah, no, it should be. So a couple weeks for more, and people can look for that and uh, and everything else. What's your best ping story, Troy, from when he either rode for you or managed for you. What's your best ping story? I know I put you on the spot, but gosh, I should have thought about that. I one know. First, man. So, I apologize. There's got to be so many. There's got to be so many. Uh, I don't know. Every time I see Ping, man, he just brings a smile to my face. He's just uh, one of those guys that gets along with everybody, but he also puts his head down and just races. I love that he can just kind of like me a little bit, you know, have a really good time, and then put your head down and focus. And Ping's like that, man. He can. He's one of the funnest guys in the pits, and on the track, he's the most fierce on the track. So. Um, did he be a great, great fireman, great paramedic? <laughs> did, he ever, did he ever get you guys in trouble? Because sometimes he comes on our show. He comes on all once a month or every couple months, or and you know, you know, he, I was with him as a mechanic at KTM when he <laughs> made fun of Europeans, and that didn't go over well. Did he ever get you in trouble with anything? Oh, remember when I I posted the Honda thing, and I, and they made that T-shirt about the contingency? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just really, um, re really remember just so many times. I can't remember we were laughing about me and Wardy and you having dinner on the road racing supermoto, you know? <laughs> I remember you and Wardy ordered, like, the biggest dessert at some restaurant we were at after we already ate dinner, and you guys had to race tomorrow. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are just oinking out, and Wardy was just cracking up, man. You guys got both got, like, a giant chocolate sundae or yeah. something? Oh, Wardy is, like, the only guy who's got a gnarlier, like, passion for ice cream, for ice cream. Oh, we'll order the biggest ice cream man yeah. um what about dogger troy what about Do he's a good friend of mine uh obviously what what stories do you have the dogger that you could that's radio appropriate radio friendly i remember and i am in my office sitting there with jody jody wanted to do an interview with him for motocross action uh -huh. and um I says, hey, he's coming in because I'm drawing a helmet. So Jody's like, dude, I'm going to catch this guy, you know? <laughs> I like, I, so I, so Dogger got there, and I said, hey, we're, um, you know, Jody's coming in. He wants to do a story on you. Oh, man, you know, Lachine was always just like, oh, man, I don't do stories, man. I got to get out of here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I go, well, I got to draw your work orders. You got to stay. You got to do this interview, dude. <laughs> and he started talking about his training and, um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he said he's riding. He was doing tennis. And then he said he was doing, you know, hitting the jacuzzi. I'm like, three things. That's his training. <laughs> tennis? I remember when he said jacuzzi. Jacuzzi? <laughs> tennis, riding, and jacuzzi, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the jacuzzi is key to any good training. Program. <laughs> he didn't mention how many chicks he had in, in, in jacuzzi after. Yeah. Um, what's funny about that now is like you talk to him now, or I interview him now, and the guy he yeah. go, he rattles on and on. He's, he he remembers all these things. He loves to talk about racing. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Right, and then back in the day, he's like, I gotta I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Got a jacuzzi to hit. Oh, that's funny. Um, Troy, well, hey, thank you for your coming on the show. Like I said, you don't do uh, a ton no of this man. stuff. So, Thanks for having me. Uh, I really appreciate your time, and, and good luck with the SE4, and uh, congratulations yep. on everything you've been doing. Uh, always killing it, uh, and a great story. So thanks for coming on. Okay. Take care, you guys. See All you, right, buddy. See you. Thank you. Thanks. Troy Lee, everybody. I didn't want to keep him on too, whole, too long. Dude, every time I'm around that guy, he does some shenanigans like, you know, this year at Day in the Dirt, I'm on the line. I'm with, like, Nick Way and, and uh, a whole bunch of us, like, lined up front row, you know, we're all kind of getting antsy, ready to go. And he comes up behind me and passes me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, man. You know, and I held him. And, he, and then I feel the back of my pants. He pulls my pants back and pours like a half a beer down the back of my pants. <laughs> and by the time I feel what's going on, I look back at him. And he's laughing that little. <laughs> well, you can hear him on the phone. He's just like giggling. Like, <laughs> right? Like, he's so funny. Man. That's the he's longest just... conversation I've ever had with Troy Lee. So. Yeah, he's a great dude. Yeah, it's funny. Good, good. And good, then good at guy. the dealer show, this mm-hmm. is like with his distributors around the world. Yeah. He's just pounding down white Russians, right? <laughs> He's toasted. And so he would put his straw, like he'd put his straw in his drink and put your finger on the top, you know, yeah. so your straw fills up. Right. And he'd walk up next to you and put his straw in your pocket and then lift it so it would, like, <laughs> run in there. He just thought that was so funny. <laughs> hey, man, watch this, watch this. And he'd go over and do it to somebody. You know, everyone's yeah. got their phone in their pocket, yeah. just getting all <laughs> white Russian. Thomas, out. you got a sales thing going on this weekend? There you go. That's your <laughs> Oh, yeah. White Russian. I'm sure that'll Try go the great r- with my new bosses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like when you talk about Troy with other people in industry, they all have a story. You know what I mean? They all, you know, they all have something that they can bring, remember about Troy or, or whatever. So He's been around forever, and he is so talented, but he's such a goofball. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. such a kid at heart. And, I mean, it's like, like that's what frustrates Mitch. Well, I think because, like, he's an artist, and, it's, you know, those artists aren't necessarily the most straight and narrow people. So sometimes you're just like... You know, it's just that's the way it, you can either be one yeah. or the other. You're a left hand or a right hand guy, whatever they say, like, you know, so. Well, that's why I love being involved with that company. And like ever since the 90s, like you said, I had the Troy Lee designed sweatpants. Did you ever have those? No. It said Troy Lee, like written yeah. huge down yeah. the leg. Yeah. Or the visor, like the little head visor. No, I didn't have that either. You didn't have those? No. Oh. But if he's such a, if he's such a playful guy, how did he get? You know, like the Mazda deal where they're they got Troy Lee Mazdas on. Right. This, right. Is, I mean, this yeah. is what I'm telling you. He it's makes some of the stuff that I wanted to ask him about. PPG but was, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just you know yeah. to have your own brand on a pickup truck. You know. Yeah. Those things sold pretty well too. He's serious when he needs to be serious, but he's. I had one for. It's funny. Three weeks and I got fired. Chaparral. You had a Troy Mazda, Lee design Troy Lee Mazda truck. Yeah, they B2000. That's part of the thing. They gave you a truck. It was a Ford Ranger, right? Basically. That was a Mazda B2000 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but it was basically a Ford Ranger. No, it was a Mazda B2000. Okay. I had one for two weeks and I was stoked. I'm like, look at me. My truck has flames on the side. I'm fucking cool. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, you're fired. And where's your truck keys? So. Jeez. So yeah. did they make you walk home? Catch the bus? They gave that truck to Red Dog. <laughs> he stayed. They said, here's your keys. That wasn't a good uh, time in my life. Hey, so the story that I alluded to uh, with Honda, yeah. this was in 09, so yeah. they hadn't released, this is right before A1, Yeah, uh, literally Tuesday before A1, mm-hmm. no, Friday before A1, Jeez, they hadn't released their contingency program for that year, and so I was still contributing stuff for Racerhead at Racetracks, right, so I put in there, hey, you know, this is a... Um, I knew about it obviously intimately because we're a Honda team. We had our own deal, yeah, but I knew yeah. they hadn't they hadn't released it, so it seemed like they weren't going to have it. So in Racerhead, I said, you know, this is rough for privateers who are riding Hondas. 
you know, no contingency for anyone riding a Honda. Yeah. Well, they waited till like Saturday to release their their contingency well, okay, program, which is crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, anyway, they were so pissed, so pissed. They're like, "You, Savino, are a Honda team." Yeah. Well, it was Kehoe oh. and Savino. Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't you come to us and ask us before you'd print something like this? And I'm like, "Well, why do you wait till Anaheim one to yeah. release if you're going to have contingency at Anaheim one? Like, yeah. that's insanity." Well, so anyway, I mean, we big, worked past it. it we put something deal? on the thing. Okay. And then the next weekend, they showed up with T-shirts. And this was another team thing. When we took our credential photos, okay. I said, let's mess our hair up and make, like, the most ridiculous face we can. <laughs> so I have cross eyes and my hair doing like this, right, in <laughs> yeah. my credential photo uh-huh. for that year. And uh, they blew that picture up huge on a T-shirt and said, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy Lee Designs team manager, ask me about Honda contingency. <laughs> <laughs> and they made me wear it all day long. Oh, that's awesome. But that's I, I came, I was in the semi and they, they, Troy comes in. He's like, Hey man, Hey man, come here. We need to talk to you. We need a uh, Kehoe's out here. He needs to see you. And they're all wearing these shirts. They all have them on <laughs> Kehoe, Savino. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Anyway. Yeah. That's something that Troy would do, right? Like, Hey, we got to make a t-shirt. Well, yeah, I yeah. think that was actually Eric oh, who okay. put that together. Yeah. But yeah, Troy, um, obviously on board. <laughs> Something you know about, Thomas, a little bit, Gear Alloy. Folks at Gear Alloy have come on the show uh, since 2004. Their brand has uh, dominated the light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes for uh, for everybody. The aggress- aggressive off-road styles along with Fashion Forward SUV. If you're looking for wheels for your uh, SUV or your truck, go to Gear Alloy. GearAlloy.com. they got five, six, and eight lugs. And uh, Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan. GearAlloy.com. There's a Gear Alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from. Proud sponsor of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team that we talked about earlier. Of course, uh, Jessica J.P. Money Patterson had this uh, Gear Alloy brand forever. And uh, get your truck in gear with Gear Alloy, folks. This is the cold call. So I thought we'd call. It's 9 o'clock. Kiefer, Chris Kiefer could be with his wife right now. Oh, no. Doing who knows what. But. I thought we'd call, call him about, you rode the e-bike, the Alta e-bike. I did. Um, at Glen Helen last week. And, of course, as we all know, this is the niche development thing uh, thing that uh, Kiefer's been doing. So I thought that would work out well, that you two could maybe, if he answers, that you two could. Uh, is niche like the douchey French way of saying it? No, because it goes back to him telling us that they were $14,000 retail. Yeah. And then he said it's a niche market. And so we just go, we're like, yeah. For fourteen grand, it is. So we started calling it niche. So cold, cold call right now. Cold calling people. It's actually Kiefer's voice. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. GearAlloy.com. Hello. I feel- Chris Kiefer. Oh shit! You are on the Pulp MX show live. I'm, I'm back. Did I get bumped? Wow, you cold you- calling you- Kiefer. You got bumped for. For ping and, and he's doing a terrific job tonight. So, well, if I'm gonna get bumped by any man, ping would be the guy. Uh, t- <laughs> Thomas from Nfab also in studio tonight, buddy. So, he. Uh, What's up, Thomas? How you doing, sir? Good. Uh, he Thomas told us earlier he dropped a bomb on all of us. He said that Travis Preston is his favorite co-host. Really? Yeah, I can see that. Travis is all right, but <laughs> I don't know. He's he's not quite the high desert man that I am. I don't think he just got some good one liners. He does. He comes out. Yeah, he does. Hey, what's going on with your beloved high desert, man? I went through there. It looked like a war know, zone. Right. There's a fire in the river bottom. There's dust storms. <laughs> Get your it's car like sandblasted. Looked like, like Beirut. Like something nu- nuclear happened today. I don't know what was up. Yeah, meth labs exploding everywhere, bro. Right. Um. 
Oh, hey. hold on. Someone wants to say hi to everybody. Hello. Oh, hey. What's up, Yeah, Heather? you like that? Yeah, you like that? Yeah, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> your, your drop is more popular, Heather, than, than your husband's appearance on the show. <laughs> Don't tell him that. He's so disappointed. Oh, that ping, ping boom. Oh, God, I'm feeling real bad about it now. Well, yeah, know. see, I, I took I took it away. I can't let her talk anymore because she's going to give another drop, and I don't want her to have one. <laughs> I know, right? You're That's so, right. Yeah, there's yours right there. Um, <laughs> hey, I wanted to call you on the cold call because you were in SoCal with your niche guys, the Alta e-bike. Uh, Josh Hill's been riding the shit out of it, and uh, you let Swap ride it and Ping ride it. and Josh uh, Hill? Josh Hill. Well, I said that. Um, oh. Anyways, so... How was it, Ping? It was good. Uh, well, thanks. All right, know. everybody. That's cool call. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so take care, then. That wraps it up. No, I was surprised by um, how the big thing I thought it was that it would feel top-heavy or unbalanced or just weird, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It feels like a dirt bike. It feels like any old, you know, 250F you jump on, which is good. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's a little heavy, but it's got 250F uh, power, so... Yeah, and it doesn't really feel heavy. No? Uh, okay. I'm not riding it. I mean, maybe lifting it onto a stand. Yeah, yeah. But the Suzuki so, feels heavy lifting it onto a stand. So you were surprised? I was surprised. And I didn't have even a full battery, and it was kind of hot. Okay. Which, I guess, affects the way that the thing puts down power. So, um, but, you know, there, there's some weird things, like getting used to not having any clutch... Yeah, I was tripping right. out. Yeah. I'd come into every turn and go to throw my finger out, and there's just whiffing. You know? <laughs> I talked to Hill about that this weekend. He said the same thing. He's like, dude, it's so weird. There's some weird things. I, just not having any sound. Like, I would come up to a jump where I would want to go, you know, like, or whatever your sound yeah. is. And you just don't have any sound. You have no reference of where your RPMs are. It would just be a matter of getting used to yeah. throttle position, where the right? throttle, throttle position's yeah. at. But I made myself jump stuff, but I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I should be doing it. You know what I mean? You yeah. just It's very strange to hear the rubber rolling on the ground and the chain slap, and that's it. But this is the best e-bike you've ridden? Yeah, by far. Yeah. Everything else has been like they'll take a downhill mountain bike <clears throat> yeah, yeah. break, and they'll, you know, it's like, man, this is lame. This thing you felt like you could, you know, I mean, as you saw Hill, I saw footage of him riding that Supercross track and stuff. You can send this thing. You could case something and feel like it's not going to break. Like, it's solid. So, right. what, what was the reaction, uh, Kiefer, from, from other people that wrote it? Um, just like Pink said, everyone that wrote it was pleasantly surprised. Like, I think a lot of people's expectations are low on e-bikes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't blame them because going back almost two years when I, when I flew up there the first time to test with them, it, it, it wasn't what you see now. So... There's been struggles. There's been some crashes. There's been some shit that I went through with them um, <laughs> that that I tried to tell them, like, hey, when you get a guy that's you know rides a normal gas-powered bike, when he hops on this, he doesn't need to relearn how to ride a bike. And that's what e-bikes are usually like. You have to re- mm-hmm. reprogram everything you know. So the whole goal about this bike was just really try to make it as seamless as possible to transfer over from one bike to another. And just like Ping said, the thing for me was, you know, not having a clutch and not having a shifter. Um, at first they wanted handbrakes, you know, up on the levers. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's too mountain bike-ish. So uh, it, it's cool because the company listens to me and listens to other, you know, consumers of what they want. And it, it's just a bunch of, group of guys that listen and they want to 
really push their product into a, a motocross-oriented racing, you know, arena. So, uh, do you do we'll you see how, do you see a time when we could see these things on the line? <sighs> For me, right now, no. Like riding it, I don't think it's there yet. But mm-hmm. the way they advanced in the past two years, you know, yeah, possibly. I mean, they they went. People don't see where the product was two years ago. I do. So, right. you know, yeah, when you hop on it, it's really good and it's amazing, but there's things that they need to work on. You know, obviously battery heat, battery life, things like that. And even top speed power could use a little bit more. But, I mean, when the battery's good and everything is cooled down, I mean, going up Mount St. Helens, like I would drag race. I had another guy that was out testing and he was on a 250F and it kept right up with him going up Mount St. Helens. So, yeah, that's it's crazy. capable of doing things, so right. we'll just see. Go ahead. Um, Ping, when you were out there, how's your phone? Good? I'm, good? I'm actually looking something up for this. So someone okay. um, someone just put this, because there was a question about it for Ask Ping this past weekend, and someone said the Netherlands just passed a bill uh, that bans the new sale of all internal combustion vehicles after 2025. Really? So mm. they're, they're obviously cutting edge on yeah. the front of, of all the um, global yeah. climate change, green stuff, but... It's coming. I mean, it's it's maybe a ways off, yeah. but man, you can't really deny right. that it's coming eventually um, at some level. Right. Maybe for racing yeah. purposes or whatever. But when you talk about OHV parks and stuff like that, yeah. All right, this you it's good. You can't deny it's coming. No, it's good that this stuff's being developed, and people want to hate on it. <laughs> Kiefer, you were right, man. When you said, "Hey, watch out for the haters." Oh, hold on, really? People are hating on it. Oh my gosh! Oh, you go look. Like, the Nazis are just out there as far as like, we 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 posted something on Racer X. Yeah, who cares? And just got, like whatever, it's great. Who cares? If you don't like it, just ride dirt bikes. No, yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh No, it's no. put on your hood and grab a pitchfork and light something on fire. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh wow. Oh yeah. There's like full blown like. It's a fucking Prius of motocross. Fuck that. I'm never going to ride it. Okay, well, shit. good. I'm, I'm going to disown dirt bikes. This is bullshit. Just all kinds of crap. Who cares? If you like it, you like it. If you want to ride a dirt bike, whatever. And, yeah. and I mean, I get it. There's something visceral about an engine. You get the smell and the sure, sound and the yeah, vibration yeah, but, and all that is part of it. But w- would you rather just not have bikes if that's yeah. what it comes down to? What if, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm stoked that something is developed to this level already. Because if tomorrow they said, hey, gas-powered yeah. engines are out. At least we've got a decent baseline. Right. Something to start um, with. Yeah, at least you want to go twist the throttle and go do something fun, you can do it. When, you, when you, you know? would people freak out paying if you passed them? Like, because they couldn't hear you coming, right? So. Yeah, and I did pass a couple people, and, like, <laughs> I, I just wondered what the hell they were thinking. Like, this dude must be so bummed that a, a, quiet, a silent bioelectric bike just passed him. Hill said he was on someone on some trails, like, all over them in some trails, and there was an opening, and he went, yeah, and then the guy confronted him. Like back in the pits, he said, "Cause like, what the hell was that all about?" Like, like, cause he was just so surprised. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I had that happen. I came down the downhill at Glen Helen and kind of darted inside of a guy, and I could tell I, he doesn't have any idea you're there. <laughs> right, right. Normally you'll hear, you know, yeah, like, oh, there's sure. someone behind me, right. and even if he gets you, you, you had an idea that there was someone there. Yeah, this guy was oblivious <laughs> until he saw that yellow yeah. fender, you know, and he was just like, whoa. Yeah. Kiefer, you, and you've I seen did, that actually, too? a funny story is I, we were at Paula that week. I, I actually made some guy crash, and I felt bad, so I turned around. And the first words out of his mouth as he was catching his breath is, what the fuck is that thing? And that's what he said to me. I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm so sorry. Like, I dove on the end. Like, I jumped past him to kind of cut in the inside, and he overjumped just a little bit and then T-boned me and then went over the bars. And I thought for sure he was going to get pissed, but he was, like, more intrigued about the bike than his health. So. 
That's funny. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, so are they for sale yet? Have, they, have you seen them? Have you guys released so them the yet? The production line just started. They just start. You know, um, they just got a new uh, shop in near San Francisco. So they're just assembly lines starting to go off. You know, this week, next week. So they'll be out in dealers here. You know, very shortly. That's crazy. I, they they I look think, good. They look good. I think yeah. the thing that's going to hold them back is is still cost. Yeah. And um, battery uh, yeah. life charge time. Um, yeah. And I and I agree with you too, man. Like that's what I told him. I go, hey, it's all great and dandy. This is, you know, it's fast and it's fun. We can do all this stuff. But the, the thing that people want, you know, they want to be able to go out for longer periods of time. Yeah. And what's, what's it last right now? Like right now, from 100% battery. If I, me and Ping went to go rip it, how we ride, it was almost 30 minutes. Um, but, but if we went trail riding, like on and off the throttle, because every time you're off throttle, it's not using battery, so it lasts longer. So. I've went on trail rides up north that lasted up to, you know, up to 90 minutes. So, what, so what's the recharge just, time, though? Well, that's, that's the downside, okay? So, you have a recharge time from 0%, it's three hours. But that's why you never really want to let it get too far down. So, if it's at 50%, you know, it takes 45 minutes. They're working on faster chargers that, you know, I'm not, electri- I'm not these masterminds like those guys are, but... There's so many ways I guess they can get a charge to, to to double the time to make it faster. So I guess they're working on that. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it they they just they just got to get the propeller heads on the on the technical side of it to figure those things <laughs> um, out. Yeah. And it's uh, it's WP forks and shock for people who wanted to know. So yeah, that's that's one downside too. The four CS is you know obviously everyone knows not the best fork, but uh, it, it it doesn't. The the bad parts don't magnify as much with this for some reason, like versus on a gas power pipe. Like I can still feel the harshness, but um, so maybe the following year's bike, the 2017s, will have the air fork, the WP air fork. But they have to run the 4CS fork for you know so many bikes to you know, honor their contract with WP or whatever. Well, so. Stephen Major just won a Arena Cross main event on 4CS forks. Yeah, well, Sewell does too. Yeah, Race Tech, bro. Um, yeah, as much as we piss and moan about those, I think for the average guy, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think they, I mean, it's not going to make or break them. Yeah. A four CS, the air fork, a spring. Would you say for 80% of the guys out riding, like, I don't know, maybe one slightly better than the other, but it's not going to affect their lap times. That's my opinion. Yeah. I think that the guys are spending $14,000 on the bike anyway. They're not going to be worried about a fork. They're going to do their own thing to it. So how was, uh, how was swap when he rode it? He crashy. was surprised, man. He actually he was crashy. Crashed. <laughs> he crashed. <Yeah. laughs> um, he actually crashed and then tried to pick up the bike and gave it gas as he's picking it up. And it looped out into almost an oncoming traffic. Oh, that's so. awesome. <laughs> no way. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They told me that like, if you fall, flip this switch off because you'll, you don't hear anything, so you don't think of it, but you go to pick it up and twist the throttle a little oh, bit, and it'll just so, take right? off on yeah, you. Yeah. So flip the off switch. Yeah. Like flip it off. Yeah. 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 Um, how's everything else, Kiefer, at, uh, at Dirt Rider? Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. Everything's good. We just had our 400 issues, so that was kind of cool. You know, we we put a bunch of, you know, 400 tips and tricks in there and got oh. that done, and I just finished a, a fucking huge boot shootout thing that I had to ride fuck three months of just boots i'm so over boots but we finished that (laughs) and uh so that'll be in the next issue but yeah Mm -hmm. just grind away testing and you know trying to to get some cool stuff in the magazine what's your favorite boot can you say um yeah shit 
Um, for me, you know, it's I've always like my top three. I wasn't a big. Uh, I didn't know a lot about the Garnet SG12s, but this is the first time I actually spent some time with them, and I really like that boot a lot. So, top three would probably still be a Tech 10 SG12, and then a Fox Fox Instinct's good. And how would you feel about a Fox boot, a Thor pant, and a Troy Designs jersey? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking hideous. Never do that. <laughs> Stephen Stephen Mages wears fly gear with Fox boots, bro, and a bell helmet, and a bell helmet. Right. I thought JT was going to take care of that shit. What's up? He says he's going to try some sectors. He's going to try some sectors. Yeah. All right. But hey, you uh, know what? A lot of guys are wearing Fox boots with other shit. I see you right. You know. It's fine. And it's fine. It's not fine, like fashion wise. It's shit, but I'm saying that the, the function of the boot is shit. that's why they're wearing it. I'm shy of shit. That's why I'm getting bumped. <laughs> Fuck. F you, dude. <laughs> Kiefer, very mad. Um, hey, well, Kiefer, how about yeah. those TMs, bud? Oh, those are so good. <laughs> I got my day on the TMs. Oh, okay. So they're not good? The 144 was fun. That? It was great. Wow. I had a ball on that bike. The, the four stroke's yeah. not good? Anyway, how about those uh, one hockey yeah. games on over here? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kiefer, uh, we were laughing because pings, pings at Glen Helen riding TMs and electric bikes. <laughs> I was yeah. so pumped when I saw him riding TMs. I'm like, yes, welcome to my world, Ping. Welcome to my world. What is my life devolved into? Be- the beta's next. <laughs> the no, that one forty four was a ball. Was it? Yeah, yeah I really yeah. liked it. I had fun. Um, yeah, well, the, the one four forty is fun. Thanks for picking up, Kiefer. I'm sure you're already in bed with your wife, and, and God knows hey, what you're doing. Let me give so. you a breakdown of what's going on real quick. Oh, God. Okay. Uh-oh. Is it Petaluma season? <laughs> Flowers <laughs> in bloom? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, it's Shark Week, so Petaluma season is closed right now. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so Heather's laying, laying down, you know, in her sweater. She's not wearing a brassiere, so the nipples show a little bit through the the sweater. Yes, of and course. she has and she has boy shorts on. Oh no, she has pajamas on. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it, it's shark shark week, so that's off limits. So we're watching, cold. and it's cold, and uh, we're watching Prison Break. Remember the show Prison Break? No, <clears throat> I don't. So so I came home a little bit early from work, so she made dinner, and then we crawled in the bed about seven thirty, and we're watching Prison Break. So that's what we're doing. Wow. It's a good update. Hey, what do you have on? Sorry, very detailed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Kiefer, Travis got married last weekend. No way. Yeah, he's married, bro. Hey, welcome to the club of uh, you up, you uh, overdid your, uh, what what do they call us, Mathis? Oh, um, yeah, we're uh, out of our league or batting uh, above our average. Batting above, yeah, batting above our average. Yeah, yeah. uh, welcome to the club of batting above your average there, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Kiefer. Yeah, you saw, Ping, you saw a photo of his wife? She's very cute. Right? Look, yeah. look at him. No. She said you were cute, too, by the way. Just, Did she? Yeah, she thought well, you were a handsome guy. Give her my number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is your wife single? <laughs> I, really he's, from the 90s. he's from the 90s, bro. It's from the 90s, super Woo, cross. It's, it's getting wild hey, over here. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed Pingree's vacation uh, Instagram photos. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. That's good times. Sun's out, man. You know, everything's out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, thanks for picking up on the Gear Ally Cool Call, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Alta Niche Talk, it uh, sounds like it's going well, and the bikes are getting made, and uh, yeah, it's cool to see. Um, you're in studio next week, so. I don't know. Am I? 
You are. You're not going to get oh, bumped. You haven't you're, told him that. No. Oh. I have, oh, oh. Oh. Wait. Oh uh, no. Uh, Sleeter's coming in. Sleet dog. Oh my. Sleet God. dog's coming in. Stop I'm it. sorry, Kiefer. You're out. And then. Right. Hey, that's hey, that's worth getting bumped over. All right, I'll accept that. <laughs> Kuzo, Kuzo, and Sleeter coming in. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, buddy. We'll see you next week. And uh, thanks for everything. And uh, yeah. All right. I'll see you guys next week. See you guys. See you, brother. See ya. All right, everybody. Chris Kiefer on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. I take a commercial break. Ooh, are All we right. coming back to my song? Yes. Dirty Heads. Okay. I thought it was Talking Heads. I was looking for Talking Heads. Oh, this is the yeah, band yeah. that played at the TLD launch. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right. Um, hey. Don't whatever them. Can I get it on iTunes? Yeah, uh, I didn't know if can. there was some cheese ball OC oh. band or something. Oh. All right, okay, we're coming back. Have a commercial break. We got lots more coming on. We got the BTO Sports tweet at Travis, race tech emails, a uh, bunch of other stuff. We'll talk some uh, talk some more. Uh, um, what what uh, Ping's been up to lately, uh, as far as testing wise. I want to learn a little bit about these KTM street bikes. Oh yeah, Thomas Victor from NFAB is in, and uh, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then... And flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Race Tech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Race Tech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Race Tech parts and labor. Use the pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh, 
I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses race tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses race tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses race tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses race tech. They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All Ride Engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, 
everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to the Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it. it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I've tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pope listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all-new line of atlas braces are 20 percent lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join rv Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. 
Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schlott? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. 
Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with our V3 Performance Kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercar Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Tape your pot, mom was naughty by nature Back when OPP was hot, who'd have thought That I could ever turn out this way I'm blaming Ed Rock, Mike D and MCA Yeah, it was beasties on my mind Pretty much all the time Till I started smoking pot and figured out about sublime Oh my God, I never wanted something so badly I wanna learn to play guitar and sing just like Bradley And the beelines that Eric dropped Reminded me of hip-hop, I'm singing loving It's what I got, I got, I got Cause when the loving was gone I learned to play the through Stevie Ray Vaughan I needed music for all the ways that helped me feel And now I'm loving my guitar the way the Phoebe loved to see her Can you feel it? Yeah I'm like six damn strings Never said it's so appealing Can you feel it? Yeah I'm like one together My can better sing like you live Like you live Like you live Like you The tune, little Jay was in the womb. My mom would put the headphones on her belly, feel me move. And every Jimi Hendrix riff, I'd give her a little kick just to let her know to turn it up a little bit. And police, when I go up, can I sound like police? That's what I was thinking while I'm praying on my knees. But now that I'm grown, I found a sound of my own. I'm in the studio now, and I feel like I'm home. So can you feel it? Yeah, I'm like six damn strings. Never said it's so appealing. Can you feel Welcome it? Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Pop Mech Show. Everybody. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. David Pingree's band right there. The Talking Heads. It's a dirty heads, you douche. I don't like it. You didn't even play the whole song. Well, I never played the whole song. I didn't play the whole Prince song. You didn't play a lot of it. I'm angry. I think he liked it because he saw these people in person. Because Thomas, do you do you enjoy this song? I don't don't hate it. No, but, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But one time's enough for me. <laughs> no wonder why they didn't show up at Troy and play the intro party. They don't need anything but those bongos and a guitar. It's Jack Johnson all over again. It is, kind of, yeah. Do they have anything harder? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. You just like this one. I just, this is a chill song. I like it. Uh-huh. Harder. You need harder. You need rock. You gotta like. Turn it back up so we can get another listen. I'm like six damn strings, never said it's so appealing, can you feel it? Yeah, I'm 
Now he's mad. He's not tapping his machine no more. Nothing. <laughs> well, if you don't like it the first time, you're not going to like it now. I mean, just trying to just trying to bring you around to some different kinds of music. I could have played some country and you wouldn't have liked it. I can play anything you won't like it unless it's Van Halen or Prince. There's a time and a place for that. Uh-oh. Now we're talking. It's a good song. Oh, okay. I've heard it at every Supercross I've ever been to. It's good stuff right here. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show. Thanks to Troy Lee. Kenny Roxon. Stephen Mages. Uh, Thomas Victor from NFAB. The great David Pingree in studio. Surprise, there was actually real haters for the e-bike. Like, oh, man. Like, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, like, okay, you don't like an e-bike, but, like, what does this mean in your... Do people think, like, they're coming to take over or something? Hey, it's a perfect bike if you got, like, an acre and you want to make well, a little backyard track or something. That's the thing. There's little... There's... Dude. There's the sectors where that it could be... It could open up a lot of riding to people. Yeah, exactly. Why do people got to be assholes? Well, just what they like to do. <laughs> race Tech. Race Tech uh, suspension. Privateer Choice. Uh, they're killing it right now with their spring conversion forks for the show attack forks. They put springs in there, and uh, they're selling uh, shit tons. They can't keep them in stock. We just did that on one of our garage and stock bikes. You did? We went out and rode it with the air fork. Okay. And then swapped it to a spring fork. We had Bruce Murata from Alias riding the bike, so we did a video. It's actually it'll be it's it's interesting mm-hmm. listening to his feedback from one to the other. So I, I don't what, want to give it away, but yeah, okay, you didn't do it though. You didn't ride it. No, I was there right, with it, right. but he uh, he rode that bike. I was doing a different one. Okay, yeah, uh, Racetech.com. Just uh, get your suspension oil changed. Get it serviced. Besides that, they've got quality precision engine services now that are doing really well. Dyno track and flow bench tested and 100 percent guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. Racetech.com, Pulpamex16 is the code. Um, Michael Lessi and Vince Freeze also using Racetech suspension uh, out there uh, making mains on the rag. Uh, these are the emails of the week. Rich sent this in. Is there anyone in the 450 class who will give it right back to Jason Anderson? Seems like a lot of guys complaining, but no one actually retaliates. I agree with that. I'm hoping. Yeah, well, you got to be able to go his speed to retaliate. Yeah. That's the big problem. There's only, two There's only a couple guys that can do <laughs> that. can do it. Who are some of the riders in the last 20 to 30 years that would be a nightmare for someone who rides like Anderson has been riding this year? Bradshaw. Rhino. Bradshaw. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like, I like Bradshaw. One of my heroes. Let's pay $200 for a set of his pants yeah. from 92. But you watch some old YouTube videos. Oh, my God, Bradshaw. Do you ever see that video of Bercy? Where no. he put chicken into the wall? No. It was... As bad as you can imagine of a T-bone. I have vague memories of that. Do you? Yeah. And we all just like love Bradshaw, but he's kind of well, a dick. Well, that's what you loved about him. He was kind of a dick. I'm sure it was provoked. Yeah. That's the thing. He he would be fair. Mm-hmm. And ra- he'd race you the way you raced him. So you, you punk him, and it's on. He would ruin his own whole race just to blow you out of a turn. Mm-hmm. Like he did with Chicken in Vegas. Yeah. 
San Jose, wasn't it? Or was it Vegas? It was Vegas. Uh, Tracy sent this in. Mathis, why doesn't the AMA FIM penalize the lappers that take advantage of the blue flag? For example, the situation with Grant and Brayton. Brayton does the right thing and backs off. Grant passes him and then holds up the leaders. There should be some type of rule for lappers and a no passing under the blue flag. Grant, zero respect. The guy comes off as a jerk all the time. His whole career, spoiled jerk. Um, The lapper thing. Yeah. Strongly worded. <laughs> yeah, spoiled jerk. Uh, the lapper thing. I've been doing this, going to races for a long time. The blue flag, some people use it to their advantage. It happens all the time. Like, Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of times if I was down a lap or if I had crashed, I'd jump in behind a leader mm-hmm. and try to... Act like you were dicing with them. Well, yeah, yeah try yeah. to try to convince whoever was letting the leader by that I was in that lead group. Cause how do they know? You know what I mean? They yeah, don't know. They don't. Um, but I would, if, if, but if, but if I would, if someone was behind me that was actually lapping me, yeah, I let him go. I never. Kyle him. Lewis was the king of it, bro. <laughs> he would get a blue flag and then the guy in front of him would slow down and he'd be like, <laughs> like, you're like, dude, come on. Yeah, well, Kyle Lewis would kill his own mother for five dollars. Yeah, so yeah, um, I think it was like ten bucks a position or something, wasn't it? Twenty. Like, it was twenty. Yeah, I think it was twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, another email here. Rusty sent this in. JG is a douche. Not sure why. I can't help it. It's in his blood. I tried to like him in two days, but he's just a tool, faster than I ever could be. But speed won't improve your personality. Eh. Bash on JG night on the emails. Apparently, it is. Rusty and Tracy. Rusty and Tracy, not fans. Not fans at all. Uh, Peter sent this in. After listening to the Pulp Mech show with K-Dub, Kenny Watson, it was mentioned that Roger DeCosta was a crap team manager before Ricky. My question is, how much would that have to do with Suzuki not wanting to spend the money for a top-line rider? It must be considered the RM250D was very well developed before the GOAT got on it. It must be remembered that McGrath had more time on the Suzuki. He may have well have taken the title. We didn't say Roger was crap team manager. Who, who said that? We th- this the the subject of like great team managers came up last week on the show. Like, what could this guy do if a great team manager got a hold of him? And Watson and I both just blew it down. Like, dude, the team manager is not important. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's not gonna take a rider to do something he can't do. And I brought up like Roger for a long time hired terrible riders, Brian Gray, Lolos, um, you name them. Ben Riddle, uh, Shane Bess, um, whatever. Yeah. You know. And then he got Ricky, and everyone was like, the man is guiding Carmichael. Yeah, but yeah. he was managing Honda back in the day. No, he's a, he's a good team manager, but he's not going to take some rider and manage him into being greater than what he was. Just like a mechanic. Same thing. Yeah, agreed. So, that's all. We never you said you don't think cool. he had a hand in Dungey's success since he pulled him out of the... I don't. And I, that, and I think what he had was I think influence. Team, yeah. I think he had influence in Austria, and so when there was changes that needed to be made, he made well, those he calls and he Suzuki. got. He was talking about pulling him out of Suzuki amateur ranks. Well, and and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. through that, yeah. and then went to KTM, well, brought yeah. him along, even with Suzuki. Yeah. He, he won championships for Suzuki in his day, so I'm sure he had influence there. And if he needed things done in Japan or at corporate levels, yeah, he could get them done. Yeah. I think that's where his. Yeah, and apparently Name he, came in you know, he's still in the machine shop a lot, making parts and doing things like that on mills and lays, which is pretty cool for a manager to do. But yeah, not really a manager's job though. No, but yeah, Thomas, I think you're right. Like 
There's no way Dungy goes to KTM if Roger's not there. No way. You know, he, he didn't want to be at Suzuki that extra year. But doesn't that make him a good team manager? Well, just because he, I mean, just because Dungy like trusts him. But like Tyler Keefe is a good team manager, and so is um, Mike Webb, and so is Dan Fahey. You know what I mean? Like Dan Bentley. I think these guys are all capable of having great things happen. But you take away from like you act like all they do is book plane flights and stuff like that. There's there's more to their job. Oh no, of course not. Yeah, of course okay. there is. Yeah, yeah, no, of course there is. I just. Yeah. You know, you can crap, the, you can crap on any position. I could tell you yeah. a mechanic does nothing but wash yeah. bikes and put stickers on. Well, at this, at this point. point, they don't do much. They well, really don't. Um, well, but what a good manager should do is put together a good team of mechanics, suspension guys, motor guys, yeah. riders. Yeah. And I think and that's harder yeah. than it looks. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, and I'm in the media, but, you know, the guiding hand of DeCoster helping Dungey. Dungey's a great rider. And he could go to Dan Fahey's team and be great. But how many times have we seen a rider that's a great rider but doesn't have the right people around him mm. not do so great? Like who? Like everybody but Dungy. I don't know. <laughs> who do you think? I don't know. Like Kenny Roxon's winning right now. Kyle Bentley, the team manager. Like Kyle doesn't get any much respect. I'm not or, saying today, but, but there's some managers. people that have gone off the reservation because... They well, haven't had good guidance, or they hadn't had the right team. Or. Yeah, I think I think there's such a thing as a as a bad team manager, you know. Like I think the good ones are all pretty equal, whatever you want to say. And then if you, but there's guys underneath it that don't belong in those positions, and those guys are the ones that. You know, I just want to say somebody like Roger DeCoster. I think he's earned his spot. Yeah, you know what I mean. And no, and, I agree. And it definitely proved his worth by uh, putting people together, like Ping says. Yeah, there's something to that. Yeah. Putting together a, a team is a family that's together 24-7 just about, and you know what I mean? Everybody has to like each other and has a specific set of skills, and, and there is something to said for being, okay, you're the my guy that's going to be chassis dude. You know, And like the JGR so. guys right now, they're holding it together. I mean, they're not having a whole lot of fun, yeah. but, but once things, and it, we're one race away from it turning around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We're one then, mud, muddy moto away from Barsha. Killing it, and then everybody's yeah. great, right? You know, let's hope everything resets for outdoors, and he can do it a little sooner than a muddy race. But yeah, uh, this from Mark, Steve, love your column. I have a bad back, so I can sympathize with Bubba. Bubba's got a bad back. <laughs> I don't know. Plus either. tailbone or whatever from yeah. Daytona. Um, I don't understand how he can be off so long and then come back out of shape. Both James and Josh have incredible talent and natural skills on a dirt bike. If Josh really wanted a fill-in ride of the top team. Why wasn't he training his ass off? Same with James. He had all the time in the world to show up and be buff and be ready to race. Maybe you can shed some light on this. I have mediocre talent on dirt bike, but I still train my ass off at the age of 60. I don't get it. Um, yeah, Mark, we've talked about that many times. I was one of the guys that said Bubba is going to come back after a year off, and he is going to rain down hell on everybody because he's going to be ripped and angry and be raring to go. And then he showed up, and I'm like, well, it looks like he was on the boat a lot and enjoying himself. So it was really backwards. And that's the question. That's the million-dollar question. Like Bradshaw in 92 when he hurt his knee and he told me he got to go on the boat and realized there was more to life than pounding out motos, and he was never the same after that. And maybe that's the same with Bubba. He got a year off, and he was, like, enjoying playing golf, never really had a break in his whole life. And he was like, this is awesome. I'm rich, and I can just, like, hang out. So, all right, next uh, email from Paul. Uh, Dear Steve, love all the free content you put out. A while ago, I sent in an email about rebuilding my 07 
CRF450 after hearing the great Tony Berluti on the Pulp Show saying he's working on bikes in his retired life. Well, you hooked me up. I contacted him, and, and goddamn, did he do his magic. That guy is awesome. The attention to detail, knowledge, etc. What an awesome guy. The world needs more guys like Tony. And oh, hell yes, does that bike haul ass. Thank you again. It pays. Thanks to Tony. You're the man from Paul. P.S. It pays to listen to the Pulp Show. Tony Berluti, everybody. Building bikes, making people happy. Berlute. Putting his magic touch on it. So, um... If you want Berlute to maybe do some work on your bike or motor or whatever, he's in Vegas here. He's got a packed garage, but he's certainly uh, looking for more work. So just contact us using the pulp, using the contact form on pulpmx.com, and uh, I'll pass it on to Berlute, and you guys can figure it out. And uh, we got to get Berlute back in studio. I would have him in in a second. It's just Travis over there doesn't like him, so it's not to get him in. So I don't know. What's up, Trav? Yeah, we had a falling out. Yeah. He's, he's hard I've not n- to like. I've never met him, but I... I just don't like the guy. Hate him. Hate his guts. Yeah. Um, the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. Uh, let's do that now. Bring to this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Oh, uh, NFAB. Let's give out a shirt and a hat. Can we do a couple of that? Absolutely. All right. Just um, email the show. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com show and, and, and sizes and sizes and we will pick uh, random two guys to uh, to get a shirt and a hat from n-fab.com proudly built Houston, Texas, USA cheap truck SUV parts steps Inque- incredible steps uh, this is the BT- this is the btosports.com tweet at Travis segment and yeah I'm not so pumped but uh, you got to call btosports.com to get a code Mention Pulp, and they will uh, hook you up with a discount. You can no longer enter it online. That's a moving target these days. Don't get is me, that, is don't, that permanent? Don't get me started. I don't know. It's not ideal, but we love BTOsports.com. If you want the discount, it's kind of like Ping loves TM. Mm-hmm. TM four strokes. Um, <clears throat> so mention Pulp. Call down there. Mention Pulp. Get the discount. Anything you need for your biker body, btosports.com has it. btosports.com, KTM with uh, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Davey Millsaps, and Benny Bloss. Benny Bloss this weekend. Rode Millsaps' bike, didn't qualify. <clears throat> was certainly fast, though, but didn't quite make it happen. So these are tweets submitted to at Show, and uh, Travis over there picks the best ones for myself and Ping and, and maybe Thomas, and uh, let's do this. <clears throat> All right, Adam... Adam wants to know, why is it that you think Michael Lessie doesn't appear to be getting the credit he might deserve for his rides of, of as of late? Because he's Michael Lessie. He's done some <laughs> dumb stuff. But he's one of six guys to make every main this year. He's won three or four heat races. Rode great in St. Louis. I thought Vince Freeze would beat him. Is like, this his best year? No. Close? Well, it depends on what you mean, like by like highest placing in the points. No, well, maybe not the yeah, points, yeah, but overall yeah. finishes. I don't um, remember him winning that many heat races in a year. I think, yeah, yeah. If you go by that, I think it's the best. If you go yeah. by heat race wins, but if you go by overall main events, he's had better races. But then you can make the argument that the field's deeper now than when he was winning because a lot of times injuries start claiming these guys. We haven't had a lot of injuries this year. Uh, Sealy missed some time. Canard missed two races. Barsha uh, missed some, Pike Barsha missed, missed some. some. Yeah, Pike missed some, but um, nothing that's put him out for the whole year. That's that's true. Yeah, usually we it's see good. some, you know, big injuries, and then these guys end up getting. Like I think Cole was a little like Cole won two races last year, and I think people were like super stoked on him this year, and he's doing well. He's got a podium, some podiums, and he doesn't have any wins, and I think it's just because people are staying healthier. 
Is it a contract year for him? Yeah. Yeah. I think he stays at Honda. What do you think, Ping? I think so. He, I don't think he has to worry about a ride. He's... No, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Does him and Kennard stay there? I don't know. I don't know. Where's the next best seat for Kennard? Monster Cowie has got a spot. KTM's got a spot. Unless they hire back Dean Wilson, which I've heard is now going to happen. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. They're going to keep Dino, which is surprising, but cool that they would do that. That's the that's just a rumor. But oh, you really got to wonder with Dean, man. It's been rough. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Then uh, you got two fifty guys coming up. Obviously, oh, yeah. yeah. Coops, Coops coming up, and Mookie if he wins, he needs a spot. Uh, Tickle, what do you know about Tickle Ping? Nothing. Nothing. Got, a, got an opinionated girl. <laughs> um, unless he's been riding well. Like I said, I thought Freeze would beat him um, straight up, and Mike is way ahead of that. And he's actually battling for top 10 in the points. He's uh, Who is? Mike Alessi. He is 12th in points, two points back of Pike in 10th. Surprising, right? Yeah, it's good. good. So he's been riding pretty well. Um, all right, uh, next question. All right, Ryan wants to know, Mathis, what's the worst thing you've forgotten to do on a bike before a race? And Ping, how has a mechanic failed you? <laughs> Easy chuckles. Uh, a mechanic failed me. The worst, probably the worst thing, well, they didn't dyno stress test a piston back in 2002 <laughs> over at KTM for me. Uh, I had a guy didn't mix gas. Uh, back at Pro Circuit. At Kenny Bud's. G? No, it was RL was my mechanic, but our truck driver Lightning. You remember him? He uh, he didn't yeah. mix the gas. He just Why was a truck out. driver in charge of mixing gas? <laughs> no offense to the truck driver. I, I, I of the think world. it was a long story. Like he um got there late. We yeah. were kind of scrambling. How about he was notorious for getting there late? How? Hence the nickname Lightning. How about one year at Hangtown with Wyndham? They didn't mix the gas, and Wyndham seized his butt. I think this was the story. Just Jimmy Perry, maybe. They didn't mix the gas, I think. So Wyndham's bike seized on the parade lap, and they changed the motor, and then they didn't know they didn't mix the gas, so it seized again. Oh, jeez. Because remember, he held up the race. Back in the, day, back in the day, if you were a factory rider, you could pretty much... Yeah. They were holding that gate. <laughs> I think I remember that. Mine, see, mine was just got, maybe, practice. Mine maybe was, I got uh, it wrong. I don't know. Mine was the Friday practice day, and it was over a double right before Henry Hill, and it locked up and took me for a ride. Um, Myself, uh, I never – I don't think I ever uh, screwed anything up. Nothing ever fell race. off. Um, No. You didn't get the circlip on there just right. I had a circlip issue. You didn't put issue. the piston in backwards. Circlip, I had a circlip issue – in uh, practice at Bud's Creek, but it wasn't my fault. The all mechanics says that, but it really wasn't. I took a circlip out of a box at FMF Honda, and then it fell out, and then they said it was the wrong circlip. And I'm like, but I grabbed it from the box of circlips. And then Mike Hooker was like, like it was like it was um, CSI or, or Law and Order. He was like, so where'd you really grab that circlip from? And I'm like, from the box. You know, anyways. Um, yeah, I screwed up the power valves on uh, the old HPP Hondas. Remember the side valves? I screwed those up one time for Danny Smith. The circlip came out for Danny Smith one time. Um, not before a race, though. I don't think so. I know I've stressed about, like, did I fill the tank up? 
You know what I mean? Like I was thinking like did while I the race is going on. Yeah, like did I forget to put gas in? Like and then you start getting, and your guys doing good. And you start getting paranoia about like I did, I did, I did. Oh my god! And then I but I never had that happen. Um. But yeah, I had a, I had um you know what broke it Timmy Timmy's running third at Unadilla in O three we had oversized gas tanks on and the jumps off the jumps the frame was stretching and the gas tank petcock was bouncing off the top of the carb because we didn't have enough rubber on it to keep it and it bounced so hard off top of the carb that the brass insert on the petcock came out and so the gas is just pouring out of the tank and the brass petcock still clamped with the fuel line so red dog wedged it back in there and was like freaking out after that but I mean, it's just kind of my, my fault. So he obviously pulled over and he pulled. Was trying to figure out why gas was going yeah, everywhere. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then he and then came out and yelled at you. He pushed it back in and then finished the moto. What'd you do so, wrong? You know, I remember that was the hot setup for a while. You get that gray, rubbery stuff to put under on top of the case so the car wouldn't clack yeah, on it and yeah. make your bike bog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So two-stroke problem. Uh, I had a carb come off on my bike on the practice track. Not my fault again. It was all clamped and booted, and it was just a Yamaha four-stroke issue. So, yeah. Anyways. All right, uh, Max Foster wants to know, Steve, with pro motor, with pro racers being so mental, could Roxon's success lately be due to the fact that his Honda deal is maybe done? I don't think so. Is it done? Yeah, yeah, he's going to Honda, but I don't think so. Do you? No. You know? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> Here's something that we talked about. A I think it's bit. setup, bro. He's got his setups. <laughs> <laughs> how's your setup thomas you happy do you feel like your setup could be better and you could pick up uh, my four cs forks work fine for me do you need some race tech suspension revalving on that i might need my you oil change like you, you have pretty good guns like you look like you could be you know bigger you need stiffer springs hmm. um here's something at my can... age and weight and speed i'm fine do you ride at three palms is still around yeah i like that track three palms is good that's a good track right like, it is very yeah. good track is it the best one in that area or no? It's yeah. I mean, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's about the only one. Now they supposedly Dream Tracks built a new track in Houston. Oh, okay. Like a private one or something? Nah, oh. I think it's open. Yeah, okay. I think I believe my son. He said he was going there Sunday, so I'm assuming it was open and okay. then get underwater like everything yeah, else. Yeah. I'm sure Three Palms is underwater right now. Have but you been to Three Palms? I haven't. Oh, that's good. It's a good place yeah. to ride for yeah, sure. Yeah, looks like fun. Um, here's I've been going to LACR here. Have you? Yeah. LACR. Yeah. I thought it closed. It's good. Reopened. It's reopened, yeah. It's good. God, I, I used to go there with Birdwell back me in and, the day. Me and Alan Brown went up there a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was a good time. Um, Gothic J, I think. Kurdowski. Keel. Yeah. <laughs> Huffman, Damon Huffman. Saw yeah. your buddies. Um, do you ride Milestone at all or no? I went, there, I went there once. Wasn't really all that impressed. but Yeah. Uh, I saw Ping's video. Called you, asked where that was. He said that was Paula. Oh, yeah, Looked Paula. like put some new fence up at Paula, apparently. Your what, R- which... RMZ video. I think it was Langer's bike. Oh, Langer's bike. Yeah, that, that was Paula? Paula. Yeah. 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 He texted me. He was pumped on that track. It looked good. Paula? Yeah. What about Zaka? Yeah, I've never been to Zaka. It's rad. It's far, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's all the way to Castillo Ranch. Oh, it is? Is that like what it is? three miles from there. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah, it's far. Oh, geez, far. Yeah. So yeah. how many hours is that? From you? From? Three. From you? Three. It's it's, it's an hour past Santa Barbara. <clears throat> okay. Or right. 45 minutes. Three from the beaches? 
Four? Uh, no, no. No. Three, yeah, probably yeah. three. Yeah. That's still a hike. A lot of work to go on. I want to do on a Sunday afternoon. You know, yeah, you yeah and the problem is you go through LA, so the traffic is just. Radical. If you had an Alta, you could just ride around your streets. Yeah, you know, <laughs> up and down the beach. I'm sure okay. they wouldn't mind that. Here's here's what I'm trying to get to. So, something that Watson and I discussed in an upcoming podcast, and, I, and I'm going to write this column on Racer X or or somewhere. Ping. Uh, so, okay, the JGR thing. They've had some wins. But it hasn't probably gone as well as they would like. And we know they've been battling with Yamaha over the years. We know that. The um, Kenny Roxon's leaving RCH. He left KTM to go to RCH, a factory-backed program, much like JGR. Now he's going to Honda. It's hard. My, my column is going to be Wyndham. Okay, and Wyndham back in the day, battling with Honda, getting a suspension taken away one year. They, they got... A-kit stuff. Remember that? They got the work stuff taken away for whatever reason. It's hard to beat the factories at their game. If you're an elite level rider, this is what I'm going to have to write, I think, one day is these guys, they have you under their thumb. Chad Reed uh, had to kind of fold his team up. There's a few times where he was going after some riders at the factories, either Honda or Cowie, told them, no, 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 we can't. We won't give you works parts for that guy. Because we want them. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. Because if you're RCH or, or, or JGR, you want factory parts. Um, JGR can make them, but for the most part, you know. So that's going to be the story when Rocks and Science, when it gets all released. Like, I'm not bagging on these teams, but you can't beat the factories at their own game. They almost won't let you. Go. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know what 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 is it? What do you think the factories have that say a JGR doesn't have? Nothing. Well, yes. It's not horsepower anymore. No, no, no. They can make more power out of that thing than they need. For example, so you can go to Showa and get a, hire a Showa guy and say, "Hey, we need you to work just for our team." For example, RCH had a problem a year or two ago with one of their bikes at a race. And Suzuki was like, oh, yeah, we had that problem, too. JG, Chad Reed shows up at San Diego with a swing arm mod that Roman Fabra has, stiffens the swing arm, helps the turning, helps the straight line stuff. JGR does the same thing later, but they don't really know exactly what widths and lengths and thickness that Yamaha did. If you're a factory, you can call up the dude who literally drew the frame up. And say, hey, what about torsion, twisting, flex? What do you think? And these guys tell them and they help them out. Motor-wise, yeah, I'm with you. Anybody can do that. Um, There's things that the factories do that they don't always pass along. You know, they want to win. They're in the business to win. They don't necessarily care that a yellow fender from another team is winning. They're not super stoked on that. They act like it, but I don't think they are when it comes right down to it. No, they're all separate entities. They have their own budgets, and it, it's yeah. easier for them to get budget um, if they're winning. Speaking of budgets, you think KTM, Honda, Yamaha give a shit if they're turning profits? Hell no. Right? It's a marketing tour. They're spending millions. RCH? 
you can you can be damn sure that Carrie and Ricky want to put something in their pocket. Coy wants to make some money. Nothing wrong with that. There want there needs to be a bit of a profit or want to be a profit at the end of the at the end of the year. And you're going up against a KTM that is just pouring out millions of dollars. Just well, this is the this is the problem so, with satellite teams that I've said forever is you can't. It's very difficult to have a successful satellite team unless they are selling a product, a la Pro Circuit yeah. or Factory Connection, which has kind of not become Factory Connection anymore because they've got such a good sponsor in, in Geico, but. Mitch can justify spending if if he doesn't get the sponsorship dollars. He can go, well, okay, I'm going to pull back my media budget, and I'm going to pour that into the race team to keep it going, to fund it. And it's okay, because it's all marketing. Yeah. I'm just saying, like... If you're Corey Gibbs, what are you selling? You're, you're, yeah. I mean, you're you're just going racing because you're a passion, you know? Mike Genova, passion. Well, I think he's selling, he's obviously selling sponsorships. But the thing that I would assume... That if you take the money out of the equation, which obviously it's part of the equation, but if you take the money out of the equation, you could hire enough smart people, engineers, psychologists, whatever you got to <laughs> hire, you know what I mean, in order to put a team together that could beat the factories. But you guys are saying, like, you need to be able to call somebody to get the specs for the frame. Well, if you have enough tools and enough, and I'm, I'm assuming that JGR does, knowing they're killing it on the car side and they have you know, 400 engineers working over there. If they, if everybody focused all that, all that size of resources on their team, do you think that they couldn't put a bike together if they put Dungey on the bike? Because at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to is the guy. Yeah, it does. And I, but I think the guy. But you have to have everything line up. You have to yeah. have the guy, the bike, the team, right. the suspension guy. The and it's hard to get all that to line up. I don't know that that the I don't think the factories have it that much more lined up. They just have the guy and and the right team at that point. I think whether you look at Chad because it has been Honda before, it has been Suzuki before, it has been what has been. What do you mean? In other words. Somebody's been winning on the, oh, a yeah, guy's yeah, been yeah, winning yeah, on yeah, that yeah, team on for brands, year yeah. after year after yeah, year. But I just think if you're you know, the the swing arm mod is a perfect example. Yamaha shows up with that swing arm mod that Chad runs, and JGR's like, huh? Yamaha didn't call JGR and be like, hey, guys, guess what we found? We found this mod that Roman Faber's using, and it works terrific. And then here's the thickness. Here's the widths. Here's what you do. I don't think they're sharing that information. RCH yeah. didn't call, or Suzuki didn't call RCH. Hey, guys, we had a problem with Baggett's bike. Uh, electrical issue. Um, this is the condenser wiring issue that we've had, and we went to this part, and they're not doing that. And when you're trying to beat those guys at that level, it's just not going to work. They're only going to let you get so far. You know, Yamaha out – okay, Cooper Webb's a North Carolina kid. He's been with JGR forever. Yamaha blew JGR's offer out of the water for Cooper Webb. JG, Coy was like, can't do it. I got Barsha. I cannot spend that much. That's how that's how a partner works. Hey, you've been our loyal partner for so long. We're going to take the, the next kid that's coming up. We're taking them. You know, uh, I just I feel like there's a story in here about our sport. Good, bad, whatever. It's you're a, not paying a very good one. No, it's a story of these it's factories. It's reality, though. I mean, it's true yeah. that that the way when they, when everything went to satellite teams or that was seemed like it was going that way. Mm-hmm. Like a NASCAR. JGR was exactly what yes. they were looking for. Absolutely. You know, 
<laughs> Absolutely. Great sponsors, be, great what? people it, behind yeah, it, a great yeah. staff. Yeah. If Yamaha would just say, okay, hey, we're, we'll, what do you need to do to get Cooper? Let's, let's lock this up. We'll help you. We'll give you whatever work stuff you need, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Well, why not let them do that? I, I, I think that, I, I'm shocked that why, they took it back in house. Why take Kevin Windham's work stuff away uh, years ago? Just be like, no, nah, you're not getting it. And the only reason he got it back was because of when they needed a fill in. They called Wyndham to fill in, and he said, I'll do that, but I want factory stuff the next year. And they said, okay, we'll give it to you. Like, why take away Kevin Wyndham stuff? Because I think it just gets to a point where these guys are like, we want to win. We want to show that we're the best for the Japanese to know that we're our program is better than anybody else. You would think, as long as a red fender wins, or a yellow fender or whatever, everybody would be cool. Cowie was the same way with Chad. Like Chad's like, hey, I want to hire this guy. Mm, we're not going to give you work stuff if you do that because we're looking at him. You know, I just think with Roxon leaving, this is going to be a story. I think these these teams in 450 class, you're only going to get so good. That's what I think. So it's interesting. Well, because we know it, Koi, it, we it know might Koi. come down like you said. You know, Coy wants to make a profit, but. These teams don't do that. Teams yeah, don't. Teams so, don't do, yeah. No, you're, you're, so you're, if if he wants to win, he's got to just go. He can't bow out. Well, that's the deal. Yeah, if yeah. Cooper Webb's the guy, which right. you can make a real good argument that he is, the next guy. Yeah. Hop off your wallet and make it happen. But you can't blame him for not. He's a businessman. But he's it's and he can't even, complain that he doesn't win. It's not a level playing field because the guys you know? he's going to yeah. pay for aren't going to beat Cooper Webb. Yeah, it's just not. No a level, matter where Cooper right. Webb goes, he could <laughs> if he goes to JGR. My bet is he rides just as fast as he would at Factory Yamaha. Yeah, absolutely. well, I would I assume. I, I think we're writing off Barsha, but I would assume they hired Barsha because <laughs> they thought he could win. You know, yeah, it hasn't yeah. proven out yet, but that's what I mean. When he was at Factory Honda, I thought he was going to win. Uh, me, too. me too. So did he. Yeah, I yeah. Did. When he missed that triple. In first gear and blew his face up. He's not ever been the same to me. Actually, you might, you might be right. You're right, yeah. I've not seen the um, same. I mean, flashes, but. We need the JGRs and the RCHs to win and be successful in our sport. We need that. Even Mike Genova. As crazy as he's doing with his program, and he's got a crazy man running it, and I don't understand half the decisions, we need that guy in the sport. And we need these private teams in the sport. And we just kind of keep knifing them. We keep stabbing them a little bit, uh, you know. And well, now you're getting on a different subject. Why? What do you mean? I'm just talking about it. We're just the factories aren't helping as much as they in NASCAR. Hendrick and JGR and, and Roush and everybody else, they run the teams, and Ford and Toyota and whoever gives them motors and says, "Here you go," and the teams take it in house and work on it. Motors and, and money. Everything. Yeah, motors and money. We don't do that. So I just think it's an interest. I think it's interesting in our sport, and I think Roxon leaving. Shows you a little bit about. I think that shines a little bit of light on that. And I think it's probably he's leaving because he might be able to get paid more money. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. You know, I, uh, you I, think he's leaving because yeah, if you he's think, not happy or yeah, I mean, I, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, he right. sure seemed happy last weekend. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> he was, yeah. yeah, no, he did. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, James wants to know, is there any truth to Foxborough only being a one-and-done race? Or are there going to be more there? I didn't hear that, yeah. I think there's going to be more. Yep. Okay. What about the day races? Do you like the day races? I mean, you're not uh, there, but... No. You know I, mean? yeah. I, I think it looks better at night. It's a better show, my yeah. opinion, but... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a different deal for sure. It's different when you're there too. It's a different vibe. Like, did you go to New York last year? I did not. Yeah. So what was the difference in the vibe? Feels like just you know, like uh, the crowd's more subdued. You know, maybe they don't have any beers in them. By no chainsaws and eight o'clock at night flags. or whatever. You know, yeah. Well, that's not going to happen anyways in America, right? But um, yeah, it's just a different deal. I don't know. It's, it seems it's like Vegas when they do opening ceremonies and it's so light there. Yeah, it, it, the fireworks don't have the same thing, and the it's just yeah it takes some of the pageantry <laughs> out of it. I get that they're doing it for TV, and that's important, and that's what we want, you know. But yeah, um, I, I think that I is think rad. that is good. Yeah, going on to Fox, uh, you know, their regular channel. That's it's well worth giving it up at the stadium to have that on that channel. Yeah. How is the attendance yeah. at those day races? I think they're fine. I don't think they're extraordinary. I don't think they're terrible either. You but know what it's I mean? so seem... easy to watch it from your couch. Well, I did a, I wrote something a little while ago. I averaged out the average ticket price for Supercross is $80 now. If you add up all the rounds and that's a little high for like a family, 80 bucks. It's quite the departure from the old 10, $10 tread, tread head seats. seats. Oh, is there? <laughs> I heard that. Uh, I remember that. I don't know when those went away, but. Wygant said that San Diego won. Tickets were really high, and San Diego tenants wasn't very good. San Diego 2, they discounted tickets, and it was much better. So, so he's, um, he's thinking that the price of tickets affects. I, I'm with you as far as TV. It's HD. You're on home. You got your 65 inch plasma. You know, Pookie's bringing you uh, cookie ice cream cookies. Yeah. I ain't going anywhere. Right. Got bassets everywhere. Like, why leave? So. All right, next question. Uh, Eric Harvey wants to know, Ping, maybe Steve, you can answer this too. Uh, can you comment on the difference between steel and aluminum frames on a slick track like Detroit, where one through four were steel frame bikes until the JB10 flat tire? Well, I think it's no, it's no, there's no secret to it. The aluminum frames are more rigid. So on a slick track, a frame that will flex a little bit more is going to feel better. Um, a rigid bike is going to just want to give really quickly and suddenly. That's my feeling on them. Uh, but I think there's a lot more to it than this. Just that. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, it, that, you... that isn't the reason those guys are one through four. Those are the best four guys in the business or three up what, front anyway. Yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with results on a track steel versus no. aluminum? Yeah. No. Right. No. All right, next question. That's all. That's it? Yeah. All right. No outro? No outro. Do we ever have an outro? No. Not Ooh, since I've been here. Okay. BTOsports.com. Use, <laughs> use the code PulpMX10. Welcome to your show, Steve. When you call. You have to call BTO Sports now to get that discount. So uh, give them a call. And uh, they got what you need for your bike or body. BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer. And we thank those guys for coming on. And uh, hopefully the code will be fixed at some point. Down the road, where you don't have to do that anymore. So, um, meteosports.com. We're pumped to have them on. We're excited. Okay, so, <clears throat> Ping, um, how was the KTM um, KTM road bike test? Thing? It was fun. Uh, I bumped into Chris Fillmore. Oh, Chris Fillmore. You know Chris? No, but he was. There was some. He's a supermoto guy forever. So he yeah, was, yeah. yep. <clears throat> he was KTM's factory dude, really, really good back then. Actually, he rode for TLD for a while, and then he was KTM guy forever. And when Supermoto started to fizzle, he jumped ship and went to KTM because they were trying to develop a superbike program mm -hmm. here in the U.S. And 
So they hired him for two years to develop it and race it. Then when the economy tanked, that program went away. And so he's been kind of eking his way by trying to figure something out. Mm -hmm. He was really good, though. Like, he's a great road racer. So he's been doing, putting together his own deal kind of with the help of KTM and different stuff. But anyway, now he works for KTM. Okay. Sort of helping be the ambassador for their road bike program. Mm -hmm. So I bumped into him and. And I happened to say to him, I'm like, before he even asked me, I'm like, dude, are you doing any like road bike stuff? I want to go to ride some of the, the KTM street bikes. And he's like, that's what I was coming over here to talk to you about. He's like, oh, we're, really? we're, <laughs> we want to start, you know, pushing some of that stuff and introducing the media to that. Are they for sale yet? Yeah. Oh. Um, so the bike we went and ro rode, um, it's uh, called an RC390. And it's uh, so be more like an entry-level bike for a guy who wants to go to a track. Yep. But it's also street legal. The, there's two versions of it. There's like a racing only version and then uh -huh. the street legal, legal version. And they're they're identical bikes, except that uh, the race version has race paneling, no lights, yeah. obviously no place yeah. to mount a uh, license plate. Right. Comes with a race exhaust, an acropovic, adjustable suspension, you know, a couple yeah. of like rear sets or, yeah. or racing and stuff. So he's like, yeah, let's go to the track. And they're doing, this is what's really cool about this program. They're doing a, uh, it's called the RC Cup. And uh, I'm not sure exactly if they follow the Car road Michael? racing series. Car it's Michael? got nothing to do with Rico. Because he won a Rena Cross, so they got that. And then did no, he no, also no. win road racing? This is different. Okay. All right. uh, but it, it'll, it's like the Red Bull Rookies Cup. Okay. Did you yeah. ever follow yeah. that over yeah. from MotoGP? I didn't follow it, but I knew about it, yeah. Once, so yeah. a lot of good riders came out of that program and yeah. went on to win, win you know, uh, World Superbike mm -hmm. and MotoGP that be really successful. So it, it's proven itself to be a good format. So they're doing it here. Just KTM is funding that on their own. It's actually really cool. And so they're hoping to develop some kids and push them into American road racing here. So, um, God, it needs a help road racing. Do you yeah. Ever do, do you ever do road racing? Oh, no, no. Yeah. It's super fun. So I, I've only ever done one track day before and that was on their Duke when they introduced yeah, that. Yeah, the Duke. I remember that. Yeah. And so, Selvaraj uh, had a Duke. Yeah. But it, it, that's more like you sit upright, like a super yeah. moto style bike. So it was really comfortable for me. I've never done like a full road race bike. Yeah. And so this would be, this 390 is perfect little, um, bike to jump in and start out on. So I went to Fontana and he showed me, you know, led me around, kind of showed me the line and, uh, we rode all day. It was a ball. You had fun? Yeah. Yeah. I had a blast. It's a really cool bike. So you're going to leave us for cycle world? No, no, <laughs> I'm not. But, um, if I get opportunities to go to other track days, I'm in. If any other manufacturers want to go show me their road bikes, <laughs> um, I'm available. Ryan, welcome to the show. Uh, what's your question, Ryan? What's going on? Oh, man, just wanted to give some shout-outs to uh, the local boy, uh, Van Martin, out there making the second main this weekend. I was uh, stoked to sit there and watch that from the house. Yeah, good job by him, for sure. Uh, of course, Van Martin, uh, a son of Sean Martin, long-time Honda Houston employee, and they're, they got... Yeah, I want to say that, you know, they got flooded this past week at Honda Houston, and um, I feel for those guys. You know, it's, it's uh, been a tough go, and mm -hmm. but I was pumped to see Van you know, make his second, uh, main as well. And yeah, you know, I'm sure these guys will recover, but, um, getting flooded and with no flood insurance. So if you're in Houston and need a generator, need a yeah. Honda dirt bike or Honda, anything, be you sure know. and go see those guys. Let's try to support them and see if we can get them back on their feet after yeah getting flooded out. You know, I was once a Honda Houston rider, little known fact. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that fact because Loretta, I was too. Loretta, Loretta Lynn's 98. I was there for Honda working on bikes, and I rode the industry class 
on a Honda Houston CR350 or something. Three you know R. who was the only rider in 98 at, in Honda at Honda Houston? You? Me? No, they at had a Loretta's. bunch of bikes. 98, 97 or 98, I was the only one that actually went that was on their team. Oh, no, this year yeah. they had a bunch of bikes in the, when I was in there. The over 30 Did you yeah. say it? Did you say a CR350? Yeah, whatever the overbore was. three R CR380, like whatever. No, like, yeah, that was... It vibrated like no other. Remember the... the first, it's a 330. 330? Yeah, okay. that was my bike. Really? Yes. I rode your bike. Yes. Huh. Jeff DeMint rode one, and some other clown rode the other. Yeah, Must that have was been me. you. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> I, rode the, I rode the industry class, and like I line up, and Renard yeah. and DeMint and all yeah. these guys. I'm like... Beat it, bro. Demet was on one of my bikes, and you were on the other. Oh, wow. Who knew? Who knew, yeah. I can't remember everything. I think I, I ran like uh, I ran top 10 for a while, and then it got hot and dropped back. But um, Fitness wasn't quite there? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Man, hey, so y'all know, uh, know Thomas and Josh. They're no slouches on bikes, right? Y'all know this guy's got some speed, huh? That's my son. That's me and my son. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, what you're yeah, about. yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No, they're, they're, yeah, they're great. Those dudes got days, <laughs> man. They know how to ride. Um, but we appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, no, all good. Thanks. Do you have uh, some NFAB yeah, steps? Yeah. Do you have NFAB steps on your? I got them on my Toyota. Fantastic. Fantastic. Damn straight. This guy's my hero. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling in. Congrats to Van. Yeah, yeah, thanks for putting it all together. Yeah. Um, Ping. Also, too. Uh, first time we've talked to you. Since you wrote Project 88 yeah. out at Milestone. Yeah. Was, with, with Mickey the Diamond. It was fun. It's good to see hey, Mickey again. How, how cool is Mickey? He's awesome. I did a podcast yeah. with him after about yeah. the bike and the year. And, and people were like, was he high? And I'm like, no, no, no. He's not high. He's a thoughtful dude. Yeah, like, that was a good interview. Yeah, like he's different. And that's yeah. fine. Nothing wrong with being no, different. No, no, no. Yeah. I just hated that people were like, what's wrong, what's wrong with him? I got a few it, tweets about what's wrong with him. Nothing's wrong with him. And and if you're if you're talking to him in person, his little his kind of pauses and his yeah. stuff, he's you can tell he's he's thinking about it. It's not yeah. I'm sure in just an audio it comes across like what what's going on with this dude? Like <laughs> yeah. spit it out, bro. Yeah. No, really great yeah. great of him to come out and uh he was more stoked on the gear, I think, than than the bike. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he rides a lot of moto, so it's good to see. I'm just stoked he's doing well. Like there was a time I went over and did a race in Hawaii with Travis Preston, actually. Uh, maybe yeah. 90. One Lewis put together? 99. Where, where nobody got paid? No, no, no. It's okay. a different one. <laughs> That's a good story. Lewis didn't put, that was me putting that one together. Oh, you did? I thought yeah. Lewis did. No. Oh, no. Lewis freaked out. Lewis freaked out. Okay. Yeah. Nobody, anyway, nobody got this paid. was a different year. <laughs> um, it's a good story. And I show up at the airport and I go into baggage claim and there's Mickey in a corner, like crumpled up into a ball, sleeping. I'm like, I think that's Mickey Diamond. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah. you're like, hey, man, you okay? Like, I didn't know if he, yeah. I don't know what the hell happened, you know? And he was, he just looked like a mess. You know, he was a, he did not look good. Ugh. And so he had a, he had some years where he was struggling. A little. He was, yeah, some demons, you know, right, he was right. still working through. So um, anyway, I'm just stoked he's doing well now. He was doing like the freestyle stuff at the time. Yeah. So and, he was over there doing a jump show, him and. And now somebody. he's a full roadie bicyclist like yeah. just gnarly yeah. and uh did the bike cross america wow. with uh, dave mira actually and uh bostrom what i think bostrom um too? and oh sorry to keep you up well, it's okay well, the coffee kind of got cold so no um what'd you think of the 88 it's good yeah for an 88 it's stock it yeah. was interesting yeah. to go back and ride it yeah. because 
like I like I said in that video, you just you forget how the bikes felt back then. They were you sit in them, huh? Yeah, you sit down in, and they felt short and small. I actually I liked it. Just uh, yeah, you know, so different. Yeah, so different. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. Um, it was fun to do. It was fun to have you out and have Diamond out, and then Answer made the gear, so they valeted, and those guys killed it on that gear. Yeah, that was yeah cool. they did. It looked good. Yeah, you're like, uh, I don't know what you said in the intro about like. Ah, uh, Jim Morrison is probably with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that was that was a good time. Uh, no doubt about it. So, um, going forward from here, do you think um, the the like Dungey's going to clinch this weekend in New York? We got New York your Supercross this weekend. Another outdoor race where the weather could be crappy. Who knows? You know, it's north spring in the north in the northeast. Dungey's going to win his third Supercross title. He's looking good for an outdoor title again. Why is he looking good for an outdoor title? Well, I think he's favored. I think he's favored. I think he's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, if you, I if think this, is, yeah, I this think is Vegas. Oh, wait, it is Vegas. I'm just going by what happened last year. First are, you year hanging on, are you hanging on the Barsha t- train? No, no, no. no. Oh, I'm hanging the, on the Eli. Yeah. He's yeah. on the Tomac. Yeah. Well, man, I, I want to see if Eli can do it again. Like, he, he's great. And the Cowie guys are saying, hey, we broke it down. We changed the settings. We changed things. You know, and Cowie was claiming. Cowie hey, guys, let's hope it's some good racing. That's at the end of the yeah. day. That's all well, I care about. The, Listen, if you got to look at what he did at Daytona. I mean, yeah. the writing's on the wall. He's going to be competitive right off the bat. Will he beat everyone by a minute and a half? I don't think so. No? I don't think that'll happen again. Yeah. He was pretty damn fast. But um, the, the thing that gives me confidence is because the Cowie guys were saying, watch. Watch. This is good. Like, we found something. You know what I mean? They were all pretty pumped, and then he backed it up. Didn't win, but, you know, got a second. So yeah. maybe they really did find something. He got close there for a little while. Set up. It's all set up, bro. <laughs> it's all set up, bro. It's all set up. So yeah, this, you like that? I remember this time last year, I mean, it seemed like the, the series was dragging on a little bit, like I was ready for the outdoors. Yeah. Do you feel that way this year? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, yes. feel, I don't no. feel that way this year. Really. I'm telling you, last week... My plane was. Uh, was you don't feel like it's dragging on right now. No, not with not with rocks and winning. I mean, he made it interesting and. <sighs> Anytime it's, it's and it's, and the and when the you know there was four two fifties that were one two three four right there yeah, you yeah. know till to the last couple <clears throat> laps. So I thought it was pretty good. The two fifty class is good. Yeah. I'll tell you how much it was dragging on. I had a six o'clock flight all the way across the country to six a.m. Yes, six p.m. Six a.m. Uh, Houston, then Houston to Boston. My foot, my alarm went off at four fifteen, and I got up and I went downstairs. And I contemplated. I sat this down on the Friday? couch. This Friday? Yes. I sat down on the couch. You had to have a talk with yourself <laughs> for five to six minutes about whether I was going to catch my flight or not. Why? I'm just. I wasn't pumped. I'm like, ah, you know, like it was a long ass flight. How are you going to get the pre the post race interviews if you don't go? I could do them on Sunday and just call dudes. Does that work? Not really. How many but times have you enough. done it that way? Ah, uh, three or four. Yeah, that's the first thing I do when I get up Sunday morning. Really? Yeah. Listen to my jerky post race interviews. Take my morning little dookie and you listen, listen to the post race. Really? That's not your I've Sunday never morning to thing. Once. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. No, it's nothing against you. I just <laughs> do you listen to him, Travis? Um, yes, of course. No, you don't. About half the time. Okay. Maybe I'm the only guy. Hey, I'll tell you what. They got, maybe I should sponsor no, that segment. They got a lot of listens. I'm surprised at those things. They get no, a lot of listens. Great. Yeah. You know what I'm talking He's talking about the yeah. Po- yeah, yeah, post-race yeah. stuff that I do right yeah. after. Um, 
So anyways, I was so not enthused to go that I was like, do I need to go? Should I go? You've no one, gone to no 900 races me. in a row. What was the difference about this race? I didn't. I missed Detroit and Daytona this year. Well, you took those off. It's yeah. okay to have a day off. Well, right. What was different about this weekend? Was the I weather think, extra nice here? No, because I just think... Was you your, was your mountain bike calling your name? Because you've already done 15 rounds. It's like Well, I think, yeah, I think Supercross was, is getting a bit old to me. That's why. That's getting back to what he was saying. Well, yeah, like, one more trip, and then it's local. Yeah, so one I think more you, trip, yeah, and, then, and then three, four close ones. Denver's an hour and a half. Sacramento's an hour and a half. No, no plane ride for Glen Helen. No plane ride for Vegas. And a week off. So I think I'll be good. I'm always, always uh, stoked about the outdoors near the end of Supercross, and then stoked for Supercross by the end of the outdoors. Yeah. All the time. Hey, I can see how it'd get. The last few nationals, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I do not want to go. I don't care. You know? I, as a rider, even, it was the same way. Even, you're, you're just, unless you're in the hunt for the championship, you're over it. You're like, okay, yeah. let's go to Hangtown. <laughs> even if you don't even like the nationals, let's just go to Hangtown. Let's do something different. Yeah. Yeah, it is absolutely. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. These are the best of the best that was for the voicemails. Uh, we had uh, some really weird old callers this week, and I had to cut some guys out because um, they were going on rants that were dumb. So, uh, All right, here we go. Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, just calling in, um, listening to the playback with uh, Kevin on from uh, Sick Recovery. Um, and he, I'm actually from the area where he's from, so um, it was actually pretty wild to hear him uh, on my religious show that I listened to, uh, Love and Pulp on X. But um, anyways, um, I think that that's an awesome uh, program he's doing um, and a great message behind it. I think that that's something um, we all should get behind and support. Um, I actually uh, wrote a track um, that he actually ran for a while, um, and that guy puts his heart and soul in everything he does. I mean, I've been there on a, a Thursday practice with three guys, and, you know, he's out there saying, hey, you need me to throw down water, you need me to do this. I mean, he, he takes everything he does completely seriously, and um, the fact that he's going to be doing something like this uh, really says a lot that um, this will absolutely be successful. I, I have no doubt in my mind. Um, and like I said, I don't know him personally. I just know of him. Um, from being from a similar area from him. So I uh, just want to give him a shout-out for that, and that's awesome for what he's doing. All right? See ya. Yeah, we got a lot of people uh, tweet and comment and send some emails in about Kevin Cobb last week from Sick Recovery Racing, who's doing some things with guys who uh, had off-track issues, and uh, he's working with Nico Izzy now and trying to help guys out. And I actually got a couple of emails from people that reached out and wanted to talk to Kevin about helping him. So it was cool. Uh, it was good, nice guy to have on, and, and we wish him all the success. Uh, um, that he can have. Um, hopefully he works out. So. Hey, just listening to Monday's show. The the chase format, whatever you know. That's I mean that's whatever it is. But that's not what is boring every Saturday night when we're watching Supercross. It's the race itself. A uh, twenty lap main event is way too long. A guy gets a whole shot and pulls away, and the race is over. They need to cut the laps down to eight or ten lap races and have you know more of those races not just a 20 lap main event because i you know it doesn't matter if it's the last race of the season and dungey's got a 40 point lead on whoever if him and Roxon are still able to battle that makes a good race but when the races are too long and the guy just get just goes and pulls away oh wait he chase comes, he comes the back chase in. is still a good idea but that's not 
you know, the entertainment needs to be every single night. I don't think just having a chase is going to bring entertainment every single Saturday night. So, later. Um, I, I, I'll tell you this. Okay, whoa. You I, seem like you're ready. I've been... Uh, Guns blazing. Chris Bliss is a buddy of mine, and, you know... I'm pulling for him for that arena cross titles, I'll, but I'll, when that chase restarted, like I, I wasn't, I wasn't really following, you know, just from a distance. But now that the chase happened, I'm like, I'm looking for results as soon as they happen. You know what I mean? It has drawn more interest for me. Yeah. Seeing me what's going to happen in these last six. <laughs> I, I, no I think it's fun. I'm not, you know, I was really <laughs> against it, but kind of getting into it this year. I'm like, yeah, yeah. kind of did draw me in. Like it no, does make it more interesting. I, I mean, to this guy's point though, you may not have. Um, every single race be a nail biter, but when it is 20 laps and it's, it makes it a physical contest as well. Yeah. And you've got a race where it comes down to those last few laps and the guys push, like I'll sit through a few boring races to mm -hmm. get to one of those good ones. Well, and, I, and if you start cutting it yeah. to 10 laps, it takes fitness out of it and you're going to have more guys get hurt because guys are bunched up. Mm -hmm. More of the time when they're racing, which is where most of the stuff goes down, like what happened with Shorty and yeah. Will and those guys. I mean, I'd like to see some races, and I've said this a hundred times. I'd like to see two, three, four races a year that are two 12 lappers. That's all. Just have a couple races that have a couple different formats. We all know it is going into the year, and it'll just spice things up. Two starts. Maybe some rider does really well at those that doesn't full do well. Full points for each one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, full points for each one. And do you think they got to solidify this? TV package because how many years we've been 100 percent every night you know every Saturday night live mean, TV. What do you? It's only been a couple of years. Yeah, I'm um, sure they're still. Yeah, uh, honestly, like, <clears throat> sorry, uh, don't you feel like three hours on TV is awesome for all of us? But they could really tighten that thing up a little bit. Is that what you want? No, but it might help. Help who? The sport. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I mean, hate to see that. Yeah, no, I would too. Nothing, but, like, nothing right. I like more than yeah, watch sitting down and watch, watch it yeah. for sure. Um, I'd love to see a chase. I've said it a hundred times. If it doesn't work, we'll go back. Uh, I'd love to see two. I'd love to see more points given out for hole shots or heat race wins. Uh, five points, ten points. Yeah, uh, revamp the point system. Why is it twenty five, twenty two, twenty for forty years? Why? Why don't we look at that a little bit? Either reward the winner more, reward them less, whatever. Why do we we just stick to the same shit and every other sport changes and we just do like I don't know I mean you, again, tradition for the sake of tradition like again like every sport has changed MotoGP NASCAR kart stick and ball stuff they've all changed and altered their rules NFL does it every single year to help the game be more entertaining now you know you can go on and on about whether it's good they try to get it entertaining. We don't do any of that we just keep it the same and it's so dumb. Do you think if they had a regime change at that we might get some changes. Well, we just, one, we just we? had one. Yeah, they just have one. Charlie Mancuso and uh, Ken Hudgens are out, and they've been there forever. Charlie has been there for the whole ride. Now, did they do that internally because they want to make changes and grow? Or I think we don't Feld know? did that. Yeah, yeah, I think Feld did that. And now Todd Gendro is basically going to be the head guy of but the sport. But he's been there forever as he well. He has been, yeah. But apparently he's a little bit more open to things. Um so, yeah, like change things up, man. We, we just do the same shit. And so why don't you put your suit on, go up there and... Make some shit happen. Why don't we take some of your money, start a Supercross series, and, yeah. we'll, and I'll be the ruler of it. I think that's, what, a billion-dollar buy or some kind of... Eh, no problem for you. Yeah. Um, also, too, um, I, did, I did the math for Santa Clara because I thought Santa Clara... Now, I was coming off the flu, so maybe I was negatively influenced, but 
I didn't want to be at Santa Clara. I felt like shit. But the night program sucked balls. And the races was a 43-second lap time track. And there was no racing going on. The track was easy. And anyways, I did the math. $80 average ticket. Ryan Dungey was on the track for 18 minutes. <laughs> all night. All night long. And if your Cooper Webb was on it for 16 or 14, you know, because it's shorter. And I'm just like, you know, you got to bring those guys back for a couple of a heat race, a two lapper battle, like a, whatever. Dash for bracket, cash. Bracket, dash for cash, whatever. <laughs> we got to see the stars more. They got back in the 80s. They raced a couple times. Uh, the stars did. They raced the heat race and then they all had to race a semifinal and then they raced the final. So we need to see our stars more, I think. I think the program needs to start off with the stars. You know, we bring out the stars and they do a hot lap and then we'll see you later and we bring out 250 guys. What kind of sport does that? Be cool to see, um, you know, the guys that qualify out of the heat. Yeah. Because they... Eight, eight guys. Yeah. They don't um, get a chance to ride again. Mm-hmm. Which right now is the bonus. Like, oh, you save yourself five laps yeah. or whatever, yeah. the, or six, whatever the semi is. What if those eight guys came out and did a yeah. three-lap thing? And it was for two championship points or five, five or whatever, whatever the hell it is. Or cash or whatever. Yeah. Or three, yeah. two, one for the top three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, great. But that makes for a longer night. does make for a longer night. No, there's two intermissions, so just get rid of one of them. Well, you need track prep. I mean, it's hard. Screw that. Get rid of the kids. Of no the kids. one likes the kids. You but, could get rid of the kids. I, I shouldn't say no one likes the kids. That was maybe a little <laughs> harsh, a little out there, but yeah. you know, Everyone I mean, hates <clears> children. Get rid of an LCQ. Just have the 250 guys go right out of the out of the heat. No LCQ for you guys. You know what I mean? I don't know. Just change it up, please. Do something. That's all I'm saying. Well, they are going to change it up. I hope so. I don't think that it's not locked in stone because there's just that, there was a managers meeting a couple weeks ago, and they were all told the chase is not locked in. Like we're not for sure. We're still thinking about it. So. So is that why you bring it up a lot? Because you want to see a change? I've been saying it for a while. I've been saying, you know, you listen to the show. I've no, been, I mean, yeah, I know. I, I, just, just, I feel like from the opening ceremonies to what we do, it is a tired program. Four strokes. But of, you got to understand, you go to every single one of these. How many people go to as many? Of course, it'd be, I'd be tired of it, too, if I went as much as you did. But yeah, I, you, your perspective's yeah, skewed. Yeah, your perspective's a little skewed. Not wrong. Hold on, hold on. But a little skewed. Hold on. Fuck you. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, just wait here. So... <laughs> I'm not saying it shouldn't yeah, change, right. but we just we don't change anything, and other sports do. I'm sure some things have changed. We what, got, do you, what do you want to change? Yeah, I mean yeah, all that, all the above, obviously. But, about yeah, all but I mean, what's four strokes have made Supercross less exciting than ever before? You come out of a turn. I don't think that's true, dude. You come out of a turn, you go four four, make a right, go through the whoops faster than you ever did on a two stroke, make a right. Three, three, left, four, over the table, four, under Star Street. So when, when Jeremy was winning, I remember when Jeremy was winning everything. and oh, I was be, pretty we, boring. We yeah, knew yeah, exactly yeah, who was going to yeah, win. Yeah, no, the, the, I, yeah you get you. to the, you go pay uh, your dollars, whatever it was, right. your treadhead seats, your $10 treadhead seats. McGrath puts in about 10, 10 hard ones. Yeah. Calls it a nice. Yeah, so. Bangs the trophy girl. Yeah, but it's, I think it's, there's been good racing. You just can't, you can't deny that oh, the Supercross been- Series, hey. I think on here, you were the one that said it's the second most watched sport behind NASCAR motorsport in America. No, Am I, I pulling that out of my that, ass. That I, maybe someone else said that. I didn't know. I don't know that. I think you I have. think it probably is, though. Yeah. I think it would okay, be. Okay, let's yeah. say it's somewhere yeah, I in there. I think it is. Yeah, so. 
I mean, it can't. It's it's grown a lot. We got TV. We got this. We got that. Just give it a chance. I know you go to all these things and you expect, but I'm sure. Hey, the if they're doing it in the arena cross, they're probably ch- um, uh, as a test. Is this maybe how, they'll move it in? Did you run NFAB without forward thinking? No. You created this. I Empire think anybody that knows me knows that it's just done thinking. my way, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want Supercross done my way. And like, it's always changing. Like Burger King. Burger King makes my burger any way I want it. I want Supercross to be my way. If you buy Supercross, you're right. You can have it any way if you I want. If I buy it. Supercross, shit's going nuts. Um, Tim Ferry's going to be out there a lot. He's going to be doing loops. Everyone comes out to Van Halen. Everyone comes out to Van Halen. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> All right, next voicemail. Let's do this. Travis, get off your phone. Was that hey from guys, a voicemail? This is TC. Hey, I'm just listening to the last show. We're just kind of reflecting. <laughs> Travis got married last week in Arizona. St. Phone. Louis, and yeah, they need to do something a little bit different, especially with opening ceremonies. Every rider comes out, rolls down the same section, just waves and rolls back. It's not exciting like it used to be back in the day, you know. And, See this? No, you picked that voicemail. That's a little you know, skewed, too. Upside down on a parade lap and, and Wyndham's out there doing transfers mm-hmm. and stuff. It's just not what it used to be. It's just kind of boring. More trannies, bro. Um, He's watched know, all 15 rounds, too. The format with the flow of the evening, it doesn't make sense either with 450s not starting first. Why don't they what? bring out the 450 guys, introduce them, do the little interview, send those guys to the line, and then just say, hey, we're going to bring out four of the 250 guys, you know, four of the top guys, and just say, hey, we've got, you know, Christian Craig and Cooper Webb and whoever and whoever coming out to do a hot lap. And then that puts those guys in front of some fans in the 250 class, so they kind of start building there to themselves. And then maybe these younger guys would go out there and throw this thing upside down, you know, and get the crowd pumped up because the whole opening ceremony thing was just tired and boring and crappy. Uh, even my nine-year-old was kind of like, this is kind of boring. You know, why aren't they doing anything, you know, any more exciting? But that, and I, and I think kind of changing around things a little bit, you know, with Chase or something like that would probably be good. So, anyway, um, I guess I've given them. Yeah, I agree, buddy. Steven, Adam Pancoke here from Florida. Just wondering, I'm going to Vegas May 5th through 10th, and I'm going to be going to both the Arena Cross and the Supercross. Now, I was hoping that you guys would be doing the podcast from the Arena Cross, doing a live uh, commentary again this year. Uh, last year was freaking incredible. You had so many great past racers and current racers on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys did an amazing job of calling the action. Thank you. So I was just wondering, it's right there. You might as well go. You live there. Did you get that phone call? So go to the Arena Cross. You broadcast and hopefully I'll see you there, buddy. All right, uh, bye. Hopefully I see you there. We uh, ran a webcast last year. Uh, got good downloads. It was great. Yeah. Listen. I listened to it. Um, two things for this year's race. I asked, "Can I get paid?" I was told no, and then I was told that they don't really want you there because you criticize the RC Cup and the road to Supercross on Arena Cross. So you're a little hard on Arena Who's Cross. They? Whoever they are in the Arena Cross, they're not too pumped on me. I'm not too pumped on them not paying me for bringing thousands of dollars of equipment. And you think Chad Reed is – we had Chad Reed on the broadcast last year. Do you think he's coming up to talk arena cross and talk things if it's just some janky announcers? No. I got him there. Well, JT did in his fancy jeans, but whatever. My people. 
So I said, hey, how about a little bit of money? And they said, well, not only are we not going to be able to pay you. We, we don't want you there. We kind of don't want you there doing it. You know, because I was like, well, what if we sold it to another company? Like, what if we went to somebody and said, uh, it's the NFAB Lambs Oil Arena Cross show or whatever? You know what yeah. I mean? And, and they were like, nah. So we're not doing it. So I felt like for the equipment and the work I put into it, you were there. You saw the. Were you there? No, I wasn't there. Okay. Were you there? No. Okay. Did not well, make that one. Screw both of you. I had, <laughs> you know, each of those headsets you're putting on, that's $300. And I had a mixer and a... And a so what and did you want to rent these all this equipment to them for? Because you weren't giving it to them. What are you going to rent it to them for, for an afternoon and then a little... For them to do it themselves? No, for you to do it. Did you bring it from here? Is that what you said? Yeah, I brought everything from here. My la- I ran it off that laptop and, uh, and my little mixer and headphones and, you know, all the shit that I needed. And it was great. I thought it went well. It was a fun show to do. It was, yeah. It sounded and, fun. And uh, Wygant was there, and, and JT and I, and we had a bunch of guests. Lots of screaming and yelling. Yeah, we, well, that part it was good. So great. No, but, I, th- but, I thought um, the screaming and yelling was good. I thought we did a good job. We had over 20,000 downloads, like 21,000 downloads or something for of that show, and, and we had a bunch of live listeners, and we pumped up Arena Cross. I thought we did a good job pumping Arena Cross. But I'm not going to do it for free. I, did it for, I gave it to them for free last year in hopes that they could sh- I could show them what I was going to do, and I could you know, get a little bit of money the next time. Who'd you talk to? Brandon Short, PR guy. He's PR for just Arena Cross? Uh, and Supercross and stuff. Yeah, next level guy. Works for Guardia. So I was told those two things. Not so pumped on me and no money. Oh, well. It's their loss. Wow. So. Well, we'll miss it. First of all, to not name the RC Cup. To name the RC Cup for Arena Cross. That's incredibly lame. Buddy Anton has well, won over a hundred main events. You're grinding and lax because you don't like it does, RC. Well, do you think bit. that that's cool? No, I don't. I okay, think it's wrong. That's, but... that's, that's the only bottom line. Okay. It's bottom line. You agree with me. <laughs> well, I think it goes back to what I just said a minute ago. If you buy Arena Cross, and you can name the cup whatever you want to name the cup. Yeah, but it's just... After rid- that, it's okay. It's I mean, just, it's... Okay, the, the road to Supercross is ridiculous and stupid. It, I can't stress enough that if they really care about the safety of riders, go to... Boston this weekend, and there's about 10 guys. It doesn't make need to be pulled out. It doesn't take rocket science to understand they're just trying to get some validity to that show. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's fine. And I hear the show's a better show. Well, for first of all, I heard that Chase Sexton was going to get his legs broke. The regulars were saying, We're going to break your legs if you get in our way. This kid, and he was like scared to death. He called the Geico, like, They said they're going to break my legs, you know. So how's that working out? The, the regulars are like, beat it, kid. Like, you're coming in here, you're just affecting the racing. So, it's a joke. Seems like a pretty good racing to me. It is. I watch all the shows. It's it's a good show. Well, why are you bagging on it? Well, I'm, can I not be constructive here? It's a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. This is what we call constructive? It should be the Buddy Antonis Cup, if you're going to name it after anybody. Hey, I'm a fan of Buddy. Why to not? Name it, to name it the Buddy. To name it anything other Again, than... Again, put your suit on. Go yeah. up there. Have okay. a meeting with these people. Sit down. And okay, let's... I don't have a suit. Well, then that's your first. This is his Sunday go to meet I know. You right gotta, here. You got to put a suit on and a tie and go up there and, and talk. <laughs> you know, have a presentation. Tell them what you want to do. Put, put some deodorant on and some closed-toe <laughs> shoes. I have shoes. I have shoes. I have deodorant. I have one pair of pants. 
It's I got jeans and then a pair of black slacks for the like China a, guy. I'll send you some shoes. You can go with some four hundred dollars yeah. shoes, and you can probably sell your little. I can't even wear those shoes. I have quadruple E width. Quadruple I, E width. Four E width. On I don't my, know what that feet, means. My feet. I cannot I wear it. dress shoes. I can't wear dress shoes. You buy buy new shoes and then throw the shoes away. And wear the box. Is that what you do? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to get a motocross. Uh, I'm just saying, like I know we're talking about feet here. Look, so anyway, so I'm not doing arena cross show. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. So suck it, everybody. Okay, he had to be picked up and, and taken out. There she uh, is. Warzone and so did Seymour. Those two targets hit the fuckers went against. What's happening right now? This is that crazy lady. My sister supposedly ate blueberry cream. You've been here enough to hear the crazy lady. Yeah, he, he, I've heard her before. Whatever their name is. I yeah. thought we got rid of her. What is that? She sounds a little hoarse. Called, how how um, did she get the new number? Oh, the maker. I, I blocked her number. Me. She's relentless. What's with the beeping? I don't know. That's how scary movies start. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I don't know how she got the number again. I blocked her original number, and now she found the new number, and now it begins again. And she likes to talk about music. Right there, you couldn't really hear it, but she was talking what about... She, what is she sending you, like, some kind of code? Like, all these voicemails, you put them all together, and it's some kind of, like, encrypted Playing message. backwards. What, what's yeah. she talking about? Why, why, why? She why? talks about everything and everything. A lot of it, music. Sony Records, she's upset with Sony. She's upset with a lot of music. Today, Was uh, there was a band in there mentioned in that rant right there. I forget what it was, but... um. I don't know. What I do just, these people do for a living? There's serious shit going on with those guys. There is. All right. That was it. That's it? Yep. That's the voicemails, everybody. 702-586-757. Call in time. Uh, all right. We're done. Um, thanks to Kenny Roxon. Thanks to Troy Lee. Thanks to Stephen Mages. Um, Troy Lee was good. Thanks for getting them all. Yeah, you bet. All right, Ping. Floor is yours. What's that? The floor is yours to talk about what you'd like to talk about. Oh. Well, I just wanted to mention to... Yeah. Uh, Fans. Yeah. Of, First of all, Brat Bar. Yep. Lo- Sorry, I interrupt. I do that a lot. Yep. Brat Bars. Yep. A long-time Stop sponsor of our show. Long-time sponsor of our show. They were. Yeah. Great people. They were. Great people. And they had a secondary product called uh, the Paleo Diet Bar. Uh, for those people who eat paleo, like good, clean food. And they've been recently acquired. So me? You. Yes. This is all yeah, geared yeah. right towards you, right yeah. in, up your uh, up your alley. Right. Now I feel like I should have got a suit. Can I buy a suit? If you want to go and make a presentation, yeah, you might want to buy a suit. Who will I make a presentation to, though? <laughs> the Feld guys. So you're not oh. just, you know, yelling it out on your radio show. Go up there and, you know, talk to them about it. They'll probably sit down with you, make a meeting. What am I going to say? Exactly what you're saying on your radio show, but to people that can make a change happen. Am I just going to say I'm not happy? I want to I wanna talk? Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let's let's talk about ways we when can you, make your series better. When you sold your company, were you wearing a suit? Yeah, I'm lucky enough I don't have to wear a suit. Boom. I'm not going to wear a suit if you don't have to wear one. When, when they came to my office, though, I did put my shorts up and put on pants and dress shoes and a button-up. Really? So I did that, yeah. Okay. Well, I can wear a button-up. With can, the bottom couple buttons open. 
But I didn't have to go to them and try. I didn't have to go to them and try and sell it. Shut up, Travis. They were coming to me, so if, if I was going to there yeah. and try to put a presentation yeah. together for right. them to buy something, then I'm sure I'd have a suit on. You should see my negotiations with potential sponsors on Pulp or this show or anything. Else. I've been through them. Uh, yeah, you yeah. forget who I am. No, you don't. You and I are, we have a good relationship. But I know I give you I, advice, and I, then you go, "Well, why?" I hear what you're telling people. What? He tells me to charge more, but yeah, then yeah, when yeah. it comes down to my fee, it's like yeah, you're always yeah, you're yeah. always like wanting you know you want a better deal. I'm trying to give you yeah, I'm um, trying to give you some good but advice. My negotiations, advice are, isn't my free, negotiations are like uh, you know texting like, hey bro, are you on the show or what? Hey, it's you know? it's good to be in America and it's good to be able to yeah. live in flip flops and cargo pants. Yeah, and All have right. opinions. Ping, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. You totally cut me off again. I mean, like, <laughs> so let me know when you're done. And I'll just, I'll start again. Okay, we're done. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I love uh, um, Chris. Huh? Chris. The Brat Bar. <laughs> so that's Sh- interesting. Todd and Shauna. Shauna and who? Todd. Todd. I love yeah. Todd and Shauna. Yeah. And Chris. They're great people. I don't know who Chris is. <laughs> that must be someone else you met there. Get off your phone and tell us about the. Oh, my uh, bad. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell you. So anyway. Uh, their other product, the Paleo Diet Bar, got purchased uh, by a company called Paleo Foods, and uh, they have, uh, which is which is great news for them. They've got a product. Uh, if you go to the Paleo Ranch dot com, mm-hmm. uh, one of their bigger products is a hundred uh, percent grass fed beef, all responsibly raised, grass fed, no hormones, no antibiotics, none of that. Super good stuff. Uh, they have uncured bacon jerky, which is super good. Bunch of different stuff. So check them out. These guys are um, just making really good, clean food. And um, love this guy right here. Big supporters of motocross. So want them to be successful. That's that'll, good, good that'll for them. Back. So the yeah. brat bar is kind of off to the side a little bit, and they're it's being uh, shelved paleo? temporarily. Okay. They focused yep. on that paleo diet bar, yep. and then that's now kind of merged with this company. Right. Um, I think they were the brat formula is still really good. It was yeah. a great product. Just it's a tough market. Just those bars. Do you think that they wore a suit when they? Let me think about it. Nope. Discuss this nope. buyout. No, I don't think they did. Okay. Flip flops. Flip flops. Cargos. I think they said. Oh. And a I'm, t-shirt. A t-shirt. Maybe I've been doing something wrong all these years. Um. <laughs> thanks to everybody for listening, Travis. Uh, you're out next week. Yeah, I'll be on a beach. Ah, life is good, bro. So the lone wolf's coming back in. Yep, he'll be here. All right. I heard he did good, so everyone wanted him back. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on your wedding. Thank Appreci- you. Yeah, it's awesome. Appreciate it. Is your chick ever going to come over? Yeah, she's invited. Ooh, yeah, invite her next time I'm on. All right. Jesus. Does she know like about his four wins? <laughs> She'll probably be more excited to come if she knows Ping is here. Does she know yes. about like him? He's his factory superstar. Yeah. Is she oh, in the yeah. moto or now? She's in there. She's she is now. She wasn't really before, but now right. every she knows every Saturday night, and she gets into it. Oh, so. does she? For real? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Does she know anything about the 90s? Cause no. That's Ping's wheelhouse right there. No. I'll, ta- I'll, take her, uh, I'll take her on a YouTube adventure, though. <laughs> Don't show her Phoenix 02. So show her Phoenix 02. Yeah, yeah. Okay. show her that. Uh, makes me look tough. What about broke that bike? Hey, what about what about Anaheim O2 though? Oh, yeah, that's sure that. One. That's a good sure one. That one. So yeah. just all of O2. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we'll see you in a uh, keep, keepers in next week, and then uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Sweet. So that's after Vegas. So Eddie Ray's here, a great Eddie Ray. Yeah, I like that. Story guy. time with Eddie Ray again. Story time with Eddie Ray. Yeah. <laughs> you just shut your mic off and let him go <laughs> no, for five just, hours. Hey, uh, Eddie, how, how's the day? And then I just go and talk to Poogie. Yeah, you just go have dinner with your wife and yeah. 
He can make one phone like, call to the 70s deuce, and the two of them will just talk at each other. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, listen, Steve, I'm telling you. And then, I'm telling you. And then, like, five minutes later, he gets into what he was telling you about. Because he has to stress that he's telling you something. It's entertainment. It's great Eddie Ray. You gotta love Eddie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, thanks to our guests tonight. Thanks to you guys. Sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com. NitroCircus.com. Please check them out. Uh, they're coming to a city near you. And uh, Thomas, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Good thanks luck with me. everything that's your sales meetings here. Where are you staying? That's good. At the win. Uh, just baller. Um, are you in all week? Till Thursday. Oh, let's try to do dinner. Are you, are you business? Are you busy with all your dudes? I'll wear a suit. No, I'm not. Do you mean like by a, a suit? He means cargos and flip flops. No, can I wear a like t-shirt. um? What's the suit? Uh, like a track suit? Yeah, it's got suit in the, in, the, in, the, in the title. Leisure suit, leisure suit, leisure suit. What about like a? Can I wear a furry bear costume? I'm just trying to give you some friendly advice. You want to make real change? I know. Well, look, yeah. and yeah, you, I you do shock some people. I do want to do that. Yeah, I. You know, why can't tell me one time? I was we were going to the Supercross banquet. He's like, put some pants on, and I'm like, come on, bro. He's like, put some pants on. They'll respect you more. And I did. I put pants on. On Wygant's word. word. How'd that work out for you? True story. Nothing happened. Nothing different happened. Nothing different? No. And I bring it up to this day about how nothing different happened. Not one person said that you made a comment on your pants. I don't think so. Not one. No. Yeah, but if you had been in cargos, I guess somebody would have said They would have commented on that for sure. And if they didn't comment to your face, they'd be commenting behind your back. Yeah, I mean, they do that a lot already. So what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to get better. Ping, always fun <laughs> to have you in. Always a good time. Always. David Pingree, four-time 125 Supercross winner. Podium. I'm glad I finally got to meet Ping. I can't believe you hadn't ever met Ping. I figured yeah. somewhere along the line your pass would cross. Yeah. So. Yeah, well. I've seen him before. He runs with a higher class of people than I do. Yeah, I don't know Steel about that. Steel City Podium, also <laughs> David Pingree, former Primal Impulse rider, former Motor World rider, former FMF rider, former Pro Circuit rider, former... Uh, Diablo Honda rider. Plano Honda. Plano rider. Diablo. Diablo. Oh, yeah. In Canada. Oh, yeah. The devil Honda. Right. Yeah, so it didn't seem that. that long ago since you retired? Uh, It's like it does and it doesn't. One thing about paying, like, like I can remember. My wife gets mad because I won't remember stuff that she thinks I should remember. But, like, Phil and I will be sitting around talking, and he'll be like, remember that one track? I'm like, oh, yeah, you came out of that turn, and there was that rut, and you went like this. She's like, that was Selective 20 memory. years yeah. ago. Selective yeah. memory. Yeah. How do you remember a rut in a right. turn at a track from 20 years t- ago? I was just telling you about my 1990 title. I can tell you all about that yeah. track. So weird. Um, one thing about Ping, like, a lot of guys, ex-guys, have trouble letting go, and maybe their memory of them is greater than what they really were. Ping was not like Ping is not like that. I think you have that affliction. You do? Uh, I probably. Not. Maybe. Ping is like I'm over it. I don't care. I don't want to make a comeback. I don't care to race. I'm not racing. It's I'm not proving anything. He's, act, he's actually the anti Mike Sleater. He's that's what he is. And if you ask Ping like, you know, how good were you? He's like, "Ah, whatever." Like, you know, I mean, you were good. You were great. But you just all, like it's yeah. all it's all perspective there again though or or like, you know, it's all relative. Because, yeah, but you just let it. You've let it go. Yeah, you just yeah. you, you're totally like. Well, it yeah, was yeah, what it was, right, and right. like I, I don't, I don't like when people live in the past. It's great to talk about. It. It's great memories. Yeah. I have right. awesome memories right. from that decade or whatever it was. Yeah. 
But it's like I'm 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 so far past that. You know what I mean? Hey, you're a fireman. You rescue cats and stuff, trees. I do all kinds of different. Hey, I stuff. think it's good that life goes on, and there is a life after racing and all that. I agree. I hate living in the past. Let's talk about that title I lost by two points in '88. I'll tell you all about well, it. Well, it's great to bench race about it. Just don't live in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Don't bro me. Uh, thanks to uh, Thomas uh, Fichter from NFAB. Please check him out, Jeep Truck Rush UV Parts, if you need them. Uh, they've, uh, they've got a lot of stuff and a big supporter of the sport um, year in and year out, whether it's Motocross Nation's effort or the Ampro Yamaha team or the great JGR Yamaha team. We tried to call Coy Gibbs tonight. I'm sure he'll uh, see a 702 number and probably think it was us. Maybe not. Yeah. And uh, David Pingree, love David Pingree. Travis, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to Pookie for those ice cream sandwiches. They were fantastic. And uh, we will see you guys all next week. Thanks. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.